Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Nick's Married Monday, April 17th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Marauders! A lot of Marauders up here early. Hell yeah. Because myself, the Toxic Table at Boston Connor, and at Ty Schmidt, also one half of the Hammer, Don Cowboys, Tone Diggs, and all the boys in the back got a chance to celebrate love this weekend. Big congratulations to Big Frank, Sean. Yep. Marauder, Pat, Kathy, Farish, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and their children yep. who had a royal wedding inside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this mm-hmm. past weekend. Unreal. And that's when two families become one. Yep. Successfully happened on Saturday. Congratulations to the Marauders Congrats. and to you, Nick and Carly. Congrats, guys. Nick. Thank you, guys. Thank you to each and every one of you. Pat, Fun. you were the best, best man anyone could ever ask for. The speech was absolutely true. incredible. Well, I, I really got rolling in there. You know, As I was talking, I was like... Whoa. I'm motoring right through this thing. I'm starting to really get going. And then new ideas started coming through. I told you that I worked on that speech like six to seven different times I had goes at that speech. Once was in the shower. Like the first time I really went after it was standing in the shower. And I started going. I was like, how many songs have just played? Oh, seven songs just played. Okay, that's a little bit long. Yeah, I got a little going to have to cut some stuff out there. Then the next time I went, I think I was sitting in the office, maybe taking a shit over here, and I went after it. It was like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Let's see what we come up with the next time, third time, fourth time. Then whenever I got to do it live, I missed one thing, only one thing, and I was a little bit bummed about that. That was the first time I seen you. I could have never guessed how good of a human you would actually be underneath that incredibly toxic out outer coat sure. that you have, which did get mentioned. First time I seen him, he uh, reverse strip some kid with four books in his hands walking nice. through the high school. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like straight out of a movie. Yep. That was I was a freshman, just got to the high school. People did know who I was coming into high school, so I was a little bit anxious about going into high school, about, sure. you know, how will people react to who me as a human? People mm-hmm. knew me around there. Could get beat up, could get bullied, would, hold, would contain myself and hold my own, would be very comfortable, but I didn't know what it was going to be like. First day, I'm walking around. This fucking guy, sophomore in front of us, hits a kid that I did not know, but he was walking in front of me in my class, definitely. Four books and i laugh pretty hysterically <laughs> yep. fumble and then i think to myself oh shit that could be me right sure from that moment oh. all the way to today i've never read a book mm-hmm. because nick moraldo was a fucking bully to a kid right <laughs> mm-hmm. so congrats to you nick thanks man nick. glad i could do that for you real good guy nick was a fucking bully there for a little bit. i mean sometimes you gotta knock some books out that's a classic move yeah come yeah. on i mean back in the day that shit was very just normal yeah. they oh, took yeah. our Hilarious. backpacks away everybody's just carrying around loose football around the hallways couldn't have it yeah and when people were also out there i mean bu- job boss security job security yeah, you gotta yeah. Try. dude's your friends you try to tell a couple kids exactly too, you know? i don't know if that kid was nick's friend to be clear i'm not 100 percent sure i know i didn't know the guy well nick was a bully Nick was a bully. Well, he was teaching kids ball security. I mean, you got to put that thing high and tight, maybe hold it close to the chest. I think that kid was never going to play a sport. The kid that I thought he, it was uh, Ezekiel. No, but I would assume that kid no. got back. And Nick. Nick and his group of friends were a uh, hysterical group of human, mm-hmm. humans. Got to see a lot of them. Got to see all the generations and ages of friends that we've kind of had and Nick has had. There was one era that I kind of missed whenever they lived in the super Italian area, uh, area oh, of town. Field, yeah. yeah, whenever I was here. So I got to meet some people, too, that I heard stories from. Aunt Tina, Nick's aunt, made this cookie table. Pittsburgh cookie table is obviously a tradition. So good. Where it's just like a shit ton of cookies. This one lady cooked them all. That is not normal. Mm -hmm. Normally you buy them, you do this other stuff. Aunt Tina baked 
probably 2,000 cookies. Crushed it. Dog. Oh God. It was unbelievable. Some hot guys. The decorations, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hot as fuck in there. The air conditioner broke the day of. That's what's going to happen when people have weddings. Mm-hmm. But who cares? The outside venue was even nicer than the inside venue. Yeah. Somehow. And it was perfect. It was an incredible weekend. You guys should be very, very proud of yourselves, I think. And whoever did a majority of the planning of that. Well, you know who did that. Which I believe is your wife now. Yep. <laughs> and uh, first wedding person. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, 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 a two, A one, A one, A one. Susie, Susie, Thank you. Shout out, Susie. Susie was a wedding day planner, director, executor thing. Sure, executive. And she was a good human. Felt like she had good intentions. Very you know, much felt so. felt like she understood everything that was going on. We're not an easy crew just to tell exactly what to do. We get it. We know mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. And we'll get it right. Like, we'll mm-hmm. get it right. And we're not going to be any disrespectful, even though you could do some research on the internet and think that we would be big-time assholes at these things. It's like, yo, I think seven out of eight of us had tears in our eyes whenever Nick was getting oh, married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor did an incredible job. He did. So good. good. Crushed it. Absolutely unbelievable. You did an absolutely incredible job, Connor, and we'll dive into that in a little bit. But A1, Susie, very nice to us. All of a sudden, mid-rehearsal, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. this blonde one shows up. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell are you? Oh, all right. Yeah, five-star general. She was really talking to me. Middle of this rehearsal, like, we're just kind of standing there, and they're eyeballing it, and it's mm-hmm. going to be a completely different spot anyways because there isn't anything set up. So they're trying to figure out all the mathematics of it, and it's cool. We're just having a quick conversation over here. She comes over, boom, pops out of nowhere, maybe out of the bathroom. I don't even know where she came from. We had not seen her for the hour, hour and a half yeah, that nope. we were there. The she comes in, all right, shoulder. Shoulder width apart is where your feet will be. Hand, left over right. Lock it in. Let's go. And we're like, Lady, who what? Who are is this Carly? Is this a member of your family? Oh, uh, this is uh one of the wedding day planner executors. Like, pff. so is this a good cop, bad cop situation, or are you just a miserable human? <laughs> Felt like it. We didn't see her yet again until she took our bottle of Jameson. That's right. Bingo. She took our bottle of Jameson wedding day. This yep. lady comes in, uh, give me that. Not allowed to have that. Well, who are you? It's a group. Who is this lady? So then the other wedding person obviously goes and grabs that thing for us. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. We did. Mm-hmm. Great time. Unbelievable. But boy, that came out of nowhere. I, I did not expect that that second wedding lady to yell at us. I'd say that was the only time where I felt uncomfortable through four days. And uh, I think that's an impossible task to pull off in 2023 when it comes to weddings, mm-hmm. especially with how many fucking people were there. Yeah. They did a great job, Ty. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Like you mentioned, too, the, the venue. I mean, it, it almost felt like they were getting married in, like, the 1920s or something. That, Legit. That atrium underneath there, the old train station. You know, like, I've been to Pittsburgh a couple times, but obviously not intimate with, like, the certain, you know, but you go in there, the architecture of it, it was, it really was. I mean, it felt like you were transported into another time, and then the weather was beautiful on top of it. It was just, I mean. Follow up. Nick, the suits, toxic, sorry. We're so sick. Top notch. Clean. Top notch. I'm you, glad you guys liked them, dude. You guys looked like a million bucks out there. You did. You did. Look how all, I mean, you looked fantastic. Obviously, shout out to Carly for getting you that watch right before you mm-hmm. go out there. Yeah. This dude was taking links out of a watch before mm-hmm. day of his wedding. Yeah. Little ham- little tiny hammer. little hammer. Yep. Tiny little thing was taking links out of this watch, put it on his hand. It looked remarkable. The setup was great. Bride looked wonderful. Yep. Oh, yeah. She looked very happy, right? I mean, that- she was beyond ecstatic with how everything went, and she was very thankful for you guys for all the support and everything. Uh, tears, the- tears from both Nick and Bride. Yeah, it was nice, which is good. Good. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was, I was bawling like a baby. Have to. You looked awesome. That was cool. That was a cool moment to see. You know, seeing the whole family, seeing everybody back from Plum was a great. lot of people. Yeah, it you was. know what? You know what everybody said though. What's that? The guy that isn't from Plum, Connor. Well, that's not true, but. 
What isn't true? I I am from Plum. We all know this. We can give it up now. You're at a We're All Mustangs Here fun meeting. Bingo. Exactly. Giving back to my community. And did you make a sandwich of Rudy's subs? Uh, yeah, I believe I did. Steak and cheese. Thanks a lot. Did you swing by the high school? Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to swing by the high school. Oh, we had, for gays. Well, Interesting. We had some other commitments, and obviously, you know, the most important thing was that we are all Mustangs Fund meeting. Obviously, I had to be there. That was a fun thing to kind of figure out about. Yeah, that was So fun. we've given $1.6 million back to uh, Plum, pretty much. Good bit. Mm-hmm. Just found that out. a good bit. Went through the Excel <laughs> yeah. spreadsheet. Good Phil bit. had CFO Phil, who looks so fucking awesome. Yeah. He had a flavor saver Boy, at the barbershop the day of it. So everybody saw that photo of him with that fucking mustache. And he's properly jocked right now. Yeah, he's properly jocked. Properly jocked right now because he's getting ready for a triathlon. So he's been swimming. He's been adding upper body into his life as opposed to just, I'm a run and run and run and run. Mm-hmm. So he is like properly jocked right now. So he looks so cool. He had a flavor saver that I guess the barber. Shout out to uh, Mr. Mister. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's right. Best haircut ever. That was an incredible barbershop. Yeah, it was. That was an incredible barbershop. That was a cool moment. Nick uh, running out of barbershop day off so everybody can get some lineups and haircuts and everything like that. Great move, especially at Mr. Mister. That place was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Only complaint. And you had IC, you had an Iron City at 10 a.m. Yeah, a couple man. of them. You weren't the only one. There was a lot of people. A red, red eye. eye. A red eye, too. Not fucking, we're not talking light here. We're talking straight out of the Allegheny fucking red eye. Which was right across the street from where we were staying. It was beautiful where we were staying. Mm-hmm. Ox cord on, fl- on fire. Oh, oh my flames. God. Flames. No Mac Miller, but flames. Yeah, that was interesting. Certainly a conversation. The guy that owns the barbershop alongside of his wife, the guy, maybe coolest looking human. No offense to Back Porch Barber, our barber, right. who's a cool looking person. Yeah. Or anybody that works down at that coffee shop downtown that was near our old Quills. Quills. Or Quills. Yeah. I've seen some cool looking humans, I feel like, over the last couple of years. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sweet tats. Yeah. Hair is always great. Yep. The shirt and pants combo, not normal, but sweet. And then there's boots. Or great shoes on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen incredible looking humans. Earrings, gauges, weird placed earrings. Yep. Okay, that happens. It's sure. like, you look so fucking cool. I want to let you know this is what you're attempting to do. You pulled it off. You look so cool. Mm-hmm. This dude, Michael, that owns Mr. Mr., might be the coolest fucking guy, coolest looking guy I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. Had a pierced cheekbone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. P- right here. Like a stud. Diamond. Mm-hmm. Perfect hair. Yeah, Perfect. He, he gave it to you. He didn't give me his hair, but how could you with how perfect his fucking hair was? Mm -hmm. I did have to redo my hair after Mm -hmm. he did my hair because he thought that I was as cool looking as him. I am not. I need to do different stuff than what you're doing with your hair. He had these tats. The way he decked. So cool. Oh, the, sungla- mm-hmm. the glasses. Yeah. Dude, he had the um, Six Flags. Yeah, Six Flags guy. Yeah. The Six Flags guy. Yeah, he had those glasses. Yeah. He looks so cool. So he had Nick in the middle of it. There were six barbers pretty much. Um, and the one that did Phil back corner said that CFO Phil's face was the hardest face he's ever had to shave in his life because Phil's First of all, he's had a full beard since, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what Phil is. Sick. Five o'clock shadow is actually about Phil. Like, shaves in the morning, has a beard by the afternoon, and his hair grows in every different direction. Like, if he was one of those wrestlers or, like, an MMA person, his face would be able to be used as a weapon yep. because of how fucked up all of his hair is and how strong it is. Hell, yeah. So this guy plucked 
every fucking piece of hair off this guy's with, face, with pretty much, tweezers. and neck. And then whenever it was able to do it, because if you would have just shaved, I guess it would have broke. It would have been like irritated yeah. to fuck. Mm -hmm. So this guy's plucking his face. He has a flavor saver at one point. He looks like the anonymous mask, the V for Vendetta mask. Yeah, sure. He looks so cool. So cool. So cool. And then I think the barber just shaved it. Literally, I we haven't been able to point blame at anybody yet. Phil was supposed to look cooler than this somehow. Yep. And Phil didn't say no. Phil's wife didn't say no. I don't think Nick said no. We, we were, were all cheering. yelling yes. Yeah. I don't think any of us said no. And then all of a sudden, I go back there two minutes later. He's just got a really awesome mustache. Right. So Phil could have had a brand new Phil face and looked even better. But he was the one to put the Excel spreadsheet together for the We're All Mustangs Here Fund because he's boots on the ground back there, as is Keith Nonnenberg, who is currently a coach or a teacher in Plum, was whenever I was in Plum as well. And then Eddie Edwards, who's now an agent, was my first agent from Plum High School. He was back in town. So we had a meeting, like a pseudo yearly annual meeting for the We're All Mustangs Here Fund, which is a fund that we put together to kind of give money back to the athletes of Plum. We have given thus far $800,000 to the youth leagues in Plum. Nice. Uh, the Plum Youth Football League PMFA. has gone on to win a couple championships. Mm -hmm. no Let's go. go. Let's go. I think that there's a lot of participation up, which is what we're kind of hoping for. New gear, new everything. Like, hoping more kids play sports and stick with sports. Like, hey, you come play sports, you get sweet shoes. Hey, you come play sports, you get sweet jumpsuit. Hey, you come play sports, you're going to be able to have, like, the greatest technology that you could possibly have. Hey, if you come play sports, you can be able to have everything that other people are able to have. And more in Plum, that was kind of the goal of it. 850 55,000 to the high school. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, the teams. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting. We got a new athletic director there. We have not really worked with the school much. We've been through three athletic directors, I think, since we have launched our uh, um, fund. Yeah, and that's why we handle it all. You yeah, know, we don't let Plum sense. really handle any of it. No offense to anybody in Plum. A lot of great people in Plum. And that's what I was about to say about the wedding. I got to meet so many people that have kids at the high school or kids coming up through the thing. And everybody was so incredibly kind to me and uh, nice. And it's like, hey, we're making a real impact over there. And CFO Phil is the boots on the ground for that entire thing. So not only does he look cool, but he's also the one that kind of has to manage all of it. He gave me that Excel spreadsheet. I was like, holy fuck. And Connor was like, we've given how much back to yeah. our high school? I'm wow. like, Connor. You did not go to our high school. Mm -hmm. well, 700,000, I think, went to the hockey team, right? Well, that is interesting because Phil is the coach of the hockey team. He had to send a request into the fund. Yeah, they have oh, the best wow. coaching gear, you can say. No, see, the coach's gear has actually been quite an issue with this fund. What? You know, that is what we have learned. We've had to put on a little bit more guidelines. Yeah, because we either have the coach or the booster, head of the booster, be the one to put in a request. You just send an email. What do you want? How do you want it? Why do you want it? How do you think this makes athletes' lives better? which is like the main important thing, and then they send it in there. And then they have to get a quote from a place on how much it would cost for what they want, they had, which we should have known this. We're too naive at the beginning. Had to transfer it into two quotes because there was actually companies in Plum that all of a sudden were like, I don't want to say getting started, but yeah. kind of starting yeah. sure. businesses. And it's like, okay. Meeting quota for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. All right. So we, we had to get a couple different quotes, but we've been able to help a lot of businesses, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the quotes, being able to make it a competitive and kind of use as much money as possible to go to the kids as opposed to businesses and let adults fuck it up, right. which is kind of what we've been trying to get in there. It has been a remarkable journey, and I'm very pumped about it. That was one of the greatest feelings I've had uh, whenever I learned what all we've been able to do. And yeah. I see it all, and I, I kind of look at every email, but they're kind of handling it. You know, like mm -hmm. they're kind of a part of it. If I see something I don't like, like a tone from a coach in an email or sure, something like sure. that. Or like a $200,000 parka or something that they might want. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, there's some coaches that have been like, hey, we need uh, 
Our, all our coaches need new, whatchamacallit, here's the top of the line stuff. We want to look cool. It's like, I understand that, but also, like, in the spirit of the fund here. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's spend yeah. some of that money. Yeah. Maybe let's not get it all. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Some people, you know, just assume that we're going to pay for stuff, so they ran up a tab and then just said, hey, we need reimbursed for this. That ain't how it works. No. Okay, so we can't do it. We're not like a loan for you either. Mm-hmm. We'll be making decisions around here with our money, but also go do whatever you got to do. There was one place we paid for them to go uh, take like big bus, I think, and hotel because they made the states, which is exactly what should happen. Mm-hmm. And they had the right idea. And once again, this is none of the students. It's always just the adults that fuck everything up, it seems like. Yep. Uh, they needed to tip the bus driver that I got, obviously, uh, that we got for them. Yeah. Sure. So they sent another follow-up email day of, hey, can we get 100 more bucks so we can do it? It's like, hey, can you guys find? You guys could probably scratch yeah. together there's 100 50, bucks. There's yeah. 50 people on there. Can we give two bucks each? So it's like all those little things that we're kind of mm-hmm. figuring out. CFO Phil, Keith, and Eddie are kind of navigating so incredibly well. I'm very, very proud of it, and I think we're going to continue to help out Plum for a long, long time. And, hey, listen, if you're in sports in the Pittsburgh area, you're pretty good. Don't be scared of moving to Plum. Hell yeah. We got some good shit going. Wouldn't mind taking care of you. Have a good time. Now, the coaches might not have the top of the line, uh, you know, jackets on. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, so that'd be a little bit. That might change. And, you know, bus drivers on buses might not get tipped, I guess, properly. You know, but there is uh, there's real growth happening. I'm very proud of it. And Connor was there for the whole meeting. Even had input. Wow. So Connor had input in the meeting on how the fun's going, as did my wife. It's a a real team effort. You are an honorary Mustang. Wow. I can't believe you just said that. I appreciate that. Yeah, honorary is the real thing, though, because you're not actually from there. No, no. Oh, no. I thought you were saying. So I just said you were still wrong. I thought you were saying honorary member of your class, but I'm still a member of the Mustang community. But the one thing, too. There was five different classes of Mustangs at this. at this at wedding. Least. Yeah. What grade did Mark graduate? Do we know? I think he was right before my time. So I think he was 2008. All right. 2009. There was, there was yours. There was mine. There was my brother's. There was mine. Billy's little brother. There's, There's like eight generations of Mustangs out That's there. That's a lot. Hey, baby, Nick, we love you, pal. Hell yeah. Hey, boy, Nick. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it. Thank all you guys for coming. Everybody played a little part. Everybody had a little fun time. Diggs for standing up there with me as well. Zeke. Got to introduce everybody at the reception. You got everybody's name right. That was big. Fox, he was doing some videography work, and Bruce was getting drunk back there. Yeah, Bruce was handling vibes, though. I mean, it was good to see Bruce. Bruce also was pissed because he thought he was going to be the one cutting the cake for Nick and Carly. So he, he actually started crying at the table. Bruce does cut a good cake. What, how do we? Uh, how did? How did he get to that point? Nick? Nick lied to him. Well, no. Bruce was kind of moping all week. Like, well, everybody else in the office has something to do for your wedding. What am I gonna do? And then he kind of shouldered in and basically said, like, Hey, actually, you know what? We can have bygones be bygones. I'll just cut the cake for you with Carly. You can stand up there next to me, but I'll cut the cake. I'll put it in her mouth. I'll do all that kind of stuff, and then I'll be okay with everything that happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Bruce then for yeah, that. Bruce. This is the kind of vicious bullying that started at Palm High School in that hallway. Whoa. What are you talking about? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jeez. I was never part of that. I was nice to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of dosy doing through my my day mostly. Right. Um, Bruce, we appreciate you being there and being good vibes. Foxy was stepping on toes of the wedding video person a little yeah, bit. A little bit. Yeah, that's watching, always going to happen. I was watching little interactions because 
they were in the middle of uh, taking photos of Nick and Carly, mm -hmm. you know, the professional photographers and professional video thing. people. They were doing their thing, and it was outside of the venue taking pictures. Lights were still out. Cocktail hour. Right. I believe DJ Griff was on the piano, killing yep. it. Crushing. Him and DJ TJ oh, absolutely killed God. it. Ripped it up. But the, the video guy was making his own video, okay, mm -hmm. and then the camera person was doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Then here comes Evan Foxy, drink in hand, sunglasses on. Looks so cool. So cool. He, he takes his iPhone and he walks right up and then he walks all the way back. Yep. And then he just walked away or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yes. And I watched it. I looked at the cameraman. Cameraman does like, uh, what's that guy all about? <laughs> and then gets back into his job. And then they got two more hours of photos. And Foxy's back on the drinking scene yep. already. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see what you put that together. Guy did make yeah, Nick cool asked me to get a couple video quick together. videos. But yeah, cool. I, I, yeah, Nick already posted some of that guy's videos. He does great work. I actually said the Instagram story that Nick had up. I was like, I'm stealing that concept. Great yeah. concept. So I don't know why everyone's got to be Foxy steals all... this guy's shot. <laughs> wow. And now he's stealing his thoughts. That's, a That's my fault. I asked Foxy to take a video or two for me because I didn't want to be on my phone all day. And Smart. I didn't, but I didn't warn the other video guy that. Oh, there's always beef there. Yikes. Well, and you looked, there out, a, be. You looked yeah. out a huge part after Foxy did his whole entire thing while he was walking by the guy. He said, That's how you do it, chump. And then he well, kind of with on. those glasses. I never exactly. said that. I, you were you were over there. I was over. I there, never yeah. said that. Yeah, you were over. He I was. On. I heard. I heard him say that. And Foxy just wearing a fucking t-shirt to a wedding. He looks so cool. He, he did. Spit on he his did. Well. All right, joining us now is a man who uh, would have came to the <laughs> wedding, but he didn't. Right. Nope. He was invited to the wedding, didn't come to the wedding, mm -hmm. which is alarming because it was an open bar. Yeah. And he, this guy loves those things. There was a lot of. Who's who at this wedding as well? Yeah. Ton of them. This man could have made Mark Madden a new source of Whoa. his. This man could have made Rupper a new source of his. This man could have made AQ, Pac-Man, D-Bud, Ty Schmidt, what? many others his new source. But instead, he rode horses because that's one of his jobs. Ladies and gentlemen, senior insider for the NFL, the network that the NFL owns, the website that the NFL owns, and the streaming service, NFL Plus. Host of the Insider Show, which is a T-shirt punditry-driven yep. show by Very the insiders cat. of the NFL Network. He, Tom Pelissero, and Garofalo, who broke massive news this morning. Host of the weekly wrap-up, the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Ian, didn't see you at the, wed at the wedding. Very nice of you. Do you want us to tell Nick to go fuck himself, or would you like to say that now? Um, I was not invited. And I know you what? said on the show. No, hold on. Me, You saying to, to me on Thursday, like, hey, you should come. That's not an invite. You know what an invite is? Save the date. Oh, you oh. want a whole song Whoa. and dance? Come on. We're not recruiting you. Gotta, okay, do you want to come or not? Save the date. You got to save the date first. Then you get the invite. You RSVP. There is a method behind this. Not here. I would have come. I was. I wasn't doing anything. I would have come. There's numerous chairs available. Tech Joe came in sweats. That's yeah. right. I mean, there was a lot of anybody yeah. could have came. I mean, I, uh, how was the food, by the way? Dull. Phenomenal. Good. Yeah, it was very good. Very good. There was a cookie cake or cookie table too. Game changer. They were unbelievable. I was eating shit that I don't normally like. Oh, what's that? A coconut cookie? I hate coconut. Let me see that thing. Get it. Oh, my God. It's delightful. Love coconut. There was another one that I tried. A pumpkin roll, maybe? Oh, yeah. Mm. Pumpkin Swiss oh, roll. That's, that's her best work, too, that pumpkin roll. I normally am not a big pumpkin Swiss oh. roll. His Italian aunt, Aunt Tina, uh, I guess saying his Italian would be kind of double. I asked his dad right before I spoke to him uh, at the thing. I said, hey, Frank, are you 100% Italian? He goes, no, my, my parents moved over here. I'm like, oh, but you are 100% Italian. He's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm not from Italy. That's how fucking <laughs> yeah. Italian. That's, a, that's 
great. Yeah, you know, that was the answer he gave. That family was stupendous. You missed a great one. And you said fuck you to Nick and Carly. Whoa. You were invited. Yep. I mean, that's just it's fine. We'll hold this over your head forever. AJ didn't come either. So yeah. don't worry about it. That's much bigger conversation. Yeah, that's coming no. down the road. Let's talk about what you broke this morning, though, alongside Tom Pelissero. We have some questions about the numbers. We haven't talked about it literally okay. until you got on here because you and Tom were the ones that broke some of the biggest news that this offseason is going to see. Jalen Hurts agrees to a five-year extension with the Philadelphia Eagles worth 170 some million at signing and then 255 million dollars in total in this tweet and then in another tweet it said 274 million what is the actual number how does this whole thing go and what are your thoughts on this deal happening before herbert before burrow and obviously before lamar jackson ian rapaport okay uh let's get to the numbers first because all of those numbers are right there's just different ways to look at it different ways to digest it it is a contract extension, so he's already got one year. Uh, it's already got you already got one year in the books. You add five more. The value of those five next years, basically, you know, like any extension, pre-negotiating your next contract, five years, two fifty-five, right? So then you add that to the one year that he's already got. You put all of that together, and that's how you get the two sixty whatever number. That, 255. Uh, two fifty-five. Right. That's how you get the two fifty-five number uh, that Tom mentioned. There's also the incentives, $15 million in incentives. So the total value could be 274.3 through 2028. That includes all of the money. Uh, On the extension, the important numbers are 255, which is $51 million per year, the new highest paid player in NFL history. Congratulations, Jay. Richly deserved. Almost $180 million in guarantees. That includes injury guarantees. Um, money he's going to get if he's injured and for some reason can't play. $110 okay. million fully guaranteed at signing. Um, those are the key numbers for this deal. It is a really, really nice deal. It sets a new bar. Um, also, as always with contracts, especially quarterback contract, probably means that Burrow and Herbert are going to go next and over him. That's just the way it works, which is why I think for the Eagles, getting it done before those guys was imperative. And it also leaves room for them to build, which I know, you know, around him, which is something that was important to Jalen. Okay, so let's follow up on a couple of these. As soon as they get to the Super Bowl, they decide that they're going to do this with him because he's a second-rounder on a rookie contract. This kind of came out of nowhere and have uh, Nicole, I believe, from Clutch Sports. Shout out. Yep. Shout out. Shout out. Agent Nicole Lynn, I believe, is the social media handle. I should have done yep. a little bit more research. She's a... Dog. Uh, her and the Philadelphia Eagles have been talking for how long, and how have we not known about any of this? I feel like that's rather large news. Uh, the her and the Eagles have been talking for more, probably about two months, really since. So I think the Eagles identified probably pretty early on last season when, like, you know, Jalen finished really strong the previous year, so twenty twenty one, and there was some, you know. I remember talking on our pregame show, like the Eagles view Jalen as a franchise quarterback. Like they probably knew at the end of last year. And then we all could tell, like the public, like he was balling. Like this guy was good. And so it's like, all right, well, if he's that good, he's a second rounder, only has one year left. He's going to get paid. So I think they identified this pretty early. Um, they've been talking for a couple months. It's been, you know, somewhat intense negotiations, but very amicable. Like it's, you know, this is big money you're talking about. Um, it is something we've kind of known that was like on the radar because when Jeffrey Lurie was talking to us 
at the owners' meeting, he said a Jalen contract could get done fairly soon, and that was about two and a half weeks ago. Hmm. So what you, was that all off the record? He said that on the record? No, on the record. How did we miss it? It was, it was kind of at the end of the owner. I think he spoke last and like talked to only the Philadelphia local media. And so, like, it kind of did go under the radar a little bit. We should have got that. That's something we should have caught. Right now, Gumpy's up in Canada going, how, pal, how the fuck I missed that? Fucking How'd I miss that? So, congrats to Jalen, obviously, and the Eagles, and Agent Nicole Lynn for being a fucking boss there. Largest contract in the history of the NFL. I believe largest contract uh, a female has ever negotiated ever. Hell yeah. I believe in sports. In sports, okay? In sports. Obviously, in sports, we apologize. Obviously, there's hundreds of mm-hmm. billions yes. of dollars happening out there. The next conversation is an easy one to have immediately upon seeing Jalen get paid. Lamar Jackson's deal, right? This is just – now this is what Baltimore will just say, hey, here's the deal. He's made to a Super Bowl. You haven't. We would still have a lot of faith in you. He's getting paid much earlier than you are. Here's the deal. Is that kind of how this is going to work, and is that how we see this happening? So last year, before the season, the Ravens offered Lamar Jackson a deal that in – APY, so average per year based on new money, did not match this. This is 51, that was 50. But in a lot Yeah, of 133 metrics, guaranteed versus 174 guaranteed. Right. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. a lot of other well, the, it's 133 fully guaranteed versus 110 fully guaranteed in Jalen's deal. So actually, like the Ravens deal what? compares pretty nicely to this deal. Interesting. Actually. So like whenever if, we read that one, it said 170 some million. And whenever we read the Lamar report. Which is only coming out from the Ravens side, which we assume is accurate. Uh, it's at 133, so that seems to be 41 million off. But you're saying that so they're actually let me let me find it. They're at, so there's a person, what's your name, Sarah Ellison, Shout on out. the Twitter. Shout out, Sarah. Um, who actually kind of broke it down based on it's S G Ellison is the if you want to look. I believe her breakdown comparing the two deals is accurate. If you want to throw it up here at some point, yeah, it's um, it right now. It's this is uh you know, I I do believe the Ravens will probably adjust and you know use this to help get Lamar done. But the deal they offered him was pre- there you go, was pretty strong. I mean, look at those numbers. Right? So total value two hundred million? Less, but, yeah, Lamar Jackson's total guarantee was two hundred million. We know that. Uh I believe that is I believe that that includes a kicker that like would have kicked it in year two, but obviously you're not going to cut him after one year. So I believe that is essentially the total guarantee. Really? I don't think we've ever heard. No, that was the discussion we had between the virtual and the actual guarantee, and that's what we were saying. Yeah, but it was like a like, hundred. Yeah. It, was, it like, was like a sixty-five million dollar difference between what was actually guaranteed and then what the number they were saying. I don't know. It was two hundred million was the guarantee. Now it feels like we've gotten a lot wrong. The Ravens have offered Lamar Jackson two hundred million dollars guaranteed. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean they've and and that's then news. They, I don't know why. And then like, why have we? Why do we suck so bad? You hear me? No, because how do we suck so fucking no, bad? We that. missed it's the Jalen. Lori said a deal's coming around corner, and we just didn't even listen to it. And then Lamar's thing happened. He said one thirty three without an agent though. It was never like, hey, they offered me two two hundred well, million dollars. Yeah. We, we got to change a lot. The one thirty three was on a shorter deal. I believe that was on a three year deal. So, that's news. I, we we did not hear that. 133 million over three years. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, what? At all. That's not a bad deal at all, business wise. If we wanted to talk, you know, that seems like not a bad idea. For what's going on, Diggs? Are these confirmed? Yeah, what's going on? SG Ellison's 
hey, we need to start following SG yeah. Ellison. Yeah. What, how come? That was a good uh, – I do believe – I'd have to look at uh, Jalen's deal. I've not seen, like, the actual deal, but I believe those numbers are accurate. I, I ran them by someone who would very much know, and they said, yes, these are accurate. I'd like to go on the record. And I think Lamar's a six-year. This is a five-year extension, though, with one year left. So that would be six years altogether. Mm-hmm. So his mm-hmm. was on a six-year deal. Here we go. Baltimore no, beatdown, March 14th. Lamar Jackson turned down $200 million guaranteed deal back in September. Lamar Jackson uses a cap gift that seems to say that's bullshit. So what are you talking about, Ian? And we don't know her, S.G. Ellison. Mm-hmm. That that was breaking news until now we hear from the other side. It says, ah, cap, 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 bullshit, yeah. I believe is what happens here. First of all, is that what that – I have trouble reading the gifts. I'm not 100% sure what oh, that right. – See, you're a part of the problem of why people think people are racist whenever they're using right. gifts. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't get it. What do you like, mean? Maybe the gift means, like, why would I have accepted that? Like, come on, bro. Like, you know? No, he has uh, a bunch yeah, of caps on, rap. Lamar Jackson turned down $200 million guaranteed back oh, in cap. September. Cap, 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 yeah. cap. God. Okay. Not the thing. Like, I believe the I believe the guarantees is like that would have kicked in in the second in the second year. So I don't know that it was two hundred guaranteed upon signing. I believe there was like a later year trigger, if I remember correctly. So it's right and it's not right. Like literally everything else with contracts. Okay, so we would like it to be known. Well, remember you changed the way you reported contracts when Aaron Rodgers' deal came out. That's oh, right. Because yeah. of the learning that I've done in the Pat McAfee show. Well, not the learning, just like, hey, you kind of put guys in a bad spot with their family, their friends, their community, their team, <laughs> their fans. I mean, whenever you, what? you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things whenever you're just throwing out a lot of these numbers. But to learn that he turned down $200 million, which from our gift readings appears to be cap, 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 cap. Not but true. we might be wrong. We don't know. But if that was the case, we'd like to let the Ravens know that we've been on your side. If you offered $200 million and then more money, $50 million guaranteed on there, or $50 million a year mm-hmm. average, that's a good deal. Yeah. Lamar should accept it. Doesn't sound like Lamar thinks that's what happened, but maybe there's a miscommunication. Hopefully they'll be able to get it figured out with Jalen's deal. Speaking of Lamar, Connor has a question for you, Rap. Yeah, Rap Sheet. Is it true the report from Michael Lombardi that Lamar went to the Ravens and said, hey, go get D-Hop and OBJ, and the Ravens went back and said, hey, we can't afford both but, you know, we'll get OBJ done. Is that real? And then do you think that also helps the fact that Lamar hasn't yet signed his franchise tag and now might? Uh, I I had not heard that. I'm not saying it's wrong uh, because I know they considered both players. So I didn't know if – I mean, if that's true, that makes sense. I just can't independently confirm that because I do know that, you know, obviously Lamar wanted Odell – they paid Odell a lot of money. I mean, it is a it's a really strong deal for Odell, and I think it's a strong sign for Lamar, if that is true, that they are listening and obviously want to give him weapons. You know, the Diop thing, I imagine they considered it. I don't know that it got much traction uh, because that's one where it's like if you're, you know, if, if you're DeAndre Hopkins and you know, you know your contract's going to get adjusted, like that probably affects the trade price. You know, how much would the Cardinals have been willing to to trade him for? Like, it's the trade is more complicated. So I do know the Ravens considered it. But if that was at Lamar's request, I think that would make sense, too. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Ravens, 15 million, 18 million in total. Seems like they they were very driven to sign Odell Beckham, right? As yep. opposed to everybody else. It was probably that was the 
Go ahead. Yeah, that was the biggest. That was the biggest offer he got. Definitely. Okay, sick. Okay, sweet. Lamar and him are at a bar. Yeah. You know, down yeah, there in yeah. Miami, Back celebrating afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that's cap, 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 or Could not. Be. But we did hear that his thoughts on what was the offer. You know, this is another thing yeah, where, like, an agent, an agent would be able to just yeah. get this. Hey, Lamar, I, Drew Rosenhaus came on the show and pitched being your agent, mm-hmm. right? And we've said this a couple different times. Listen, you negotiate your own deal however the hell you want to do it. It's your business, okay? We're buying the fucking entire gym, the TEG. That's right. We're buying the entire gym. We'd like to support you and everything. If you could just give us some details of shit, you know, that would be 133, three years fully guaranteed, but I need an agent. Yeah, that's from that tweet, right? That's from the same day, I think, the whole thing happened. Your tweet that came out. I mean, that's not a... And he'd be able to double dip. What, he'd be 29? At the time, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if it's fully guaranteed, three years of money, 100-some million. And it should have got up to 150, though. Probably right. is what, yep. probably what he was thinking, 140. Uh-oh. I don't know what yeah. he was thinking. I think that probably is what he was thinking, yeah. Uh-oh. What? Oh, this is all from March 14th. So if you could just, um, Lamar, if you could just sprinkle some information to anybody. Doesn't have to be us. Literally anybody. Because Lamar Jackson Entertainment I-775 right. was going to release a video a couple weeks ago, and we were going to potentially know everything that happened. It never came out. So if you would like to just tell us where we're wrong or wherever, whoever. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that did never come out, right? Dude, yeah. I was so excited. Jackson I was, like, very pumped. I'm like, all right, this dude's fucking handling his business. Audio's okay. But- Here we go. We're able to do this. We haven't got anything because that video's never been released. So, like, kind of an interesting spot here for this whole thing. If you'd like to tell us... Please tell us. Well, listen. Help your case. Ian, why don't you reach out to him and get some information like you do to these agents? Yeah, there you go. Why don't you fucking do Come your on. job? Why don't you do your job, Ian? I, I have tried. I have tried. Well, also, why at the club with him and OBJ? And why I would they go, pounding I would the go drum? to the club. Why aren't the Ravens pounding the drum of $200 million too? Yeah. Like, hey, we offered this guy $200 million. Why isn't that... What they say every single week. Standard NFL contract. Yeah. That is, that is a good question. And I believe the answer is they really like Lamar. Respect. They really, really like Oh, Lamar. so they're not trying to rub, and, rub anything like right. publicly. Like they basically sort of like organizationally, and this is not some like this is my feel from from dealing and talking with them. Like they don't want to go back and forth and like prove something against him because they like him. And they want him to sign long-term and they want this to be over and they want him to be their quarterback. So there's no point in that. Like they may lose the public battle, but as long as they win the Lamar battle and that he still likes them and wants to be their quarterback, that's kind of the biggest win. So like, I think that's why they haven't spoken out because it doesn't really do them any good with the player. Okay, let's pivot away from Lamar in Baltimore, and congrats to Jalen in Philly, and also Herbert and Burrow. At least we have a standard of where mm-hmm. you're probably going to be. Burrow, probably going to be, Cincinnati Bengals going to be like, hey, got to the Super Bowl, yeah. you got to the Super Bowl. We're kind of doing our whole thing. I'll be interested to see how the Chargers one goes mm-hmm. with Herbert and if they'll be able to handle Lamar. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, there's one being talked about a little bit in a different manner. Ty, go ahead, pal. Yeah, Rap Sheet, in terms of the draft, it was basically from the national semifinals uh, up through, like, pro day until maybe, like, a week ago where everyone, you know, C.J. Stroud was a slam dunk. Everyone was talking about how good he was, and then Bryce Young kind of came up a little bit. It was always those guys, 1A, 1B. But now it seems like uh, some of like, the smoke screens and like people kind of shitting on C.J. Stroud is starting to come out. 
Have you heard all of this stuff in terms of his draft stock where they're saying maybe Houston isn't going to take him? He could, you know, slide down and be like the third or fourth or fifth quarterback taken. Like, is his draft stock actually plummeting right now? Uh, have you heard any of that? Or is that mostly just bullshit, you think? Um, okay, so I have heard all of that. Um, that is That does seem to be the hot rumor now with, you know, and people ask me, like, is it possible the Texans don't take Stroud at two? Anything is possible, especially, you know, the, the Texans and Nick Casero don't always look at things like everyone else. I just don't believe it. Like, I just don't. Like, from my information, the people that I've spoken with, all of that, like, I would be surprised if the Texans do not take their quarterback of the future at number two. Um, you know, most people I speak with believe it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then the others. Um, small gap, not like a huge gap, but they think it's those two. So if that's the case... If Bryce Young goes one, Stroud should go two. So, like, I hear all of this, and I get calls about it all the time because that's the season we're in right now. I just don't really believe it. And if it happens, I will say, like, yeah, I didn't see it, but I don't see it. A lot of smoke, though, right? That sounds like a lot yeah. of smoke coming yeah. out of there. Mm. Which is it coming from the Colts, you know, potentially sitting there Ooh. at four? You know, hey, C.J. Stroud, this guy, he's not, he's not a good person. <laughs> you don't want him on your team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's been coming out, like, not coachable, and then, like, not sure they're on a quarterback. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Because we haven't heard any of this stuff before. And then you think back to people that have been a general manager in the NFL, they said, it's lying season. Everybody's potentially right now trying to shift the odds in their favor. I'll be fascinated to see what the Texans do. they got a lot of power. Because let's say the Texans like a quarterback. Maybe it's not C.J. Stroud. Maybe it's another quarterback. With what you just said, how everybody you talk to says Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, then the others, they have another pick, don't they? Mm-hmm. Don't they have another yeah, pick? 12. They have, they have 12. Yeah, the Texans. But, go ahead. But it's a risk because let's just say, uh, I don't know, let's say it's Anthony Richardson, right? Let's just This is just a hypothetical. This is not me reporting. Just saying, let's say it's Anthony Richardson. But you have information that nobody else has. So every Mm -hmm. time you give your punditry, we have to go, this guy knows something. So (laughs) just know that that's the world you're in, and I assume you know that. Got it. I do. All right. Um, Let's say the Texans take Will Anderson, too, and pass on a quarterback, right? At that point, it's all up for grabs because they can't control everything else that happens. They could try to trade up to three and take a quarterback then, and the Cardinals go, yeah, no, we're just going to trade with someone else. And, like, they might lose someone they viewed as their franchise quarterback. And, like, historically, if you like a quarterback, just take him. Like, everyone lost their minds when Daniel Jones went six to the Giants. Reality is, they thought that was going to be their franchise guy. Well, it's earlier than people. Like, just take him. Well, so, like, if you're the Texans, don't risk losing your quarterback. Well, now you pay Unless Daniel Jones. Now you pay Daniel Jones. Saquon's not happy. That's right. Sexy Dexy's not happy. Yep. You know, so I guess Daniel Jones, good call at six. He's had success. That's not his fault or the Giants' fault. And this last year was certainly his best year. I'm happy for him getting it all figured out. But there's been a lot of times where people have drafted a quarterback that's been theirs and they suck. Yeah. yeah you know, horrible. so it's like history says that. Numbers tell us a lot of these guys are going to suck. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys yeah. aren't going to be guys, even though we're like people are going to trade up to three, we assume, right? Especially with what the Texans are talking about. Let's say the Texans go with a defense, uh, a defender. Okay. That, that one guy, uh, Tyree. Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson or Will, whoever. Sure. You know, everybody's okay. talking about whoever it is. Then that all of a sudden, that Cardinals pick, right, is. Hot, come on. Yeah. Very, very big. Yeah. Very, very big. If a quarterback's sitting there and C.J. Stroud, 
That's just that's why it's such a big deal with the CJ Stroud news that's being leaked by everybody. Yeah. And Agreed. Then, then the report of like they might not take a quarterback because it could be the Cardinals cooking. Yeah. Because right. Cardinals all of a sudden their pick becomes yeah. very valuable if that stuff's true. And then you look at them underneath, and I'm not saying Chris Ballard would do this, and Jim Mercy's already tweeted, We might, we might, brother. Or we might, brother. <laughs> or maybe, brother. Or not. So, you know? You be the judge. So that's what Jim's saying. Yeah. yeah. So maybe Jim is playing a little little game of chess or poker behind the scenes. Maybe Chris Ballard's doing that. Maybe the Cardinals are doing that. We just have to remember that that is possible here in the middle of draft time. And C.J. Stroud just has to sit on the other end of it, I guess, and just be like, that's not true. Yep. That's not true. Yeah. Hold up. How'd this start happening? What's this all about? It's so bad. It is. It's the world we're in, I guess. It's, it's I don't want to say it's disgusting, but it, it's kind of Pretty disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you just think but, about D'Amico Ryans, too. Like He comes from San Fran where they kind of view the QB differently, right? And who's San Fran's best player or one of? Nick Bosa. Who they took in the you know top three in San Fran, so maybe they do go with like the premier edge guy that was kind of the you know cornerstone of the Niners defense and trying to start it that way with Will Anderson. Peter or, King had an article this morning where he said like it's going to be tough for the Texans to explain to their fans if they didn't take quarterback <laughs> last year yeah. and they don't take quarterback at two this year if it ends up not working out well. But it is D'Amico's first year, so he's got some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Texans fans have to remember that just because you guys no. have sucked for a bit. That doesn't mean that D'Amico's not going to be able to get some time here well, in the development of what they got going The last two good head coaches only a year, so. Yeah, I guess you got one year. Casario said that he's not going anywhere, which is a big deal. Last mm-hmm. question for you here, Rap. We know you're very busy, and we thank you for your time. Go ahead, Tony. Rap, the Cardinals gave D-Hop permission to seek a trade. Are they going to do the same with Buda Baker? Uh, no, 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 no. I do not believe those are situations are similar. So you're right. DeAndre Hopkins has permission to seek a trade has been – you know, discussing with several teams. We'll see if one happens in the next, I mean, should be in the next week or so, certainly before the draft. I know there's been plenty of discussions, so we'll see if they can get to a price where the Cardinals are okay with. Buda Baker, it seems to be the opposite. So he, um, I learned about the trade request over the last several days, but this has quietly been a reality for Arizona for much longer. Really? Um, he wants a new deal. Um and I do not believe the Cardinals want to trade him at all, which is what told him. Like, we don't plan to trade you. We want to keep you. And, like, he is, you know, if you watch Hard Knocks, the in-season, that's a great picture. Because uh, that actually really encap- oh, yeah. encapsulates him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, he is the heartbeat of that defense. That's the guy you want to build around, not you want to use, like, your second-round pick. <laughs> Good use of gifts. Um, not, you know, you don't want to use a second-round pick to replace him. You want to build with him. So, We'll see what happens, but I don't believe they want to trade him at all. What was it? They just told him he's not worth the new deal? What was this gift about? Because I know you probably understand what this gift means, even though you said you didn't understand what the last Mm -hmm. one means. This one was like something happened, fuck him. What was it? Yes, that one, I – I'm I'm good on that gift. The hat one, the cap one, I – this is a learning process. Um, (laughs) That they were not giving him a new deal. You know, and I think – a lot of the times for first-time GMs, it's not just the actions, it's the precedent it sets. And so if Monty Asifort is giving, even though Buda Baker's awesome, this is just the viewpoint for Monty Asifort, if he's giving a star player a new deal with two years left, then he's thinking, like, is every star player going to want a new deal with two years left? That is kind of what plays into it. 
Got it. I can understand that. Uh, you got to try to set a precedent one way or the other. It's all in how you deliver the message, though. And I assume the way it was delivered to Buddha, Buddha did not appreciate it, appears. Let's see if he gets Arizona back into his Twitter bio, back into his Instagram bio before the season starts, because obviously he's a massive piece of it all. Who knows what happens with D Hop and Lamar? We do know what happened with Jalen, though. He got paid a certain amount of money. That is either this number, this number, or this number. Right. And we will find out later numbers. what it actually is. Yep. Right, Ian? All of the numbers. All are true. Every bit of it. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, you can catch him on NFL Network literally all day today. He broke the news of Jalen Hurts alongside Tom Pelissero, who plays the guitar but hates kickers. Ian Rappaport. Yeah, All right, $200 million guaranteed. See, I just don't know if I'd buy that. We definitely would have talked about that. Quite, I mean, we've covered this Lamar thing yeah. from the front to the back, and we went over that exact So let's like, think about era. it more. So the 133 three years, was that supposed to be a six-year deal? three years worth of guarantee, so then he would still be on a bad contract for the last three years? Is that what he was thinking? Or, or was voided? it just a three-year deal? Yeah, but the voided thing still, if they want to keep you, they could keep you. Yeah. I believe that's how the voided thing... Because three years, 133 is pretty damn good. Not bad. Fully guaranteed. That's a big deal, yeah. And then you get to hit it again. If it was to go to 140, which if you're at 133, $7 million there, you think you could get that up to 140. Yeah. It'd be what, 43 and a third. Yeah, but that doesn't come anywhere close average per year. Uh, yeah, it's 43 a and top, a third to what Deshaun Watson is. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're 28. Because Aaron's making 50 a year, technically. Yeah, three year yep. 50. Now, Jalen's He's tec- one. technically 51. Yeah. So no, both no. four and Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't really uh, said that that's like the, you know, like benchmark of importance, but that would make sense if he was like, nah, I want 150 over three. Like, I'm not doing 133 over three. That's why the 200, if it was 200 over five with actual four, like, that's a that's a good deal. Yeah. And that was before really the season. Deal. That feels like a good deal. If that was before the season, maybe they've come down from that. I don't know. How about Rap saying, like, yeah, Baltimore has tried not to make this too public and be like, yeah. well, that's not true. That's not true because they don't want to piss off Lamar. Mm-hmm. I think they already did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think they already did. And all sure. this information getting out isn't good for him. Ah, this one isn't. I mean, we might, we're we bad at our jobs. Bro, what happened? How did we miss Jeff Lurie saying, you know? Because we'll get shit sent in there, and we'll find stuff yeah. that has, like, four retweets from, like, small things. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this seems to be brewing. This seems to be a bit real. How do we let that one slip through, I wonder? I don't know, because that would have been massive news. Like, massive news. Yes. Jalen Hurts getting a new deal? Yeah. We're talking about Lamar, 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 Lamar. Oh, this sets precedent for Herbert and Burrow. Exactly. Boom, 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 boom. Didn't even think about Jalen. We're like, next offseason. Next yeah. cycle mm-hmm. will be the Jalen cycle. But instead, the Eagles are like, let's get this out of the way, meow. I think we might have had it on here and talked about it because we started throwing Jalen into that category of Herbert, Lamar, and Burrow. He's, we should have stuck with it. He, he that was, was on us. This would have been a contract year for Jalen, correct? Yeah, he's going yeah. into his last year. He didn't his start. Doesn't have a fifth-year option because he's no. a second-rounder. Yeah, didn't right. start, playoffs, and then uh, Super Bowl. I saw somebody tweet. Yeah. And this would have been, yeah. Congrats to him. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. That's contract. a big time fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And smart by the Eagles. Highest paid QBs in the NFL and new money average per year. Sweet. So many different ways to break this all down. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, 51, 49 for Aaron. Kyler, 46. Patrick Mahomes, 45, but he's getting 440 yes. yeah. million dollars. Right. This gets changed every year, too, to create more cap. And Jalen Hurts' deal is only costing $5.3 million against cap next year. <laughs> so if your team's not doing a deal because of salary cap, that's all bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think 2024, not bad. 2025, not bad. Yeah. And then when 2026 comes around, guess what they'll do? They'll renegotiate it again exactly. if Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. And then they'll just keep kicking it down the road. But they'll have to answer 
at some point. Yeah. Unless Jalen plays for 15 fucking years. And he might. Which could happen. Yeah. And very easily. Having that small of cap hits is going to allow them to sign Devontae Smith again. What do you think Sirianni was thinking whenever he saw Jalen get the deal? Oh, it's a dog, yeah. yeah get, make sure you throw a couple milk bones in with the uh, you know, with the, the pen so he can sign and eat milk bones right after because he's a dog. <laughs> Sirianni. What a dog, dude. They're going to be good for a while. Long time. So long. Yeah. Long time. How long is Kelsey going to play for, too? I mean, that's just a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, best center in the game. Yeah, right mm-hmm. in front of Jalen. Offense line's unbelievable. As long as Kelsey's there, we assume everybody else will probably stay, take mm-hmm. deals because that's the offensive lineman thing. Lane Johnson's getting paid a hilarious amount of money. Hasn't been healthy for a bit. As soon as he gets back on the field full time, they're only going to get better. And then they got two great weapons. Yes. Like two, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Fantastic weapons. Yeah. Not- Goddard, too. Oh, yeah. Goddard's a dog. Yeah. And they have a top 10 pick. They have right? a top 10 pick yeah. here. Yeah. And they at 10, I think. Yeah. They uh-huh. actually have 10. People are talking about them getting a running back because they lose Miles Sanders. People are acting like Jackson Smith and Jigbo is going to be around in the teens. Like, imagine the Eagles get another fucking weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, why, why not? With the way their offense goes. I mean, they got a couple running backs over there right now. You can find another one. I mean, Pacheco was found in the seventh round. Not saying that that's going to happen, but that's how people view running backs. Yeah. Running backs are like, yeah, there's a couple great ones, but you'll be able to find them around. There's enough, especially with this offensive system. If they load up on this fucking team and get more offensive weapons with Sirianni doing his thing and Jalen around for a long time, the defense is unbelievable. They keep Darius Slay whenever he was potentially going to be on a move. They lose two big guys in the middle, but they'll be able to find somebody, we assume. This team's all the way back for the long haul. Congrats to the fucking Eagles and all the Johns over here. Three with uh, three big guys, if you include Hargrave, who went to San Francisco. So maybe, like, because they drafted, what, Davis last year from Georgia. Mm-hmm. If they could get his buddy, Jalen Carter, at 10, if he slips, so there, that would be – they could have the interior D-line good for the next fucking – Well, and that's where Drew Rosenau said he's not visiting anybody outside yeah. the top yeah. ten. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, uh, I have it on pretty good authority, mm-hmm. Rosenhaus. Yeah. You think this is my first draft? <laughs> Come on. Had a guy traded last year. What are we even talking about is what Rosenhaus said. Yeah. These people are talking like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not having my client relive the worst day of his life all over the country. Why? Because the guy might pick 20? Yeah. Get out of here. We're not going past 10. And that, everybody heard that. It was like, oh, the okay. Eagles have told sure. Rosenhaus okay. that if Jalen Carter's a 10, he's going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Or Like, like they kind of have the luxury where it's like you, they're going to be so good anyway that like they can go with a guy whose upside might be crazy. And then if he doesn't work out, like you know, people were saying Nolan Smith or whatever, where it's like, oh, he might slide a little bit. But athletically, he's such a freak. It's like, hey, if we plug this guy in right away with who we have already, like, he could have 14 sacks next year. You know, like they can kind of do whatever the hell they want. Unplug it. Let's say, is that in my headphones or through your mic? I, I couldn't tell. Know. I thought it was in my headphones. Sorry, Ty. You were giving a great answer there. I was just seeing if this was working. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long weekend. Got to do it. It was mm-hmm. unplugged. Yeah, I should have done it before the show started. Actually, that's all me. Bad planning. Speaking of bad planning. If you want to call the Five Hour Energy phone line, we'd love to hear what you're talking about. one 833 433 We'll be answering some calls later in the program. Cannot wait to hear what people are th- talking about over the weekend. Great golf tournament yesterday. Oh, yeah. Playoffs. The NBA playoffs yeah. took center stage. Mm-hmm. A lot of different teams kind of coming into the spotlight. A lot of injuries to crucial big-name players taking yep. place. Yep. That video that we decided to utilize as our NBA news break mm-hmm. for the people that are watching mm-hmm. and following along. 
Those are some big – John Morant, at. Yeah. Giannis, at. Tyler Hero, at. Anthony Davis, at. It's like big names Huge. all over the place, which is what the NBA thrives off of. That's why the playoffs are such a big deal because all the big superstars are playing on primetime TV pretty much every day or every single night. First day for these guys, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Injury to the biggest stars, just boom. First quarter. Stunner to Giannis, back contusion, on the ground. John Morant, broken hand, they're saying. He's potentially, Giannis is potentially coming back for game two. And then Tyler Hero comes through, broken hand. The guy's a shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it was sad. There was numerous other people, too, that just got, like, banged up, roughed up. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the time for the NBA to shine. These guys work all fucking year. 82 games to get mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Whew. And then just a couple freak injuries overnight. It's like, that's no fun for the NBA or the playoffs or any of these guys. And Hero broke his hand, actually ran to the locker room. Play was still going on. They had to tell him to get his ass back out there, runs back on the court, hits a three with his broken hand, and then finally uh, gets pulled from the game. Oh, so maybe we tore it all through this thing. Yeah, they okay. could. Giannis they're going to have to because they talked about it in the broadcast. That arena just went flat as soon as he left the game. Yeah. Saw a lot of shots of uh, around the arena mm-hmm. of people very bummed out. Oh, yeah. That the number one seed, okay? This is the year. The Greek freak. That's right. He's going to win it all. This city that is supported mightily. And we've seen videos of this fan base in the past when Aaron and Bakhtiari are chugging their brujas. And the arena's always packed out. And Giannis has these incredible games. But nobody really pays attention because the playoffs is when the world is watching. And they have not won one yet. So this is something that they have to do if they want to prove themselves. First game of the playoffs after earning a number one seed. Sorry ass Miami's coming through. Bad luck. Jimmy Butler's hair looks sweet, but they're, they they snuck in the back door here. That's right, playing game. They just snuck in. Barely won. Tyler Hero gets hurt. Right away. Duncan Robinson's knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the Bucks, and Giannis is seemingly out indefinitely. What a heartbreaker. Yeah, well. They were zooming into people's faces around that arena. A lot of. Not good. Yeah. Flat Bill, 80-year-old man, 320. Yep. Sitting front row. Cheese curds. Doesn't even want to eat them. Pissed. Sad. (laughs) All year we worked our asses off to get here. We supported this team. This was supposed to be the year. And then literally our MVP gets hurt. Freak accident falls. Hurts his back. Can't play anymore. See you later. He's going to be back next game, I guess they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Will he be a hundo anywhere near it? I doubt it. No chance. NBA is a tough sport. That's a very very, very unfortunate situation. Yeah, they'll throw bodies at him and grind him down. But the other game, too, last night, I believe you watched. Oh, Giannis has a ring? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got it. Never mind. He's already won. (laughs) Yeah, he had the one after the bubble. But still, in this day and age, you need a couple. Uh, No, you don't. I didn't know he had one. Uh, Milwaukee won the fucking NBA championship? Yeah. See, oh, was that when he went and he got like a hundred Chick Fil A nuggets after they won? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. We did cover that. Yeah, fifty piece. Yeah, because we were wondering what he was going to do to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he, with his uh, lady, he went yeah. through the. Yeah, I do yep. remember that. Oh. Mm-hmm. I apologize, man. Fuck it. You guys already won one. Okay. Yeah, story's been written. You're so, good. Sorry about it. <laughs> sorry this happened to your your Giannis guy. Should have won another one. Basketball is rude sometimes. Yeah. If they don't go on and win this one, it'll be because of a freak back contusion accident where he's back. I didn't know you guys already won one. How about the fucking Clippers? Oh, yeah, exactly. How about Unbelievable. Eric Gordon was pulling up from the logo, just not, not even close to the rim. <laughs> Kawhi? Not even 
Kawhi Leonard all the way back. Torn ACL what a year ago. Never mm-hmm. on TV ever. I don't think the guy ever plays. I don't remember a time yeah. where I turned on a game in the middle exactly. of the NBA season and the Clippers were on, and I was like, oh, I want to watch this. Why? Because Kawhi's playing, or Paul George is playing, or mm-hmm. the people they paid. Paul George wasn't playing last nope. night. No, he's out the whole series. Classic Clippers, like one person playing, one person up. Yep. They get a massive win in Phoenix. Win Huge win. How's that happen? Well, especially with Devin Booker, who I know Bobby Carpenter loves, but that whole team feels as though they were ready to go. Everyone's picking the Suns to go all the way, too. Well, Kevin Durant is a dog. Dog. Mm-hmm. They'll figure it out. Him and Kawhi were just trading shots. His hair looks amazing. Okay, Kevin he- Durant did his hair for playoffs. It looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. Seemed like he's locked in. They were undefeated up until yesterday with him on the court in Phoenix. Fun stat about yesterday's game, how it should be remembered. Yeah. Russell Westbrook played the best basketball he's played in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I am so fucking happy for that guy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a Mark in here who doesn't like Russell Westbrook, sure. yeah. who spoke completely out of pocket earlier. Completely. When I talked about how happy I was for Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. I'm like, think about the weight this guy's had on his shoulders about being a terrible fucking basketball player. Mm-hmm. That's all anybody said. He comes in triple-double machine. This guy's a dog. He's the best. He's the MVP. best. Then there's a couple of dramatic situations that take place, a couple of team moves, and he sucks at basketball. This guy's terrible at basketball. This guy is broken. Cool fashion. Terrible basketball yeah, player. Yeah. They, he was getting absolutely slaughtered. Killed. Watching that game last night, he had some open threes. He shot them. They didn't go in. That's okay. Nowhere near going in. <laughs> okay. But I did like the fact that in his mind, he's like, fuck it. Let it eat. Rip it. And then on the defensive side, That's what in the rebounding for. game, yep. in the driving dish, what he was doing, he took over that fucking game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russell Westbrook took that game over yesterday. Kawhi's there. Devin Booker's there. Kevin Durant's there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the gorillas in the building. Mm-hmm. The mascot for the Suns. There's a lot of superstars yep. around there. Russell Westbrook took that fucking game over yesterday. I was so happy for him. And immediately after the game, I see a video of him walking in somebody's suite, maybe fighting him. Yeah. That happened at halftime. Yeah. He was having the best day he's had in years in basketball and he said fuck this this guy needs to hear me mm-hmm. tells motherfucker you need to watch your mouth yeah right there he should have hit that guy's food off his plate that would have sweet. then he bounces out goes to the locker room I mean greatest day of all time for Russell Westbrook Yeah, the world remembered that Russell Westbrook yep. is a phenom on yeah. the court and he almost beat a guy up at halftime. I mean, what a day. What That's a day right. for old Russell yeah. Westbrook. Almost had a triple-double. You beat the shit out of that guy, you got yourself a quadruple-double. Boom. Boom. Guard Kevin Durant most of the game. Exactly. Well, yeah. Old pals. Obviously, we've talked about that. That conversation was exactly. heightened. Exactly. Like we were saying out there, you know, Mitt, big, you know, watch watch the game. Don't watch the stats, which is what he hates the most. But then all he did was look at the box score yeah. and saw that Russ, yeah, he didn't shoot well. He's three, three for 20. Yeah, mm-hmm. three, three and 19, three 20. That's not That's, good. But you know what he did? Damn near had a triple-double, and he fucking grinded down Durant, which is all they needed him to do because Kawhi scored 38 or 34 or whatever yep. it was. There was a minute left, and the Suns were down four, three. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Standard offensive possession for the Clippers. Russell Westbrook fucks up uh, offensive rebound. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. 14 Reset the shot clock. They come at it again. Russell Westbrook gets it, throws it off a guy's foot. Clippers <laughs> get the ball again. 14 more. We're down to like 30-some seconds, and the Suns haven't even touched the fucking ball. Yeah. I stole two possessions. And then he's the one at the free throw line and to finish that last possession. Go up three. Makes it. Yeah. And then what is day for Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Fought a guy at halftime. Yep. Guarded Durant. Sealed the dub. And at Russell the end, Westbrook's back. End of that game, Love too. It. He used the one that was covering Booker on their final possession, blocked threw it off him. You know, he had a, Clippers he had, ball. He had a, pretty much he had a Rondo stat line from those great Celtics teams. Seriously. It was a big-time grinder game. What they used to say, it was lowercase r, lowercase u, 
lowercase s, lowercase s, lowercase e, capital L, capital L, capital L, capital L. Now it's lowercase Russell, capital dub. Exactly. S Brooke. That's right. Welcome back, Russ. Well said. Go, Russ. Pump for him. I don't know what's going to happen next game. I would assume Kevin Durant's going to go for 40. Good Next chance. game, uh, Kawhi, if I had to guess. Kawhi might, too. I mean, he was not missing many shots. Yeah, he was back to the Kawhi that, like, I remember, what was that, like, 10 years ago, whenever he would, <laughs> was that how long it's been? 20, when was he in 20, Canada? 2019. Oh, God, feels like it was 10 Four, years five. ago. When was he in San Antonio? Yeah, 2016. Like 20 he's, he's playoff. He's a playoff player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy he's back. Game might see what takes place in the NBA. We'll obviously watch because there's not much else going on. And it is a little bit electrifying. Like watching the Joker play and then win by 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun to watch. That game wasn't close. That dude was running point at whatever, 7-4. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped at like the foul line. Fake bounce pass. Spin move layup. Two steps. Doing? It was like the smoothest thing I've seen. I'm like, seven foot four point guard. Who's the best passer on the team, they're saying. Mm-hmm. So they can't double him because if they double him, he'll find the open yep. person. And he's just he's never on television during a regular season. Should be. He's fucking awesome to watch play that Joker. Yeah, incredibly skilled. Incredibly skilled. And he makes highlight passes. Oh, yeah. He'll oh, fucking yeah. do this one. Oh, yeah. He'll do that mm-hmm. one. And he's like a, a wizard off the glass up there. Unbelievable. Hey, congrats to the NBA. Yeah, they're doing it. Good NBA. Good Golf start. is good. Jordan Spieth just fucking couldn't put one of him. We're nice. talking millimeters away from a 20 to 1 paying off if you bet on Jordan Spieth before <laughs> the RBC to go back to back. Fitz hits a nine iron to like six inches on the third yeah, playoff hole. What a fucking ball that was. He had to feel so good. He's out of Northwestern, if you do recall. That's right. Uh, made a friend with a guy named Daniel Rapport uh-huh. mm-hmm. because Fitz had no friends. Yep. And yep. Rapport he, said, hey, I'll be your friend. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Raps now on foreplay. Great work. Fitz just won another fucking tournament. And an elevated one. Good for him. Cool. Jordan almost, gave that uh, last putter a good roll, too. The one where uh, Fitz knocked it to six inches, and then he had like a 25-footer. It was a good roll. Didn't happen, though. Jordan Spieth has had this putt three times in the last hour. Ooh. Fitz will knock that home. He's going to finish it, isn't he? Yes, he is. Golf is such an interesting thing. It is. It's the worst. What? What do you mean? I mean, it's it's the hardest game out oh. there. It's the rudest game. It yes, is rude. Jordan Spieth had that turning one, and yeah, then the ball over. turns a half an inch to the right. Actual rims out. Mm-hmm. Has a celebratory putt up, putter up. He just won a tournament. I don't know how many million this was an elevated one, so a bigger purse. How many millions of dollars it was? I think three point six. I did it. That's Fuck good. everybody. Yeah. And then it just nope, not today. Drops putter. Oh no, ridiculous. Now he's got to go show up on a par three. That's right. Hey, show up. Fitz puts that thing to like eight feet or nine feet. He puts it to six or seven. It was like, these dudes are unbelievable. And then Fitz cold-blooded puts a nine iron to six inches and then it's over. What are you going to do? See you, Jordo. I might have live bet Jordan Spieth yeah, that's for the first day. hole. Yeah. Fitz. So then he, yeah. I mean, it was there. Just put the ball in the fucking hole, Jordo. I mean, the one on the next. You say, Jordo, you know. Could you imagine standing over that putt? No chance that goes in. No way. No, I'm rolling that thing off the fucking green. Yeah. I'm obviously pissed that Jordo didn't put it in for the 20 to 1 and the live plus right. 110 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. or minus 110. I think it was going in there. It's like, Jordo's hot. Let's go. He's playing well. So maybe it's just strictly because I have money on the line, but I have no idea how he got that even anywhere close. You know? They're so good at golf. They are. To be that good, like I, I, someone just said it, that Fitzpatrick shot to get it to six inches. Imagine being able to do that. That's a second time, too. The first hole playoffs, he hit the same club. Yep. 
right, hits the flag. Yep. He spins that club too as it's flying. He thought he put that fucker in. Yeah. Dunk Loved it. it. 174, I think, or something like that. I forget yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. He thought he put it in. Definitely. <laughs> spins that thing, hits the flag like perfect. You hit a perfect ball. Mm-hmm. Then it rolls to 50 feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like golf is so fucking. Uh-huh. You're the worst sport of all time. And then he's seven yards back, and they're like, all right, same exact shot, nine iron or whatever it was, and he does it, puts it to six inches. That's how good they are. Same spot. Yep. I liked hearing Jordo and his uh, caddy talk about the eight iron to the nine iron. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Nine iron, a little bit of wind. Remember last time, it kind of carried a little bit. Got to get to 67. How far is it? 74 yards. But you got to get at least 70 to the front of the green. Yeah. So 67 with four yards help with the wind could be 71, I guess, if you want to hit that eight iron or the nine iron. And then he stood over, he's not going to make it. And guy already had the other club yep. out. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> yep. Had we not heard that combo, though, wouldn't you have been like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. And then he flushes it. But we heard the combo. It was a great decision. Well, it's just like the guy that I seen golf that said, hey, will you move that guy out of the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking this four iron, 246 yards. I'm going to go around here. I'm going to hit the front of it and then roll it on. And then they do it. That's what we got from the Jordo discussion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, he was talking about landing at a certain yard. A yard is three feet, okay? That is not that much room. No. No. Okay, so he's landing at this, within this, from 170 yards yeah, away. That's the landing pad. That's a fucking joke, dude. <laughs> that is an absolute joke. Well, it's two football fields away. Like, I guess, but yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, I'll land it in this fucking spot. In a bucket. People talk about, like, pooch punts and everything like that. Like, being a, we have 30 feet, right? 10 yards in there. Bump it down to eight if you really want to get greedy because that's where a returner will catch a fair catch. So I was trying to land it at the eight every single time, but I would have eight yards to spare there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd have a little bit of room. That's a lot of room. Yes. They have to land it on a square box like this big in playoffs with $3.3 million in a line. That's bananas. And that wind was swirling because it was messing with him shots before that as well. Yeah, down there in South Carolina coming off the mosh. Yeah. Nuts. Coming off the mosh a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful tournament. I watched it. I had some people tweet me, we're watching NBA, Hoss. It's playoff time. It's like, we're in a playoff right now. Yeah. yeah. They're golfing. That was, right. It that is was the Heat time. Bucks game, and that one was already over at that point. Let's get to a break. On the other side, we'll have A.J. Hawk join us, who won an award this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we got a Face of Ohio trophy presentation award celebration mm-hmm. going on. Pretty cool. Nick can't hear the music. Oh, no. Did it break? Nick, what's going on? No, no. Too much love in his ears. There it is. Did you do something? No, sir. Hmm. We should probably get a new one of these. This thing's been around a long time. time. Yeah. Spotify has been on this thing (laughs) straight on. For three years, I guess. Well, we made the move to Thunderdome, so it turned off uh, once. Yep. True. Still been open for a long time. Just playing. Mm-hmm. Good work here. Probably needs an update or two. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll do. Bang. DJ Griff did great. This is not DJ Griff beat. He did. Had to pick up the entire show from the wedding, take it outside. Mm-hmm. He was throwing quite a curveball and handled it pretty damn well. Yeah. Yeah. Great haircut, too. Looked yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah. Had the Barry Bonds earring. Yeah. Electric. DJ TJ also did well. Beast. He was there. They were a little tag team. Smoking a stogie while he was DJing. Had a backwards hat on, too, mm-hmm. with a suit. That's very cool. Great look. Super cool for a DJ. Yeah. yeah. Nick, did they give you a, an actual temperature of what it reached in there on Saturday? <laughs> Had to be at least. 
88 in the 92 range. Had to be. I think that's safe. That's accurate. My uh, Donardo keychain was at 97 degrees. Didn't see any Donardos this weekend, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah, But if they had the Doppler over where we were getting married, red, red wave would have came into the building. Yep. And then a blue one would have been going outside. It was a perfect setup. It was a perfect setup. It was literally the best thing that could possibly go wrong. You know what I mean? True. That's a great silver lining to look at. We got very lucky with that, and it ended up being a great night out Even there. cooler, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to say cooler outside, but kind of cooler outside. Technically, it was cooler outside. Absolutely yeah. cooler outside. Definitely no cooler, like, in terms of weather. weather. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, also. Oh, yeah. Like the, the ambiance and everything. Yeah. It was sweet. Very loud. The lights up there, mm-hmm. like, once it got dark. We were very loud out there. Very yeah. loud. I think inside, potential problem with how loud. Remember, there was already a complaint. Because there's apartments above that, right? Boom. So I think it worked out perfect. Almost. Well, also, allegedly, we might be getting a refund for hey! some things oh, being moved outside. Certainly made most of it, but yeah, you guys deserve a refund. Full refund. It was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it was bullshit. I mean, also bullshit that Pittsburgh didn't have a Joe Nardo, you know, statue around the city at some point. You didn't You didn't go around the whole one. city. Well, yeah, I basically did, and I know that they don't. And the other thing, too, is... You didn't, basically. You didn't go to Moon, dude. Yeah, I did. And also... They spelled Pittsburgh wrong at that train station. Well, that was 1900. They ran on cement. Yeah. Well. They did things they, differently back they then. They spelled it wrong. There was no H. H. Didn't have an H then. Oh, so. Spelled every other city properly. Mm-hmm. They, they added an H because some other town named themselves no. Pittsburgh? To be clear, not sure. The uh, user <laughs> accent didn't pick up an H until like 1924 or something. Like that. Yeah, that is the reason. Some other bitch-made town named themselves Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh said, fine, we'll have an H. Nah, probably a tough town they wanted to name themselves after our city, uh, if I had to guess. I don't think so. But actually, the other Pittsburgh, I believe, is in Kansas, and Kansas didn't exist until 1935. I don't think that's the only one. Got I, ran think out of town, a, I think there's a few Pittsburghs, but that was a weird, very weird, weird thing. Didn't know that. In joining us now. From an attic in a state of which he is a champion. Mm-hmm. He's a Ryder Cup champion. He's a Super Bowl champion. What? He's a college football national champion. What? He is now Ohio's finest. The face of Ohio. A true Ohio fucks Ohio fuck. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, an actual trophy was given to this man because he is the face mm-hmm. of Ohio. That is an actual thing. That happened this weekend. He was at a podium. He gave a speech. He should be celebrated from now until forever. The Ohio fuck, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Yeah! A.J. Hawk! A.J. Hawk! A.J. Hawk! A.J. Hawk! A.J., you are the face of Ohio officially. Ohio's finest. A.J. Hawk! AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, Hawk. Holy fuck, dude! What got me jacked up? I FaceTimed you. I literally FaceTimed you as soon as this happened. As soon as I read it on the internet, I'm like, what the fuck is this? How long did AJ know he was going to be the Ohio fuck recipient? Uh How long did AJ know he was going to be giving a speech? Is this why AJ couldn't come to the wedding? Mm. It makes sense. AJ, you are the face of Ohio. How long did you know this was happening? And how long was the speech that you gave? Because every word that you speak from this point forward Uh is going to have to champion the state of Ohio. That's right. Because you are Ohio's finest, AJ. Yeah. 
Well, first off, I, I believe Shams is on the line waiting to come on oh. the show. Is that correct? Nope. Not nope. correct. Nope. He's not. No, I knew about this for a month or two, probably beforehand. I only had to talk for probably three, five minutes. It was what? a quick little deal. A month? month? Everybody. Why didn't we know? Why wouldn't you let hell? us celebrate this? Hey, this is a big I told deal. You that. Nick, I moved you a text. I didn't know we were off on that day, so I was like, that was 11.25. I knew I could do that and get back to the show, but we didn't have a show there. You said, I'm speaking at the coaches thing. You didn't ever said, I'm winning no. a fucking Ohio uh-uh. face award. I mean, this is unbelievable. Is this the first time this award's been given out? How many other faces of Ohio are there? Braves is one of them. Braves is one of them. Okay. Okay. This makes sense. Okay. Hi. I have an incredibly large dome. I eat glass. I will fight a motherfucker if we have to. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably smarter than you. (laughs) Definitely. I am Ohio. I am Mike Vrabel. I am A.J. Hawk. Wow. Is this like a Hall of Fame? Did you get a jacket? What'd you do with the trophy? Um, That's downstairs somewhere. Oh, yeah. Come on. Somewhere. You should be carrying it. it around. Put that on a necklace like I do yeah. with this Italian yeah. horn. Baby, what? You see oh, this? that'd be cool. Yeah, it's a little, might be, yeah. I don't know. It might be uncomfortable. What I could change. Jeez, look at you. Wait, when did you get that? Uh, this was a gift uh, from a man that got married this weekend before the wedding. Nice. This is to fight off the myark, okay, which is mm-hmm. evil and the devil. You see, the devil comes... Trotting into me. That's what all these paisanos have been wearing for a long time. The devil, evil, everything comes trotting up into town. Ooh, I'm going to fucking kill this paisano. I'm going to take him down. And then this Italian horn, which signifies a horn for an animal. Boom! Right in between the fucking things. Dead. Dead. This is warding off all bad spirits. Shout out to Nick and all the paisans that have the horns. Mm-hmm. Horns only club, pal. Horns Hell only. yeah. Welcome to the club, pal. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Nick. I appreciate that. It made its way into the best man speech. Mm-hmm. What was that? What's the fight off? Evil. Yeah. The Mayork, right? Is that right, Diggs? Maloik. There it is. You get it. <laughs> the who? Maloik. It's fighting off the Maloik. The Maloik? Maloik. How do we spell that? Maloik. M A L L O I C H. Maloik. Maloik. Whatever it is. A lot of people are telling me, oh, that's the Maloik. And I want to tell them, like, no, actually, this is. Is to fight off that. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe I am right. And I mean, I'm 0.01% Italian. So, right. so the horn is called Maloich? No. Uh, the horn is a horn. This is an Italian horn. Okay. Horn of what? Like a, of a certain animal or what? Well, it's supposed to represent a animal horn. The horn yeah. of Italy. What is the meaning of the Italian horn? Italian horn is twisted chili pepper shaped amulet widely popular across Italy. It's also common outside Italy among Italians, a generation of Italian descendants, of course. That's why I should have one. When traveling to Naples, you will find red horn-shaped. All right. The Cornicelli is what right. it's called. Like most people across the world, we Italians have uh, superstitious. Of course we do. Among these, wearing <laughs> or owning different charms to protect our loved ones. Warding off bad luck can bring good fortune. The most popular charm, especially in the south of Italy, is the cat. Yeah. Yeah, I call it that. That's what this is. Okay. Hey, don't be a fucking idiot, dude. Okay? <laughs> cool. It's a red hot chili. I'm glad you finally got yeah. one. I, I can't believe it, how Italian you are. You finally got one at this age. I don't think this is one that I can just go buy. You know, this is something I've said a lot of things about Italians over a long period of time that I shouldn't have done. But I didn't. I was younger and I didn't know. I was in the community. Not something you just go out and buy yourself and show up with. I was actually talking to Paisan from Plum named Billy Bones. Mm. And uh, Billy Bones and I were having a 10 minute conversation. Billy Bones standing five, five, three, five. I'm go he's the dancer. With yeah, he's the dancer from yeah. the uh, from the bus. He's a dog. Okay, uh-huh. he's also very. He's, the man. he's very Italian. He was a little boozed up, as was right. I. We were talking. It was after I'd got the Italian horn. Mm-hmm. It was on my uh, chest. 
you know, so Billy and I are having a conversation. Right. Ten minutes we're talking, and then he goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, like, actually points at my chest. I'm like, Billy, hey, I'm Italian, pal. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in the club. And I tried to do swords with him with his horn. He's actually got Jesus Christ there. Doesn't oh, have an Italian horn. Ascending or descending, I believe. But, yeah, you're actually uh, – Nick did you a huge favor because you're actually not allowed to buy your own Italian horn or, or it's bad luck. Is that right? I'm Boom. just going to buy myself one. No, you Bad can't. luck. Bad yeah. luck. Doofus. Just heard it. No, but nah, Foxy, so. Foxy, perfect idea. I'll buy yeah, you, you one. Get you one. buy Fox. me one. You should, you should you get should, your own. Buy your own, Connor, Fox. you should get one, too. Well, right. yeah, we should what just the whole office horns? How about nah, that? That ain't how this goes. Okay, I just spit into a fucking... To get this. Yeah. AJ, I'll send you one, too. AJ. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. You're the face of Ohio, okay? You're not wearing a fucking Italian horn. You got enough trophies I'm already. I'm sure I'm more Italian than you. Whoa. 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 Shut up, Hawk. You are disgusting. Okay, while you're talking that little face of Ohio trophy, I got a fucking Italian horn around my neck. You hear me? Need to stop it. You hear about it? Looks good. Joining us now. Well, we know pinky rings will come back, but yes, get the chump. Well, I left my pinky ring, actually. No! Oh, no! What? I left it with the city. I blame. Oh, that okay, makes okay. sense. In the hotel yeah. or? Yeah. Page of Deuce. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's no one. There's no one. Oh, Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if he has an Italian horn around his neck, but I do know that this guy has a rabbit thing up his butt. Mm-hmm. This guy is incredibly lucky. <laughs> That's right. This guy is an absolute dog. He's the insider for the stadium, the athletic, and FanDuel TV. He hosts a show alongside Michelle Beadle, Chandler Parsons, and a couple other folks called Run It Back that you can watch every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday on FanDuel Television. He's been on TV all morning because the NBA is popping off. Ladies and gentlemen, the handsome Sean Troyan. Yeah. Holy Whoa. shit. Holy that, wow. I know, I know, I know if I'm FaceTiming you. At uh, at at eight in the morning, I know you're picking up, so I I appreciate you as a friend. You know, I I always, I always know you would pick up. See here, we were watching Shams earlier today on the Good Morning Adam show, yep. and he was challenged to Facetime somebody, and he Facetime Chandler Parsons, no answer. Oh, oh. so I actually texted him, yikes! <laughs> while he was yikes. doing that, yikes! I would have looked. I, you didn't deserve it. I'm Facetiming you, Pat. I'm, Texas, I'm, I'm FaceTiming you next time, Pat. I don't know. I, I will answer depending upon if I'm taking a shit or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to chat with you anytime because especially now the NBA is the topic of conversation. NBA playoffs yesterday seemingly took everybody out. So John Morant, Giannis, what? Tyler Eero, allegedly Anthony Davis as well. I don't think I got to see that. That might have been on Saturday whenever uh, we were at the wedding. What is going on with all of them? What is the, That's not good for anybody, right, that this is taking place and whenever all eyes are on the NBA? Yeah, let, let, let's go one by one. I mean, Anthony Davis, Stinger, he left right before halftime, but he ended up coming back into the game. He okay. had a big game. The Lakers win, so he's fine. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he went out with – he landed hard on his pat, uh, his back pad. I don't know if you saw, but, I mean, it looked like a tailbone, lower back injury. He lands hard. Um, it's a lower back contusion. It's painful. It's pretty painful. He might have to pop an Advil or two to, oh, to be able to play. Oh, They're game on Wednesday. Game let's two. It's going um, uh, right into so the butt. Right yes. now there's – there's optimism that he's going to be able to play. Um, it's, it's, it's leaning more toward like he'll be able to gut it out and play, but it's going to bother him for sure, and he's got a ligament issue in his wrist as well. So there are a couple of nagging things that he's dealing with. John Morant, on the other hand, he – he he landed hard on his on his hand and Pat, I don't know again if you saw this but literally his four fingers it looked like they all went in you know they, they all went in um, and disgusting. that's painful even even if you're trying to just move them back um, but he's he's gonna end up getting reevaluated today I'm sure MRIs 
And um, his status is looking a little bit more shaky for their game two on Wednesday. Um, and then Tyler Hero broke his hand. He's going to be out most likely for the rest of the playoffs. Um, whether that's six to eight weeks, he's going to be out for an ex- extended period of time. He actually ended up staying in the game, even took a jump shot with a broken hand. But unfortunately, he is done for the foreseeable future. Made it, right? Made it. He's a dog. He's a, he's, he's a dog for that for that, for that that shot. He made it, right? He did not make it. He, oh, jeez. The attempt in it of itself. Hit the side of the backboard? I think I think it it was it was off to the point it looked like he swished it, but uh, he didn't. Oh, push. that's why. Uh, it was one of those. It was one of those. It was one uh, of those. It would have been a lot but, cooler if he made it, but all good. He's still a dog. He's yeah. out there. You didn't report that John Morant will be out for the rest of the playoffs like you did for Tyler Hero. So there's still a lot of hope that he will be back, even if it's not for game two, even though it looks as disgusting as it looked like for Ja. I think right now we, we just we don't know what the what the results of the MRI are, so it's tough for me to put him out or put him in. But he, he it didn't sound good, it didn't look good. He had a he had like a brace on his on his hand wrist as well. He's been dealing with that nagging injury. But I think either either way, if he's back in the lineup or he's not back in the lineup, right now the Lakers have the edge. I, I think with or without John ja Morant, I think they're gonna be looking and playing from behind for a good amount of time in this series. Hell yeah, go ahead, AJ. Shams, with all these injuries and everything going on, like does this put teams like I know the Warriors lost their first game, they're on one in their series they played tonight. Does this put like the Warriors and the Lakers in the forefront? Like, hey, this is ours to take. I mean, AJ, it's crazy. This year, I've been follow- I've been a fan of the NBA since the mid two thousands. I've been watching it year after year, covering it wow. since 2010, 2011. Cool. I've never seen a postseason where you go into it and you have 11 or 12 teams out of 16 that really genuinely believe they can win a championship this year. I, I can't remember it. And I think it is very unique for the league. There's a lot of parity in the league. So whether that's the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers. We saw the Clippers beat the Suns last night, and the Suns have a lot of expectations right now. Philly, Boston, Milwaukee out east, Cleveland out east, New York now out east. There's uh, Denver, um, Golden State, Sacramento, what? Lakers, Clippers, that's the whole field. Yep. Every team that's in the playoffs <laughs> right now feel like they have a chance, and I, I think that's very unique. And the Warriors-Lakers right now, if they can get by these series, they will be matched up in the second round. That's a pretty epic second-round series right Yeah, now. we heard Greeny actually uh, bopping his meat last mm, week to the thought of LeBron and Steph potentially battling in the second round. With all these injuries, we're truly going to find out like if NBA at its highest level can compete for eyes mm-hmm. without some of the superstars playing, I think they'll be able to do it. There's been some great basketball taking place, some great moments taking place. I think the NBA should be thrilled. Let's turn off the injuries, though. Let's go in there, yeah, right. turn the injuries off completely, and Let's see the best stuff. Speaking of people not playing, Connor has a question for you, Sean. Yeah, Sean, Paul George did not play uh, last night, and I know it's been said that he won't play this entire series, but in theory, let's say maybe this goes seven games, especially now that the Clippers won game one. Do you think there's a chance that he would suit it up if it was a seven-game type series, or do the Clippers feel comfortable enough with the guys that they have now that they'll be able to get it done? He has not yet been fully ruled out of this series, but I think the Clippers, in their minds, they understand they have to get out of this first-round series, whether it's Game 7 or not, to be able to get Paul George back in the lineup. And it kind of reminds me a lot about Chris Middleton last year. He had a he had a great 2-MCL sprain. He ends up going in. He misses most of the entire second-round series. Yep. And and it's, it's it was unfortunate because the Bucks truly believe if he was in the lineup, they would have beaten uh, – they, they would have gotten by Boston. Wrong. Uh, and, and, and gotten to, to, to the conference finals. And so um, injuries happen. If, the, if it's a game seven, it's tough for me to see Paul George out there. But 
you know, hopefully, hopefully he's able to make it back. But second round, I think, is for him where the clock starts to really begin. Yeah, they got Eric Gordon out of Indiana pulling up from the fucking logo right now. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Yeah. That hoop was bigger. Shout out IU. Hey. Shout out IU. Shout out Indiana. Yeah. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon was a great fit. Um, they got him at the trade deadline, Pat. One of the most under-radar uh, trade deadline pickups of this year. Bro, he takes that fucker straight from his right shoulder. Yep. Perfect. We're talking beautiful. Oh, yeah. Catapult. Just absolute beautiful. You got good form there, Pat. I don't know, you know, copycat form. I don't know what that is, but you have, I like the form, Pat. So I'm normally if I see something or see somebody do something, I can normally, all right, let me see it again. And then I try to break down what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon might he might be my style of shooting for a couple of weeks, but then I move back to Larry. This is how <laughs> I, I shoot like Larry Bird every Dang. single time. That's how I shoot right there, Sean. So, you know, we're just trying to put the ball in the bucket. Eric Gordon did that last night. Would that be normal? Will that be normal for the Clippers? Clippers playing this good all the time? I mean, it, for sure. Kawhi Leonard last night, I think, looked like the best player on the court. When he's healthy, he's one of the most elite players in the league, for sure. And this is a pretty deep team. <laughs> How about Russ? Russell Westbrook. Hey. Russell Westbrook. Shout out Russell Westbrook. He went out, and even though he went 3 of 19, he had 10 rebounds, 8-9 uh, eight, eight, assists. Menace. He made winning plays at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Winning plays matters, and Russell Westbrook made a couple. I mean, he had offensive rebound. Couple defensive stops. Free throw. Uh, Russell proved that you don't need to shoot the ball to be effective. He he did so. But this is a deep team. Westbrook, Zubac, Eric Gordon. They have guys coming off the bench. They're playing at at, at a high level. So, uh, yeah, I mean the Clippers can. They can they can do this and get to the second round, and then the fun really begins. They play Denver potentially in the second round. With and Joker is awesome to watch. Problem. I mean he is. I'm happy that he's getting a chance to be on national television mm. for the world to watch. Ben Simmons. Just watched what Russell did and said, okay, I got another 10 years in the league. Yeah. So that's all I got to do. That's good news. That's good news. Uh, Tone has a question for you. Shams, I'm paraphrasing here, but LeBron said about eight to 10 years ago, he knew that Austin Reeves was going to be a player that he could play with. I don't with. It was going to be a good fit for him. <laughs> is LeBron Nostradamus? Um, and is he cool with being third, fourth fiddle uh, on that Lakers team? <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to speak to the LeBron, but like if you if you go on Twitter, you can see a thread of, Oh yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. What? Been there. There, there, there. there have been some good predictions, you know, some, some good hindsight 2020 moments. But you know what? I, I will say this: in in Lakers training camp, I interviewed Austin Reeves. I spoke to him about this. He got three people to be on his side really early last. I mean, it was literally a year and a half ago. This guy, Pat Austin Reeves, was literally picking up body wash as rookie errands for his teammates, Russell Westbrook, the star teammates on the Lakers. He was literally going to CVS. And picking up body wash, soap, doing all the little chores. But I will say this. And I spoke to Austin Reeves. The first training camp practice, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, they all gave him respect. They all understood from the beginning. I do. He's told me this. I do believe this, that they believed he would be a player. Now, again, I don't think anyone, anyone thought he would be a guy that would be leading them to playoff victories, a guy that could start in playoff games, a guy that can score, what do you have last night, 19 points? I mean, a guy that can fill the stat sheet on a nightly basis. So, I mean, shout out Austin Reeves shout for out. what he's done. 23. Uh, he went from a non-guarantee to a two-way to a full contract, um, and now he's going to be in line, Pat, for a four, at least a four-year $51 million deal this offseason. Hell yeah. Ron um, James, you're right. I mean, he was he was playing, playing standby a little bit and really watching – Austin Reeves take over late in the game. All LeBron wants to do is win. His, his basketball IQ is so high. He does not care how it happens, who happens. Let's just go on and win this. He said he appreciated Austin Reeves' basketball IQ yeah. from the day one. Knew he was a smart player. Knew he'd be able to figure it out. Knew he was a guy that would be good with LeBron. I also like the fact 
He was a good rookie. Yeah. You know, he's cleaning up soap. He's doing his whole thing, just trying to buy in. White dude from Arkansas, about to sign four for 51. Think of the fucking country-ass shit he could oh, buy if he was to go back. <laughs> That's that, the biggest thing with Austin, though. He doesn't make mistakes. It's very hard to find a young player that knows how to play the right way, doesn't make mistakes, doesn't force things. So I'll let you, I'll let, I'll let you do the clapping pad. And he's not a nerd, you know? Oh, yeah. oh man. He's got some edge. He's got some edge. It seems like NBA releases his wired up things a lot more loosely than everybody else's. You agree with that? I mean, listen, they got some pretty boisterous, you know, comments from him. I'm him twice. You piece it back to back. They got a, they got a, ah, you know, after he's. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's normally what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 the mic's up and I'm like, hey, good work. Yep. Hell or, yeah. Uh, uh, he fucks up, up. When, when Austin's mic'd up, it's like, I'm him. I fucked your mother. <laughs> like everything <laughs> kind of comes out from Austin Reeves. It's an interesting give and take of what they let Austin say publicly versus everybody else. But I think it's only made him even bigger and better. I'm fucking pumped for him. Huh? The Lake Show's all the way back. Hell yeah. Going to be a difficult road, though. Going to be a difficult mm-hmm. road. Very hard. Especially if Russell Westbrook keeps playing defense the way he's playing. Nobody's talking. He was a menace last night, Sean. He was. He was. He, listen, he was playing at a high level defensively. He, I think he had a stop. He had the block on Devin Booker. He got an offensive rebound. Literally back to back to back high level plays just to win a game. Like it's not. It's not scoring. He made free throws as well. Two free throws, clutch late in the game. So and almost fought a guy in front of his kid. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it was a full Russell Westbrook experience yesterday. <laughs> Hopefully, he can continue. Go ahead, AJ. Shams, what, are, do we need to be worried about the Phoenix Suns and what's going on over there with Kevin Durant and everything? How? What are they going to do? They're going to figure it out. Well, he, he's got to, I think, for sure, be more aggressive. You saw Kawhi Leonard took twenty-four shots. Kevin Durant took fifteen shots. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll see the shot total increase. But I think as a team, they just have to play a little bit more energy. Uh, they they have to bring it physically because we saw late in the game, Devin Booker made a drive. I think you can make a case Russell Westbrook might have fouled him. Um, but he didn't get the foul call Devin Booker after the, the game. He was complaining about the foul, about the lack of a foul call. But listen, if you're aggressive and you make aggressive plays, you might get that call at the, at the latter stages of the game. So I think showing aggressiveness. Um, but this is a team that isn't that, you know, they don't have that great of depth. And I think that's something to monitor with the Suns is coming off your bench. Which guys can you rely on? They really don't have a backup point guard. They have a guy named Campaign. Pat that is out of the lineup right now. He's got he's got back spasms. He did right. not play game one. Yeah, status is up yeah. in the air for game two. They do need him. He's their backup point guard. So will he be back for game two? And will they have the depth, I think, to be able to compete? They had to play all three centers last night. DeAndre Ayton, Bismack Biambo, and Jock Lando. They all played last night. Very rare for three centers to play in one game. I think we all should start our campaign for campaign to come back. That's right. They need when, him. When campaign comes back, it's all uh, you know a bit changed. Uh, Diggs brought something up here, which I guess we should have addressed early. Where are you right now? Are you in the jungle? Oh yeah, where are you exactly right now? It seems like an awesome place. I'm in a garden. Is that bronze a, house? Beautiful garden. Yeah. Is there like a fountain in there? Is there any I'm, fountains? I'm, in there? I'm here to smell the roses. You know, I'm here to smell the roses. You got you got you got you know grass, you know, green green I'm all for green. <laughs> Whoa. No, I'm, I'm I'm outside of a hotel, unfortunately. You're outside your like hotel right now? It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Are you high right now, Sean? You in L.A.? You smoking dope? Yeah, stone. Seems like uh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You don't smoke dope, Sean's ever? I'm, 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 I'm high off of doing uh, running back on FanDuel TV, up and Adams on FanDuel TV, and Pat Max. Fuck. I fucked that one up. I said good morning, Adams. Yeah, but that's, well, that's, that's what we said. Exactly. You know, wake up with it all works. It's a great show. Great show. I seen you on there this morning. You were crushing it. Oh, so you're out there in L.A. You are smoking dope. You never smoked dope, Sean's? 
<laughs> come on. Chomps, you smoked up. Come on, Chomps. You just killed him, buddy. Never in my life. But you know what's crazy? Like, like we talked about, it is legal for NBA players. No marijuana testing. Um, you know, no, no, no suspensions, no fines, nothing. Marijuana is fully allowed. Now. Why don't you text me your address over there? Because California, you have the ability just to get weed delivered to you in a Tesla yeah. in like an Apple box, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's just all ready for you. I think with the, they got some strains now, Shams. Oh, yeah. Might be able to cure your appetite at lunch a little bit. Or yeah. try it before lunch and enjoy it more. Yeah, may, might be able to yeah. hydrate you a little mm-hmm. bit, too, so you don't have to have those water uh, reminders. I mean, there's yep. a chance weed can fix it all up there, Shams. Will it will it make me like smarten the brain to mm-hmm. understand that you eat oatmeal with, with with spoons and not forks or no? Sean, your brain is already fantastic with a couple little quirks. It, it is only going to go. amplify all of that. You're only going to get better. I love the fact that you're just out there smoking dope all the time. I know. Yeah, great. Ty has a question for you, Shams. You look so cool in that garden outside the hotel. Oh, my God. Look how green that grass is. It's been raining out there in L.A. It's like the weed he's smoking. It's overcast. I was on last week. It was overcast. It's overcast again today. Pat, I don't know. I think I brought the Chicago weather. Are you living in L.A. now? So, No, I'm not. Going back to Chicago on Wednesday. Come with me, Pat. We're gonna, Gee, we're, Chicago. We're gonna go. I'm not going to Chicago. I've no seen way. some videos out of Chicago. I've seen some videos out of L.A. and India, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll t- hey, you go to Pittsburgh much? Never. Not an NBA team. Pittsburgh was alive this weekend. It was. Beautiful. A lot of people walking through the streets, running, working out, shops open. Mm-hmm. Every- it was gorgeous. very alive. I-, I don't think that's very normal for cities right now. I was pretty proud of it. Is L.A.? How's L.A. right now? L.A. LA is L.A. You know, I haven't had a you know L.A. moment. I mean, it's overcast. It's it's hard to really fully get the L.A. experience. L.A. is a really fucking dump. Chicago. We all Whoa. know it. Whoa. We all know it. L.A.'s been dead for years. Whoa. It's a shithole. You're just saying Boston that because no, no, I'm saying that because it's the truth. You're saying that because Dana White said, Dana said it too. Yeah. That last and week. also last time we were there, we saw 50 pounds of human shit on the sidewalk. Well. You're gonna get that in a lot of big cities. <laughs> they Johnson swept up knows. two blocks worth of human shit for that. That one pile. That's okay. too much. Exactly. That's unbelievable. That should be 50. Bucks. All right, before we get out of here, Shams, now that we know that you're all high and stuff, Ty has a question for you. <laughs> yeah, Shams, I hate to do it because it doesn't matter because they're out of the playoffs, but uh, right after you came on last week and we talked about Zion, he had the, uh, listen, Zion will play when Zion feels like Zion again. He said that, and then the video came out where, you know, a lot of different Twitter profiles were, you know, tweeting the eye emojis like, whoa, look at Zion. He looked terrible. He could only get about a half an inch off the ground, Duncan. Uh, where do they go from here with this guy? Seriously. Like, what what happens next? What needs to be done? I mean, because now it really is starting to happen where everyone's like, yeah, if he doesn't turn it on, like, you know, this could be the end for Zion. Yeah, they've got to have an intervention in New Orleans. Um, whoa. You know, everyone was- Pelicans, I think Zion Williamson, they got to figure out how to keep him on the floor healthy because, guys, when he's on the floor, this is a team that's competing for home court advantage. They're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. It's just how do you get Zion Williamson to the point where he's healthy and on the floor? And you don't even need me to say it. C.J. McCollum spoke after uh, the the loss in the playing tournament. He said, we all need to be better. We all need to have uh, better professionalism. Uh, Uh, He he spoke about diet. He spoke about sleeping patterns. C.J.'s fat? How we no Zion how we, is. Um, no. He, he said CJ said and, this. and having the professionalism. CJ McCollum said this, but I, I think everyone understood. Yeah, you know that Zion Williamson is at the head of this pelican snake. Everyone's got to be under the same mindset, the same you know in terms of their, their, their minds. They gotta be 
locked in and focused. And I think that starts with Zion Williamson. Um, but like, 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 like you guys said, I mean, I came on the show. I tried to speak truth like I always do here. Hell yeah. And the, the, the fact of the matter was Zion Williamson, whether he felt like he was ready to do everything, um, just was getting there mentally, whether, you know, he wants to go out and do a couple dunks pregame, he was not even close to getting back on the floor. Um, the Pelicans basically had ruled him out of the first round. They were unsure he'd ever play in this postseason if he was healthy, I'm told. So this is something we all hope. We want to see Zion Williamson on the floor. We want to see him playing at a high level. So we'll see. The Pelicans have to get together this summer with him, and he's got to – CJ McComb also said this. He's got to want it as well and, and, and want to – CJ said that? Proof, so. CJ basically said we all have got to want it. We've all got to oh, want So you just kept saying he and then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Larry, Larry Nance said there's a first seed team somewhere in that locker room. We just have to get out there on the floor. Zion Williamson was the only guy that was not able to finish the season for the Pelicans. Wow. Uh, oh. They need him on the floor, guys. Somewhere they need him on the floor. They can be a number one seed for sure in the Western Conference. So you said head of the snake a lot clearer than LeBron James says that word. those words. You know that? <laughs> well, listen, uh, I, I was a uh, communication English major, so, uh, <laughs> you know. What oh. school? I'll just, I'll, I'll just say I went to school for that. So, what school? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give Lola Chicago, shout out Ramblers, 2018, Final Four team. Oh, that's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he know Sister Jean? Jean? You know Sister Jean? You ever meet Sister there's Jean? A, there's a picture somewhere online of us. I'll send it to you, Pat. I it's got to be better than the picture they put up of her this year. Yeah, oh, couldn't even see her eyes. They put a picture on the internet of her this year that they should not have done that. Sister Jean is. Oh, a, I took a picture with. I took a picture with her in like February or March. She looked beautiful. Shout exactly. Out Sister Jean. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Beautiful. Shout out Sister Jean. 103 years old. She was looking beautiful. Well, the Dude, other day Sean. on the Jet Shop. <laughs> Easy, Pat. Jeez, Jeez Louise. We get it, Sean. All right, we agree. Jeez. <laughs> Christ. All right, if this Eric Gordon 3 goes in right now, Shams, how many merches are we giving away? We're giving away, um, uh, we'll do 24 in honor of Paul George's number. Jesus. 24, 24 is Paul George's number. His George's number's number. 13. Okay, that's Paul what George's the number. What PG-13, my, my bad. I'm thinking about Pacers. Oh, no, Pacers PG. Hello, he was 24 on the Pacers. Someone looked at it. Yeah, There's that, a lot of yeah, people that are number 24, though. Come on. Yeah, 24. Right. Sitting in right now. Eric Gordon style. Yeah, okay. yeah Eric Gordon style. Let's see. Hurry up, Pat. Yo, Pat. Oh, God. Oh, that's a tough thing. Charles, you let him shoot. That's a tough thing. <laughs> All right, here. Three on three. On three. PMS three on three. Oh, do, do the Larry Bird form. That'll help. Larry Bird form right here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. oh, looks so good. Larry. Oh! <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. Throwing that. Larry's 33. We're not giving away that many merches. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we'll make them 10, though. 10 merches for Shams and for the shop being made. All you got to do is retweet this video. Say something nice to Shams Sharania. And... We oh yeah because it's just merchants we don't need anything just else merchants nope. we'll potentially choose you to win Shams we can't thank you enough for joining us buddy you're the best appreciate you guys thank you good luck to the NBA we hope nobody else gets hurt mm-hmm. in anything ever mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen Shams Sharani yeah how about that yeah that was fantastic Larry you, that's why you used you reverted Larry back a little bit on that one yeah so the first one I did try Larry yeah. and then I went uh, it's just soccer throw here mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why, as it was flying through the air I thought hey that's 
Look good. Sister Jean Shams do look fantastic. I mean, he was kind of getting a little sultry whenever he was talking about her. Yeah, actually, funny enough. Look at his pants. Yeah, what's going on in his pants there? What do you see? Hold the phone. What do you mean? Does he have a candy bar in his pocket? Let's answer some phone calls here. Cool pants. Why is Sister Jean wearing size 18 shoes? Honestly, who knows? That's what happens. I mean... Because don't they say her feet and ears keep growing and nose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good So point. she's got absolute mammoth feet. And her nose, 103 years old. Those ears, too? Jeez mm-hmm. Louise. Yeah, her ears can hear from two miles away. That's right. And then she takes four steps and she's there. Yep. <laughs> what did the PMS boys just say? She can smell us. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Malik in New York on the 500 phone line. Malik, what's going on, pal? Hey, Pat. AJ and the boys. How you doing? Keep, keep moving, moving, sir. Oh, man, so excited to be here. Congratulations to Nick and the wife. So glad you guys got to go out there and celebrate with them. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I've also got to thank you guys for everything you guys do. When I was in the hospital for two weeks, you guys got me through all of it. Love listening to the show every day. Thanks for letting us be there uh, with you, pal. Happy to hear you're okay, it sounds like. Malik had a baby. Why'd he kick some ass? Uh, Had to do it. But uh, with uh, the Stefan Diggs situation, I've been wondering – you know, in your big brain section, like when you had that whole uh, breakdown uh-huh. with him on Ramsey, uh-huh. the way that he and Josh had that connection, when he's been out here saying that he wants to come to the Giants, which I love, how does that affect the locker room moving forward with him being so vocal about wanting to be out in his relationship with Josh and the way that playoff game ended? Like, with you and AJ, how yeah, does that? Is that what he said? Yeah, he, yeah, he and his brother have been uh, texting back and forth how nice it would be for them to see each other twice a year. Oh. And, uh, you know, he's he's been hinting at wanting to go to the Giants. So in the locker room, how does that play out? Like, I know he and Josh weren't on the best of terms at the end of the game. Interesting. So I know he just kind of left. He didn't even say anything to anyone. They had to bring him back in. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was kind of good. good call, Malik. Yeah, remember? Stephon Diggs just left. This was a big deal. We talked about this. Remember? Yeah, yeah ended, his coach didn't. His coach said, "I'd much rather have it that way than him not get, not caring about losing." Like, yeah, I guys that care. But it was certainly something. He took all the Buffalo shit off of his stuff too. Yeah, right? yep. And who I, was he pissed at though? Was he upset about the loss? Was he pissed about eating the balls? Like, who's he upset about? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And have we have we found any of those answers? Well, he, I was, he went on that podcast and basically said, like, I don't know what else we need to do to get over the hump. He was yeah. like, it seems like we try to bring guys in and, like, mm-hmm. we feel like we're there and then we just lose in the playoffs. He was like, I don't I don't know what else we can actually do to, like, get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and in classic, like, post-2019 era, his social media action yeah. has led us to believe that mm-hmm. there's continued, you know, beef. Like the Buda Baker thing. Mm-hmm. The way we found out about that first was somebody seen that on his Twitter, he took Arizona out of his bio. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And back in the day, people were like, all right, like that matters. It's like, hate to break to you. It does. Big time. A lot of people have just taken their team right off their Instagram, right off their Twitter, either out of their location or the photos with them. It's like a breakup. You know, whenever you break up with somebody, it's like, okay, let's go ahead and get this person completely off this page. I don't want anybody to know that we were ever together ever. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what players do with teams. Now, we have seen people break up with a team on social media, no longer taken on Facebook, and then get back together. Yeah. Kyler Murray. And then reload all of those photos back up there. Yep. Kyler is the most recent and the biggest contract. So we're not saying it's over, over, but it certainly means that there's a little bit of a something brewing. And Brandon Bean, who kind of has his, you know, I don't want to say ear to the ground, but 
kind of here to the ground in all those situations. He knows that Stephon Diggs isn't happy, mm-hmm. especially because if he was to see this situation happen at another team, he would call them and say, hey, I heard something's up, just like he did when Stephon Diggs was at the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. So I do wonder if there's going to be a play made there. I didn't see the Giants stuff. I did not know that was happening. Yeah. But Stephon Diggs goes from a fifth-round pick to a guy that I think every team would love to have on there. Just why won't it work in Buffalo is what everybody will ask the question. Yeah, he'd be unbelievable with the Giants. You assume if Saquon comes back and all that gets figured out. But it must be difficult for the Bills, especially now with Rodgers, you know, pen, impending coming to the Jets. Like, they've been so close these last few years. They were the Super Bowl favorites last year. Josh Allen was the MVP favorite last year. Like, at what point is it like, okay. Oh, yeah, this is your thing, though. No, and this is my thing. But seriously. With, it is your thing. With Isn't it? It's it, kind of his it, thing. It has yes. become your thing. It has been. AJ, you remember this is his thing. But but let's I keep in mind it. too, like they haven't been to an AFC championship. Oh. So like or they went to one, but that's when they were kicking field goals and the Chiefs beat them by twenty. Like there has to be some feeling in the Buffalo locker room, like, okay, do I not is this not the place that's gonna win the championship? That's right. What are you saying though about you saying their window? I am not going to say their window is closed. Whoa, whoa, this is a brand new okay. car. He did a wedding I'm going this week. to say yeah. there's no chance they win the Super Bowl. Okay. Just putting it out there. So, window closed. Oh, so closed. The window's not there. So The window it, never existed. window can't be closed if they ever went to a Super Bowl. This is back in the day, Ireland, whenever it split. Boom. I don't know if it was South Ireland or North Ireland. I think Ireland, South Ireland, which is now just known as Ireland. Yeah, in Northern Ireland. Yeah, so whenever it left... You know, there's big war. Mm-hmm. Northern Ireland folks, so I believe the Protestant, ugh, I don't know, the Pro- one of the religions, they came in, they were charging people for window space yeah, in their apartments. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's places around Ireland that you go to where the windows are, like, this big, tiny, look like jail cell windows. Yeah. Because of how much money it costs taxes to have that particular window. Some places had no windows. Yeah. Actual basements on the second floor, no windows at all because they want to pay for it. You're saying they're one of those. Yeah. You're saying the Buffalo Bills had no fucking windows. This is not just a jail cell. Huh. This is the hole. This is the darkness that Aaron went into. That's what you're saying the Buffalo Bills are? I'm more so saying that they have a curtains and it's one of those hotel rooms where you pull the curtains back and there aren't any windows. So I was saying that they have a tiny window, that'd be a different situation. I think it's completely gone. Golly, that's crazy. Rogers People pay goes, good money to go into those types of rooms. Absolutely. Heard Aaron did it. Yeah. yeah did. I mean, what kind of hotels are you going into, Con Man? With you open the curtains up and there's no window. You going to North Korea? No, no, no. I just saw clips <laughs> of it. I've never been to North Korea. They really? Let me. Yeah, no. That's probably good. Oh. I've been to China. Okay. Excuse me. Well, you know. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Why do you say it like that? Yeah, what? Because yeah. I've been, and I can say it however the fuck I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do whatever you need to do. I've walked the Great Wall. Okay, bank. Yep. Way to go. Yeah. Boom. Thank you. The whole thing? I have to be real proud. The whole thing. Did you stop by the Capitol? No, I did not make it. Uh, actually, yes, I did stop by the Capitol. Really? Have uh-huh. any meetings? Oh. Uh, it's, uh, not, not with any government <laughs> officials. On this Patriots Day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No wow. kidding. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I tried to mend the fences. Oh, and unfortunately. So you're the Dennis Rodman in North Korea? You're the... I'm the guy that they send to China, and I try and figure it out. I think you're the right guy. Yeah, but nothing nothing good has happened of it yet. Apparently. Because mm-hmm. what I've been hearing, not good. <laughs> no, not at all. Hope everybody's okay out there. Yep. Yep. Hope everybody's okay out they there. They aren't. They aren't. Jeez Louise. Uh, a couple things that have taken place in the sports world, our sports world, over the weekend. Jim Ursay said, maybe, huh, we... 
And then he would go on to say, <laughs> also maybe we, uh, and then he'd go on to say, or not. Okay. So a lot of options there at four. There's a lot of shit coming out about C.J. Stroud right now. Seems like that noise is being made. Joining us in about seven minutes will be Michael Lombardi, who's been saying a lot of things, and it's been taken to a lot of different levels of conversation because Michael Lombardi knows everybody. The C.J. Stroud stuff, I think, is the most interesting topic of the draft because we might get to next Thursday, Draft Spectacular, the 27th. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have surprises in store. It'll be our biggest Draft Spectacular to date. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We got guest GMs live from War Rooms wow. calling in. We'll be following along as the most unpredictable draft over the last, seemingly, 10 years, it feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Will have its first day. But the C.J. Stroud story is becoming a real thing. Houston Texans not taking a quarterback. Ooh, why is that? Mm. Houston Texans might not want C.J. Stroud. Is that what it means? Mm. C.J. Stroud's this. C.J. Stroud's that. Is this all smoke, you think, from another team? Maybe the Colts at four trying to get C.J. Stroud to fall. What are your thoughts on these types of storylines before we get into the draft? A.J. Hawk. Well, what are we, probably what, a little like 10 days from the draft? When's the date of the draft? Good math. The 27th. Next Thursday. Okay, there we go. So, I, I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's picked up right now, these last like seven to 10 days before the draft, it's really tough to know anything of what is real, what is not real. And it, it would be it would be surprising, I think, if Bryce Young goes one and then the Texans either pick a defender or trade out or don't take a QB. And they or another QB. Set up yeah. for the future. Oh, yeah. Or another QB. If they nuts. took like Will Levis there too. Well, that would be shocking. Anthony right? Richardson would be yeah. shocking at two, yeah. I think. Any of them would be somewhat shocking, but yeah. Hayden Hooker at two. What is real? Would be shocking, but we have no idea what's real at this point. We honestly have no clue what could happen. That number three overall pick becomes very vital uh-huh. if the Houston Texans at two don't take a quarterback. That means, okay, three quarterbacks apparently people are interested in. We still don't know. We'll find out draft night how interested teams actually are. Because remember, Malik Willis was going to be a first-rounder. Yeah, He ended up in the third round. So everything could be an absolute lie. But the stories about C.J. Stroud are getting loud right now. Yeah. And it's like, is there a reason, or is this just everybody kind of coming to the same conclusion if that either one of them is the case it's interesting but if everybody's coming to the same conclusion that's that's great for the Colts at four this guy sucks let him uh mm-hmm. you know what I mean he's terrible I've met him one time didn't shake my hand yeah didn't look me in the <laughs> eye right this guy should not be picked in the top three of the NFL draft he does not deserve it four maybe we'll see, we'll see but a top three overall pick CJ Stroud I don't think so I'm saying that because how incredibly selfish I am as a Colts fan, as a man that got to watch him play against Georgia down there, and you see him, you go, oh, that's a fucking Sunday quarterback right there. Mm-hmm. But everybody else seems to be saying a little bit differently. I don't know if it's smokescreen bullshit or they're doing what I'm doing, Tony. It's a wild time. Great for the Colts at four. Um, and so before the combine, uh, Bryce Young was the favorite to go number one overall. And then when the number one pick went to the Carolina Panthers, C.J. Stroud became like a minus 300, 300 uh, favorite to go number one overall. And now it's back to Bryce Young going minus 400 overall. And we know this. This is the one time where we know pretty much just as much as the books. So, Or at least the books think in this case that there's enough smoke where there may be fire in this situation talking about C.J. Stroud that they definitely don't think that he's going number one overall right now. It's interesting. Bryce Young, apparently the pick, is what everybody has said to Carolina. So then you just assume C.J. is going to go number two overall. Yeah. All right. So who's going to go get C.J. two? Here at the Colts, I assume the Texans will not trade with us. So let us go get our franchise quarterback. No way. But they need a quarterback. Why don't they think C.J. Stroud is the franchise quarterback? Or once again, is this all 
bullshit. And that's what April 27th will kind of put an end to is all of the potential smokescreen lies or truths that are out there and who's right, who's wrong. Well, maybe Will Anderson's just that good. Like it feels like for these last two years. Is he better than getting a franchise quarterback? Well, because Never. they have that 12 overall pick. Like is Hendon Hooker one of their favorite quarterbacks? And they think, hey, at 12, we can either move up to get Hendon, maybe at like nine. Or he'll fall to us, and we don't have to make these tough decisions and then look like absolute fools passing on Will Anderson, who could be, you know, a premier pass rusher in the NFL for the next 10 years. Or that other guy from Texas Tech. What's his name? Uh, Tyree Wilson. His name's stuck in there Mm -hmm. as of late, last couple days. You know him, AJ? I don't know a bunch about him. I've tried to watch a little bit more as people talk Mm -hmm. about him. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to know, like, hey, which guys, they all look great on film, I feel like, especially when you're talking about these top five, top ten dudes. You just know, like, okay, what system would he fit best in? Like, how does it translate to the NFL? And D'Amico, defensive head coach, his first year being a head coach. Well, Casario came out and said, I'm not going anywhere. So he has some time to build, you'd assume, over the next couple years. They didn't get a quarterback last year. They don't get a quarterback this year, too. There will certainly be a question. But they could Kevin Costner this thing. They could end up trading back, trading up. Because you go back to 12, you get rid of that one. You just keep your 12th overall pick. You could bundle that with 33, I think they have, and trade up back in. You know, there's a lot of moves that could be made by a lot of the people there at the top if they don't have exactly who they want. But we're certainly going to overreact as it's happening in real time. Yeah, and I saw something. I Pelissero just put it up a tweet that Bryce Young has canceled his remaining visits or whatever, and it seems like the the momentum uh, is going towards him at number one. Uh, So who knows? I mean, yep. Yeah, everybody's kind of talked about that. Everybody's kind of talked to Bryce Young's the guy. Joining us now is a man who's had every single job in the NFL. His name has been trending almost every other day for the last week and a half, two weeks, because he is plugged in to literally every single team in the NFL. Has been around the NFL for four decades. He's been a GM, a coach's assistant, a Super Bowl champion, a speaker, a podcast host, the GM Shuffle, and the Lombardi Line live show host. He's a newsletter writer, the Daily Coach. He's a TED Talk giver. Mm -hmm. He's a big fucking brain. He's a Pizon, just like me. Ladies and gentlemen... Michael Lombardi. Yeah. It's good to be here. It's good to be back with you guys. Hope all is well. Congratulations. Big wedding. I know you got a big day coming, so it's all great. Hell yeah. Life's good over here. We're much better whenever you're around us, though. You look great out there in Vegas still, Python. Thank you, my man. Yeah. Staying away from the buffet lines is really not not an easy thing to do. When I started my career, it was in Vegas, and uh, it was 1981, and my job, I made uh, $6,000 a year, and I got buffet tickets, so I've learned to stay away from them. Hello? Yep. Back. Yeah. All right. There we go. AJ's uh, call just dropped out of nowhere. We assume that the trophy that he got this weekend was too big. It was like a satellite interfering with the line. (laughs) Makes sense. But you are crushing it out in Vegas, and we can't thank you enough for joining us. We fucking love you, pal. You've been trending every other day talking about this draft. I don't know how closely you follow on Twitter or how closely you follow everything that you say, but the reactions have been massive because what you've been saying have been a little bit different than what everybody else is saying. Let's dive in, shall we? We all know that Casario came from New England. There's a lot of New England continuing down there. You also had deep ties in New England. So whenever you speak about something happening in Houston, in this particular studio, in this particular office, we go, hey, 
Pumba knows what the fuck he's talking mm, about. Yeah. So whenever you talk about maybe them not getting a quarterback or maybe something about C.J. Stroud, then we see Schefter saying, hey, there's a chance the Texans don't take a quarterback. We start piecing two and two together that maybe the Texans aren't as high on C.J. Stroud as we can imagine that they are, that we thought they were. And ever since you kind of talked about that, there's been a plethora of stories that have come out, not too many, but it seems like a narrative trying to be built about C.J. Stroud maybe not being the best NFL quarterback going forward when that wasn't what we had heard all the way up until like a week and a half ago. What are you hearing? What are your thoughts? And you're the one that told us this is lying season. Are you just a part of the bullshit to potentially get C.J. Stroud to a team? Whoa. No, I, I don't I don't think I am, uh, though, you know, who knows? But I, I watched the tape, and I, and I think, look, when you're in a, a situation where you are in Houston – uh, I think it's pretty clear when you watch the tape, Bryce Young was the best quarterback in this draft. We can debate other things, but Bryce Young was ready to play. And I think the Carolina uh, the Carolina situation where they were debating back and forth, I, I'm, I think that was a little bit of, of liar's poker. I think they were going to take Bryce Young all along. They did their due homework, and I, and I believe that'll be the pick. I think Stroud's about comfortability. You know, he plays in an offense where he doesn't really – he looks to the sideline to call plays. You know, and, and it's a number system, so it's not as familiar – you know, he doesn't call the play. He doesn't get it into. Levis at Kentucky did. Richardson, the same thing. So a lot of this is teams learn about the players as they're coming through their facility. Stroud's not – I'm not saying he's a bad player. What I'm saying about Houston and I've said about Houston is they're going to take the best player. I don't think they're as quarterback – hungry as everybody wants them to be they need a quarterback there's no denying it but they have two number ones next year and D'Amico Ryans is in this for the long haul why not take the best player why take a risk got it so AJ Hawk joins us again obviously he is the Ohio champion great to see you AJ he was just talking about Houston he he believes that Houston's going to take the best player available especially in D'Amico's first year he is a defensive guy Will Anderson is the best player available there do you think there's any chance now if they're not going to take quarterback if the world knows that, what, their pick is very expensive right now? Do you think they think about moving out there? Or three overall all of a sudden becomes like almost a free-for-all for anybody that needs a quarterback? Or do you think that we're not at that level with the talent that C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, or Hennon Hooker have? All right, let me start on the second part. I think every quarterback other than Young has something wrong with them. And when I say something wrong with them, I don't mean socially. I mean in terms of their game, what they lack, what they need to do, what they must improve on. Look, today's a great day for any player because Jalen Hurts proved that if you work on your weaknesses and you work diligently and you become someone who's dedicated, then you can improve. And all these quarterbacks are going to have to improve. They all have something wrong with them, right? And the teams are looking at that, and they're saying, which one will work the hardest to improve? The second best player in this draft, and I want to be really clear here, the second best player in this draft is Jalen Carter. Now, Jalen Carter is dominant at whatever he does. Wherever he goes, he's the second best. It's not Will Anderson, it's Carter. However, Mm. Carter's got some issues, the weight gain, the seriousness of the problem that happened on the campus of the University of Georgia, his off-the-field investigation into that situation, the weight gain, all those things. But Carter is just purely watching football players play football, the second-best defensive player. And I believe Houston will take take the best defensive front seven guy. Everybody says, why not take a risk on the quarterback? Look, if you're Seattle, Detroit, and you're picking up this high, you better take the best player, especially on defense. And I'll give you a Walshism. 
as great of a coach as Bill Walsh was, and as great as he was as an offensive mind, he believed this. You need to draft the best 11 players for defense because you can't hide a defensive player. And I think that's what's going to run this draft. Hmm. It hasn't been really chatted about much. Everything's been about the top four. Yeah. Who's going to go at the quarterback position? Seems like defense is going to be top-heavy in Lombo's mind. What do you got, AJ? Former number Lombo, five overall I, pick, Mike Linebacker. If, if C.J. Stroud does not go in the, the top two picks, how far do you think he could fall and where could he go? I, that's the one I'm having a hard time on where it could go. I, I'm, I, again, you know, it's hard to predict. Everybody, it's easy to say to the people that call you on the phone, I'm, we're going to take a quarterback because people think you need a quarterback. So it, it's not really a lie, but you're fibbing. And, and I think there's a lot of fibbing going on. I, I'm not sure where he goes. I'm not sure where he fits. I do think the Colts will pick a quarterback at four. I love Jim Irsay's tweet. He basically laid it out. We can do anything. But I think at the end of the day, the Colts are sitting there saying, whoever we take at four at quarterback is going to have some issues. And I think we're going to take the one that has the least amount. I, I think they would take Levis over anybody else. But I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I think it really comes down to Steichen and Ballard deciding which one has the least amount of risk that they could take and they put in their locker room. Could he go at four? I think teams are now starting to accept that Stroud's not going two, and I think more work's being done. Okay, so your general manager, Chris Ballard, we're sitting at four. C.J. Stroud's available. Will Levis is available. Anthony Richardson is available. Hennon Hooker's available. Michael Lombardi, general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, is is taking. I would, based on tape, I would take Stroud. But here's what I would answer okay. your question. All right. If That's I were the GM of the Colts, if I were the GM of the Colts, I would ask Mr. Ursay if I could borrow one of his planes and I would fly down to see Lamar Jackson, and I would show Lamar Jackson this Jalen Hurts contract and say, Lamar, this is not guaranteed. We've seen three contracts since Watson's deal that have not been fully guaranteed. I want to make you an Indianapolis Colt. I put I put Lamar Jackson on this team with the Colts are. All of a sudden, I'm relevant. If I were in Washington and I put Lamar Jackson on that team, I'm relevant. I think this contract for Hertz opens the door up to have a conversation with Lamar about not you know not everything's going to have to be guaranteed buttoned up. And if I were Chris Ballard, I would be on that airplane. Here's the thing that's interesting. Everybody says for the last three months, two months, you can't pay a quarterback and go to the Super Bowl. Well, the Eagles just paid Hurts a lot of money. Chiefs. They're planning on going to the Super Bowl. So why wouldn't I try to get the best quarterback? Why would I take a risk with Stroud or a risk with Levis when I could go get Lamar Jackson or at least try to get Lamar Jackson? You say, well, you got to give up a number. You got to give up two number ones. No, I don't. I give up one number one because I'm going to pick somebody at four anyway. I'm picking a better player at four with Lamar than I would be drafting any one of those guys. So it's next year's one that technically you'd be giving up. But if we win, who gives a fuck? That one's going to be at 30, 31, 32 anyways. Right. I mean, it's like the Jets are now waiting. The Jets are in the perfect place. They're going to give up. The Packers are going to take a pick somewhere between 25 and 32 for Aaron Rodgers when their 13th pick is sitting there, like, you, don't you want, wouldn't you rather have that? The Jets are loving this. They want the draft to get over with before, without getting Rodgers because they get all those picks. Okay, so you would take C.J. Stroud at four, but why are we even thinking about that? Give me Lamar Jackson. Let's visit the Jalen Hurts deal. And the Chiefs paid Patrick Mahomes. They obviously just won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford got paid. They won a Super Bowl. for yep. Tom Brady got $50 million guaranteed. 
They won a Super Bowl. You can pay a quarterback. Obviously, you just got to be able to build up around the team. Some GMs have been able to do that. Some GMs have been able to do it and got injuries that have popped up out of nowhere. I mean, the NFL is a wild game, but you got to have a fucking quarterback. The Colts need a quarterback. Why aren't they in Lamar Jackson? And do you think this deal with Jalen gets the Lamar deal done soon? Like, the Ravens probably will give exactly, just say exactly what Philly did to Lamar. You think that'll be the case? You said the Colts should do that, but won't Baltimore just do that as well? And do you think that should be already sailed i think if i were baltimore if i was steve we're going to find out if baltimore really wants to sign lamar that's what we're going to find out now do they really want to sign him or they just want him to play on the tender we're going to find that out because to me look they signed odell beckham because that's what lamar lamar said i want hopkins or beckham yeah who okay? you got told you had a source that told you that 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 was said there Reli- well here's let me give it back up they thought they had a trade for Cortland sutland the baltimore ravens that trade fell apart and then they went after beckham now, look, there's the Beckham deal for all we talk about. The Beckham's what, had 67 catches in his last two seasons. I mean, he hasn't, you know, he's made a lot of money. But the way this NFL's gone with receivers, I think there's 15 or 16 receivers making over $20 million a year. I mean, Mike Evans at 13-5 is one of the biggest bargains in the league right now. You know, and so the receiver market has kind of es- escalated. So the Beckham deal on the surface is expensive. I don't know who the competition was, but they needed to show something to Lamar that they were going to have a receiving core around them. Could they get Hopkins? Hopkins now says he doesn't want to raise. For the most of the time, it, that was about finance money. It was about getting a raise. We'll see. But to me, they had to extend that olive branch. I would, I would think that to me, you get on an airplane, you show Lamar and his mom, here's the deal that Jalen Hurts just signed. It's not fully guaranteed. So we've had three deals. We've had Russell Wilson, we've had we've had uh, Kyler Murray, and we've had Hurts now that haven't been fully buttoned up. So let's do a deal. Okay, I hope they're able to do that. I hope there's a couple hundred million dollars going to Lamar Jackson because I can't wait to see what he buys. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Can't wait to see what he does with it. I hope he's an Indianapolis Colt. I doubt it, though, because what Jim Irsay said was maybe mm-hmm. or maybe <laughs> or not. So uh-huh. didn't hear anything. Everybody could be lying. Excited to hear who is and who isn't. Speaking of lying, some more shit came out of this situation. Ty has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Michael, going back to the Jets and the Packers, early last week there was a report that said the Packers and the Jets had already agreed on compensation. The Packers were going to get the Jets' 13th overall pick, but then Woody Johnson heard that uh, you know Rodgers was 90% going to retire going into the darkness, and that kind of spooked him, and he walked that back. Since then, a lot of insiders have said that's bullshit. That was never true. That they had never agreed to compensation. Do you believe that? Do you think the Packers? Uh, that's why they're kind of holding firm here because they had already been promised the thirteenth pick. And is that common? Like when you were a GM, where like you would come to an agreement with the team, and then whatever would happen, you know, someone would get cold feet, and that kind of causes everything to fall apart. I, I think from my experiences, whenever you let a team talk to a player without an agreement on a trade you've basically removed all your leverage. So if the Packers were willing to let the Jets negotiate with Rodgers and have conversations without agreeing on compensation, this is what you're going to get into. Because now the player and the team are working against you. You follow me? They're working against you. They're saying, I'm only playing for the Jets. So if you don't trade me to the Jets, there's nothing. You have to have that, you have to have that agreed upon. 
and, and exchange in an email. Look, we will trade you Aaron Rodgers. You have permission to talk to Aaron Rodgers. If you're, you're going to give us back the 13th pick overall in the draft, you sign off on that. You don't send it to the league office. But in agreement, you have to have that or else you lose any leverage in this negotiation. It made no sense at all for the Packers to just say, oh, please talk to Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. Do whatever you like and then come back to us. Now I'm trapped. I have no way to go. It's the dumbest thing of all. So to me, the Packers had to have something in that, that they're not that dumb. They had to have something that said they had a deal because now they're 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 20 down in the fourth quarter. They're playing from behind. We got 10 days. Yeah, it's cool. You know, have you heard anything? Here's the thing I think people misconstrue of, Pat. Every trade is a player for player. Okay. Every trade's a player for a player. I don't give a crap about this draft pick nonsense. Oh, we traded a one for that guy. Well, that one becomes a player. The, the Raiders traded Amari Cooper for basically Jonathan Abrams. That's what it, the trade ended up being. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's player for player. So when you're a general manager in the league and you could get and you know if I trade Aaron Rodgers, I get the 13th pick. I know what player I, I don't know specifically what I'm getting, but I have an idea of what I'm going to get. If I trade him for next year's one, I have no idea what I'm getting. So I'm trading blind. I'm trading blind. I have no idea what I'm getting. And I think that's ultimately where they are. And it favors the Jets tremendously. I'm excited to see how it works out, what the compensation is, and what the Jets look like with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback because it seems like all parties just assume it's going to take place. No deal has been done. We are still just waiting in the dark, but not in Oregon. We can poop with the lights on. Okay. Connor has yeah. a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo, I saw you talking about the Giants last week and how it must be upsetting for oh, my. Saquon and Dexter Lawrence you know, to sit back and see. Who would have thought, Jones. Lombo? Yeah, who would have thought? And with Saquon being one of those franchise tag players, obviously that situation's one thing, but with Josh Jacobs and now obviously Lamar and Evan Ingram, from a front office perspective, how big of a pain in the ass is it when the player you tag doesn't sign it, and then how do you see some of those situations playing out? Well, I, I think, look, every player is going to say they're not going to sign the tender. I mean, Barkley's saying he's not signing the tender. They're, they're talking about, you know, Dalvin Cook could get released, you know, and so because of the contract in Minnesota's cap situation, you know, Dalvin Cook's a hell of a player. Every player says they're not going to sign the franchise, and then you remind them that Kirk Cousins has made two hundred thirty-one million from not signing from signing the franchise, and two hundred twenty-nine of it's been guaranteed. So, like, there is benefits to signing the one-year deal because if you want to be a free agent, you get another year, you get guaranteed money, and you get to go back out in the market again. You keep the keep dipping, and the price keeps going up if they want to retain your services. So, look, I mean, Jesse Bates this time last year said there's no way he's playing for the Bengals. He would never come in, and guess what? He came in. George Young, the former general manager of the New York football giants, had a great saying. He said, football players play football. At some point, they're going to come in. You can say Le'Veon Bell did the right thing by holding out. I think it was ridiculous. I don't. I think it wasn't the right thing when you turned down $14 million. I'm sure he'd like to have that $14 million back. Two albums, though. He dropped yeah, two albums. Yeah, yeah, and he said he wanted 17 M's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I heard that in a freestyle in his front yard. Mm-hmm. That was not on the album, though. No, it wasn't. But he did get 30-some guaranteed afterwards from the Jets. So business-wise, I think he could probably sleep at night. But He could have got the $30 million from the Jets if he'd have taken the 14, and then he would have got 30. They would have had to franchise him again. Oh. See, everybody, see what I mean? The, the meter, you keep going. <laughs> hey, what happens there if he gets hurt, though, and never gets to play football again? Oh. That's why you have insurance, and that's why you have agents to pay. Make sure you got that insurance policy. Oh, Lloyd's of London, yeah, that thing will cost you one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars for <laughs> if your leg gets sawed off. You know what I mean, and you can't well, can't walk again. You got, 
Yeah, I know that it is a little difficult, but you got to yeah. find a way to protect yourself. I I got the Lloyd's of London thing um, insurance when I got franchise tagged, and as I'm signing it and going through it, I'm like, this is the biggest piece of trash I've ever signed <laughs> in my entire life. Not that I'm a big insurance better at blackjack, you know what I mean? Like I'm never, sure. hey, pays two to one. What do you think? You know, faces are coming. I never do it. I'm not a big believer in that. But it was like, all right, franchise tag. I got a lot of years left. There's millions of dollars. I got to do this. And then they start telling you how much you got to pay for what in return. It's like, all right, I'll pick that option. Cost me like $65,000. That's so much money. Okay, but I'll potentially get 15 or 20 million, whatever it is on the other side. And then as you're reading through what has to happen for you to get that, I had to get my legs sawed off in a football uh, on a football field mm-hmm. and then not be able to walk for at least 12 months straight or kick a ball for 12 months straight. And then you'll be able to get it. Oh. Good deal, though. You're looking out for yourself. It's a smart thing. It's like, I feel like I've been bamboozled. <laughs> I feel like I've been bamboozled. But this is the right play business-wise. That's why people hate the franchise tag, though. Because it's obviously not long-term security. And it's always been a team weapon. Every single NFLPA negotiation, the players are trying to get rid of the franchise tag. As opposed to keep it, it's not going anywhere. I hope Lamar does end up playing, whether it's under the tag or a long-term deal. If he doesn't play, they can franchise tag him again still? Or what happens there? I think they have one more tag at him, and I think it's 130% of the number it is this year. So the number just keeps going up. I mean, it, it behooves both parties. Now, if he doesn't play, if he sits out, can they franchise tag him again? If he sits out, they can franchise him again, yeah. I mean, if he sits out, he does it, but he walks away from $32 million. Who does that? Wow. Who walks away from 32? million? If he, you know, you can't do that. I mean, no, the you system, you, you just, it, it's not smart. And so. Well, hold on. It, Hold the fuck. I mean, let's not bury anybody that walks away from $30 million too hard here. You know what I mean? Let's not, let's not bury that at all. But you're right. I would like to see him play I football. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would but, like yeah, but, you know, you, but, but somebody who would walk away from 30 knows they've got something. Other, there's another whoa, rainbow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tone Diggs has something for you, Lombo. Uh, Lombo, we're talking to Ian Rapport earlier, and we were talking about Buda Baker and how he wants to trade, but the Cardinals said that they don't want to trade him. As a GM, how do you deal with a situation like that where the player requests a trade, but you do not want to trade them? I think what you do is basically, why do you want to make a trade? Like, I, if I were Monty Ossidor, if I would call him in the office and sit down and say, okay, what, what's the deal here? Why do you want to leave? Is it contract or is it just culture? And let's figure out what this is. We just hired a new coach. Coach, we're going to change the culture in the building. We're going to hold people accountable. We're going to do this. So give us a chance to show you that. If it's contract, then explain to me why. Like I mentioned about the receiver market, sometimes these contracts become so advanced that the player who signed them gets so far behind and he's a better player. If that's the issue, then let's have that conversation. I mean, transparency usually works. So let's have a one-on-one deal here. Let's talk about why you don't want to be here. Is it who, who made you upset? What caused it? Was it something in our training room? Was it something in the equipment room? What, where is it that we have a problem? I'm new to this organization. I need to fix all the problems. And I think that's ultimately how you have to work it. All right. Well, hopefully it'll all get figured out before draft time. Anything else we're missing here, Lombo, that we should be talking about? You know, I, I think the qu- question that we're going to address over the next 10 days is where's Carter going to go? We know he's not going less than 10. The Eagles will take him if he makes it to 10. And I think the other thing is this Tyree Wilson kid from Texas Tech. He's really a good player. 
a really good player, but he hurt his foot. He had a broken bone in his foot. He's just gotten his, his foot fit cleared, and I think he's going to be a top 10 pick if teams – he's going to see a bunch of teams this week. If they clear him on the physical, if he can play for camp, I think he's going to be a name that not a lot of people have talked about in this draft that has great, great upside. I mean great upside, and I think Seattle and Detroit would fit perfectly for his skill set. Go ahead, AJ. Bomba, when's the first running back taken? That's a great question. I, I think there's a myth about this running back. If B. John Robinson can play in the slot like Sarkeesian keeps saying, and when you watch him on tape, you believe he can, he's a weapon. Here's what I want to say to both all of everybody. It's, why is it okay to pay? And I like Keenan Allen as a good player. Keenan Allen's a really good player. But it's okay to pay him all this money, but it's not okay to pay a running back. Keenan Allen averages about 10 yards a catch. These running backs that are impact the passing game are weapons. And they become problems. And what, what makes the 49ers so good is they can substitute without substituting. McCaffrey can be a slot even though he's a halfback. And you know, he can go outside and yep. play. So to me, if Bijan Robinson shows weapon-like skills in the passing game, he's worth it. Now, the guy that you can't pay is a running back who's just going to run the ball. You know, okay, well, he's in the game. Everybody knows it's run or screen. That's the one that becomes harder. You just view him as a weapon as opposed to a running back. You're talking about Austin Eckler clearly in that conversation right there. There's no doubt. Like, he's so underpaid it's ridiculous because what happens with him is in the red zone, he becomes a huge weapon. He's a factor in the red zone. And so you've got to defend him. To me, Eckler, he had 107 catches this year. His percent target percentage, I think, was in the 70s. Like, you're talking about a guy who you walk to the stadium on Sunday morning, you're saying, how are we going to handle Eckler here? How are we going to handle Eckler there? All he does is score touchdowns. Tone has something to follow up. Lombo, yeah, does that make Jameer Gibbs potentially a first-round pick then, Alabama? I, I think he, you know, every time I watch Gibbs, I'm thinking, that looks like Kamara. That looks like Kamara. That kid looks like Kamara. How did he, how did he end up at Georgia Tech? Like, that kid looks like Jamar, Kamara. <laughs> and then, obviously, he went to Alabama. No knock on Georgia Tech here, but, I mean, like, that kid <laughs> well, was really talented. So, yeah, I think so. Now, I think probably what happened at the bottom is there. It's always the second contract that bo- bother people. By, but if you're impacting the passing game, and you're out there in space, that second contract isn't relevant. I think you'll make those plays. Just to go back and reiterate what you're saying, like having Debo also be a running back out there? Yeah. Oh, man. Why don't more teams think about moving wide receivers into a running back position? Look, on every draft board that I've ever been a part of, a receiver that played running back in high school got moved up a little bit. Okay, why? Because great receivers have always got run skills with the ball in their hands. They understand how to run the football when it's in their hands. So what you really want to do is take a receiver and make him a running back or a running back who was to become a receiver. I mean, that's what happens. The, the receivers that have that run skill, yards after the catch like Debo, you know, they become so valuable because in this sport, it's hard to outrun people. It's hard to run go routes and win. But when you can break tackles and run, wow, watch out. And that's why those guys get moved up the board. Shout out Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. On yeah. anybody could get out there and get it. A couple others as well. Lombo, we know you could run a go route on anybody if you Hell had yeah. to. We yeah, pre- right. We appreciate yeah. you. We don't know who called you twice during that, but we hope you get back to him. You're the best, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Thanks, Lombardi. Guys. Appreciate hey, you. Lombo. All right, so CJ's good then. Yes. He said yeah. he'd take him at four if the Colts are there. Bingo. Yeah. So let's put everything to bed. And he said it wasn't really anything like off the field. Let's put it all to bed then. AJ, perfect. Yeah, he said if uh, Will Levis is there at four, the Colts will probably take him, right? No, that's actually exactly what he didn't say. He said C.J. Stroud's at four. He'll take C.J. Stroud. But Mm -hmm. with that being said, if I'm Chris Ballard, 
I'm already in South Florida before the draft, mm-hmm. finding out. Yeah. Now, that's a little bit different than having to be in the actual position of Chris Ballard, saying what you would do if you were Chris Ballard. But Chris Ballard also brought in Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, what? Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Jacoby. Well, he got drafted him, yeah. I believe. A lot of guys. Bringing in a lot of guys from other teams being like, hey, we need you, we need you, we need you. So I think he might be a little bit more gun-shy to go get another quarterback than maybe others, but – Lamar Jackson as a quote would be fucking epic. Yeah. But if we could CJ Stroud, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm very, very happy as well. Well, and have you guys heard like of any situations to what Lombardi was kind of worried about where a quarterback can't like process the words of a playbook? Like not so much the plays, like he gets that, but actually reiterating the like play calls that they're trying to do. If they're just calling in from the sideline, he's just saying like the number five play. Yeah, I mean there's that super popular clip of Chris Sims mm-hmm. in the huddle in training camp. With Gruden. Yeah, and Gruden yeah. spitting out all the plays, and, you know, he fucks it up like three times in a row, and Gruden eventually is just like, Jesus Christ, get him out of here. But if he wasn't so good at breaking down plays, he wouldn't have made that team. Exactly. Because of that. Mm-hmm. But also, why are these coaches having that long of a fucking play call? Yeah. Good question. It's a great question. Like, I get it, you've studied more than anybody. Cool. Can we eliminate 50% of those words? <laughs> we have a play clock and we have guys that need to be less thinky, more athlete takeovery. Right. Which you is know where your coach comes. That Mike from. Leach, that Mike Leach Foundation, like all that stuff is like simplified as few words as possible. I've asked when you ask those coaches, hey, why do why do some of these coaches have like one play as a paragraph long? I'm like, well, they want you to think that they're much smarter than you, so they make them very long, which isn't totally the case, but you could definitely find a way to condense it. I would imagine now, too, like with how kids are learning, how you teach things to people, you definitely need to condense that. So Kenny Pickett used to have to run to the sideline yes. mm-hmm. with Whipple, yeah. the mm-hmm. offense coordinator, and then run back and give the play. And now he was talking about CJ looking to the sideline, them signaling it in, him not having to say anything to anybody, mm-hmm. everybody on the field knowing what the play is at the same exact time from the signal. I think that's pretty common in college football yeah. these days. College. Especially Most with, everybody does it in college. Yeah, so there's probably transition for a lot of people to have to do it. He said, well, Leviston was calling full plays. I guess yeah. that is quite a well, – that's a lot of experience. Yeah. That is not an easy thing to be able to do, especially in the moment in front of people, being able to get it all right. And then also remember what, what the count is. And where the ball's supposed to go. I think uh, Will Levis' OC at Kentucky came from the Rams, if I am correct or not. But, like, all all, tons of colleges now use those cards with with pictures on them, and there's not a lot of play calling in in those, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated um, by, like, how can you find out who has the brain for the NFL and who doesn't? You know, some positions don't have to have a great one. There's some some doofuses that have made it into the NFL. Okay, we won't. As long as you play hard, yeah. yeah. There's some doofuses that play very, very hard. I won't, I won't say that that isn't the case. But most of the guys that have great success in the NFL, their football IQ is insanely high. Yeah. And the reason why it's insanely high is either because they've been in the game for so long or their ability to watch film, their ability to recall things that happen. Everybody talks about quarterback recalling of uh, this – Think about the defensive safeties. It's, uh, in this formation, we got yeah. this. Corners. I mean, we talked to Pac-Man. Pac-Man Jones, a lot of people would be like, oh, he runs 4 2 eight. He was six overall pick. He played every single position. How cerebral is he? He's like, well, I watched every, every single play. I pretty much had a good lean on everything. Like, the brain, the football IQ is the different – like the differentiator between almost everybody. And it's hard, I think, to figure out during this draft process. And I think that's a big X factor. What do you think it is? How do you think it is, like – 
figure outable, I'll say, for what somebody's football uh, IQ is. How, how do you figure that there's out? There's no like, there's no concrete way. There's no science behind it. But I mean, the only thing I could think of is talk to these guys and like compare it to different people that you have come across. Say you're talking to quarterbacks. Like, all right, how does this compare to other guys in the past? Maybe that have had success compared to not had success. But the biggest thing is. Like, I got to talk to their coaches. I need to talk to everybody around that person because they're all going to be on their best behavior. You're at the combine. They're doing me like you're meeting. Yeah, you can get a good feel on maybe how competitive he is or whatever. But you don't really get to know the dude until he actually is on your team. Yeah, but like you, for instance, um, Luke Fickle was his linebacker coach. Yep. Luke Fickle told us that he'd ask AJ, hey, what are you doing on this play? AJ go, yeah, I got this guy. He's doing this or whatever. And Luke, you got the one to get us to two. I don't know the numbers, but I know I got this guy. You know this guy. So Luke's like, okay, this guy is a rain man, like when it comes to football, which is probably why he won five overall to be. Should have been two. 100%. No, I just didn't. My brain didn't. I told you, I'm not very good with math. So Luke had this numbering system sometimes on how you would match, and my brain didn't compute. So I would just have to. I know. Yep. I just don't use the same terminology, really. Yeah, but your football IQ. Mm-hmm. You know, so was, like I think that's people undersell that whenever they think about NFL players. Everybody just thinks, oh, put pads on, run fast. It's like all those fucking people out there have a football IQ that is so high. Now, there might be two or three guys on that field that have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They're just insanely athletic and their work ethic is absurd. But if they last, if they have any kind of like sustainability, they. There's no, like we, I've said a million times, there's not many old, dumb guys in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Not the case. <sighs> Could you imagine being a GM right now trying to draft somebody? No. Not at all. There's a lot of fails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more fails that come out of first rounds than there is hits. And everybody that's drafting at the top of this has to hit a home run. And if they don't, they'll be judged about it forever and their mm-hmm. team will suck. That's a tough thing to have to do every year. Yeah, well, yeah. with the uh, like whole mental part of it, too, some part of it has to do with the system, right? Like Gabe Davis talked about at UCF, they would have a lot of option routes. So like when they were doing that entire thing against the Rams, where on the sideline, they were like, hey, if you see this on the field, like change it and just go, right? And then that's exactly what happened, and that's I, the situation. That makes or? me happy about Hen and Hooker. Yeah. Like that's a little piece of information about Hen and Hooker where you're like – Guy beat Bama. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. not easy to do. Game day went to Tennessee twice. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Hypo is the guy, but this team was had a great leader, obviously. Yeah. Then Peyton Manning did the mic'd up thing, path to the draft, mm-hmm. Omaha did with mm-hmm. him. Peyton loves Hendon, has worked with Hendon a lot. lot. Obviously, he's a Tennessee yeah. guy, but you got Peyton Manning just as a call and as an asset, I think, if you're drafting Hendon Hooker. Not that you're getting out with anybody else, but then you meet Hendon's family. Yeah. Hendon's family is fucking awesome. It's yep. like... The guy, every single play had option routes that he was already doing in college. He can move towards ACL, though. Yeah, accurate. Right. Only had two picks, right? Towards ACL. It's like 2023. What's modern science? How come he's not higher? And then if start- he didn't, yeah. If he didn't tear it, would we be talking about him with the top, as the top pick, like is a possibility? A, is, is it an age thing? Like, does 24, 25 scare people away? I mean, he could still play Shouldn't. 10 years. Not at quarterback. Yeah. At quarterback, that's a good thing. Other positions that may, and you want him for a second contract, maybe not. But I saw a 30 year old lady from Minnesota almost win the fucking Boston Marathon this morning. Mm-hmm. 30. Really? Emma Bates. Okay. 30. She almost, she's from, you say she's from Boston? Minnesota. Yeah. Boston Marathon. Oh, she was leading this whenever it, um, the men's like marathon. The biggest marathon. Isn't, isn't that a biggest deal to win the Boston Marathon? Streaming it live on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. Nice. Happy Patriots Day. Happy Patriots Day. Hell yeah. 30-year-old lady out of Minnesota almost won that thing. She was in the lead for a long time. Sprinting. Sprinting for over 26 miles, basically. Yep. Some lady ate <laughs> shit 
Yeah, big time. <laughs> like just like literally. Uh, yeah, they were in a group. So in bicycle, you know, they all line up uh, ass to face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bam, 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 face to ass. Bam, 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 bam. In running, it seems like they get in like a little group, Coddles. like a pod, and they run or whatever. This is just from what we watched this morning. Draft. You're drafting off each other, yeah. Yeah, I think they're trying to. Lady in the back, I think she wanted to go for it, and then somebody in front of those so kicked somebody's heel, mm-hmm. boom, oh. face, then got back up, caught back up to the group. But I just thought about how much energy that had to take from going yeah. down and then getting back Did they get up and go club them from behind when they caught up? There was no fight. The Could scooter driver with the camera person, though, did have to do a quick stop. Thought there was a <laughs> yeah. chance to run it over. Yep. Could you imagine? Oh. No. Oh, my it's God. It's had to happen. That's definitely had to happen, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Of course. It was great. Yeah. Break, break, uh, break down But Emma ended up where? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, so we know for sure that Batesy did not win. She was losing steam in, in the last leg. I uh, was peeking back to see a little bit. I saw that she did not win, but she was in the top, what, five? Top five. Least. She came in third, I believe, in the... Um, What's their time? The Chicago you know what the time one, marathon? maybe? Yeah, yeah, the Chicago Marathon. Second or third, yeah. We got a dog. Emma Bates is a dog. Third year. She, she took State. fifth here at the Boston one. Jeez. She was, she was in the group, in the group though. Yeah. She was in the crew there. Leading and have you guys me. ever run one? Run a marathon or even a half marathon? Yeah, yeah, of course not. <laughs> I'm saying anybody in the room, anybody there. Yeah, yeah, of broke. course not. What do you know? Phil, see if I'm yeah, Phil. Phil. Mm-hmm. He's, he ran one and three quarters mm-hmm. of one. Yeah, which it's a lot. Not easy. Well, I guess it would be what? So hard. Seven eighths. Yeah, it's almost there. He ran. Is that when he yeah. dumped himself and went to the hospital? Yeah. He didn't dump he dumped himself? Damn. I think he did lose bowel control. That Probably. Makes sense. His muscles. Was it rhabdo? Yeah, it was yeah. rhabdo, yeah. Oh. So did he poop himself? You know more about rhabdo than us? I don't know if dumping down your leg is part of that. I really don't. I Marathons, don't though, you see a lot of people dumping down their you leg. Do. Oh, yeah. Especially in that speed walking, a lot oh, of pooping yeah. of the pants. It's part of it. A lot of the Lululemon. I've been there. You know you're going to run it. You've been preparing for it. you got to figure out a way to not dump yourself. Well, they take, what is it, like a modium or whatever to like make sure, like, hey, I cannot have to take a shit for the next 10 hours. But they carb up the night before, so don't you? You would have to get that all out, right? Yeah, have to. Morning of? Hopefully. Maybe do like a colonoscopy prep type thing. Is that what took Phil out? He had to dump. Maybe. And his body just shut down. He looked so good. Did you see him this weekend? How good he looked? I saw the pictures. He looks awesome. Dude, he's properly jocked right now, too. Yeah, like, yo. So he's doing another triathlon deal? Yeah, this is the first triathlon I think that he's doing. Yeah. But he is, <laughs> he's in hilarious shape right now. Mm-hmm. He's in. He said he's not, I, thought, I was asking him about it. He said he's not started swimming yet, but the other two he's pretty confident in. Wow. Should start to swim. Yeah, that's probably the, the only thing he's one. not good at, I think. Can't get rhabdo in the water. That would stink. Yeah, and then you're dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're all can cramp up and sink. And they're all swimming over top of you too, like those dolphins. Whenever you get around them, when they're all horned up. Yep. Mm-hmm. People are just swimming right over top of you in those triathletes. They don't care. They don't care. They'll put. They'll go dick right on your back. Yeah. Yep. And then right on your neck, and then the back yep. of your head, mm-hmm. and then you right over you. All of a sudden, they're in front of you. Mm-hmm. Now yep. you're, and then their friend needs to catch up, and they're yep. coming sack <laughs> over yep. shoulder again. That's right. <laughs> he needs to find out a way to simulate chop. Yeah. Maybe he needs us in there. You know what I mean? Just jumping yeah. up and down and getting some waves going. And then climbing over top of yep. them. Yeah. Because it ready. is pool basketball, too. I think there's heads being pushed under the water. All oh, you yeah. got to do is get one of us different. in each corner of the pool with inner <laughs> tubes, and you jump up and down. You create a wave pool pretty quick. And then we can all run in a circle, too. So yeah. it's like yeah. a little whirlwind. Whirl, yeah. We'll help you, Phil, if you want. Mm-hmm. Got to grow that back. Open water flavor. swim's different. Think how different that open water swim is. You've been swimming laps in a pool the whole time, and then all of a sudden you're out like in some weird man-made lake swimming three and a half miles or whatever. Tim McAfee used to strap a harness on and then go into a above-ground pool and yep. just try to swim it down. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Then he would go do those triathlons, but he grew up swimming. 
Like he's been a swimmer his whole life. Phil isn't. Phil, I don't think Phil is a big pool guy. I, pool basketball, maybe had a pool in his backyard. Does he know how to swim? Yeah, he knows. I think he can float and do all that. I'm not sure he's ever done one of these though. Like, I think it's in at this moment. Is it in Boston? He said it was in Boston. It, I think it's yeah. in the Bay that he's. Oh boy, oh boy, Phil, you better get in the water right now, brother. <laughs> Why are you talking about all the tea that's been left behind? Yep, absolutely. Still sitting at the bottom of the Bay Harbor. Phil, but... go down there and pick up some of that tea, like it's one of those uh, oh, like the ring. rings that mm-hmm. they throw to the bottom of a pool. Yeah, you better be careful. It's a dangerous bay. Sit. And on the dock of the bay. Why are you saying it's dangerous? Because you just never know. I heard the mosh is very dangerous up there. The mosh oh, is dangerous. your bodies in a mosh. Yeah. Different section. Not worth it. Phil, watch out for the dead bodies, too. Mm-hmm. Not only you got to worry about the other hundred some that are swimming over top of you and putting their junk on your back. Right. You got to worry about the dead bodies coming up from the bottom, too, up there in Boston. What if you dump a body in the mosh, dump a body in the mosh, okay? In the bay. Not mm-hmm. where some fucking Tom, Dick, and Jane gets a blowjob every Tuesday, okay? <laughs> right, Phil. That's what you're swimming in. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's go to the front. Never known a Jay to get a... Dive a down. A, a Jane to get a boat? I don't, yeah. I don't think it was perfect. What are you saying? You got the point. No, Tom, Dick, and Jane. I thought he was making yeah. reference to Dick and Jane. Fun with Dick and Jane with Jim Carrey. That's a great movie, too. Yes. Is Jane the Tom, name? Or yeah. every Tom, Dick, Jane and Harry is... Fun yeah. with Dick and Jane, yeah. Yeah, Tom, Dick, and Harry. There it is. There it is. It's yeah. not... Or a guy who works at John Hancock goes every Thursday yeah. to get a blowjob. Thank you. That's what it is. Close, though. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And Jane. Your brain's right not perfect, okay? Sue me. Yeah. Don't well, actually. Don't actually. God, I forgot my computer. Quite a development Speaking in that old world. Of, yeah. Quite a development in that old world. Mm-hmm. We're going to change everything. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Let's go to Nick in Texas on the 5 Energy phone line. Nick, what's going on, pal? Nothing much. How are you guys doing? So, yeah. Hold on one second, uh, Nick. We apologize. Uh there are no tea containers in the Boston Bay, uh, from what I'm reading here. Oh, it seems that two empty chests survive, so the containers are there. Go down there and get it, Phil. You want to do a triathlon in Boston and you got to swim in the bay? At least pay a little homage mm-hmm. yep. to 1776. Be worth a lot of money if you pulled one of those things up. Yeah. CFO, here we go. Yeah. Go now, do it. Now, that would be a lot more swimming because you'd have to go down to the bottom and For search sure. around. Probably wouldn't be able to see too good. Yeah, current. Probably pretty extreme down Wear there. goggles. Wear goggles for sure. Wear, he's going to wear a scuba suit. I wonder, have to. Yeah. Probably should. Well, then he can poop and pee in there. Right. Yeah. When is it? Yep. Definitely poop in there so it stays That there. is nice, nice about the triathlon. You can poop and pee in the bay. The days of the Boston Harbor being used as polluter's paradise are long over. <laughs> polluter's paradise? Holy shit. Thanks to the last 50 years of the Clean Water Act, Boston Harbor is now one of the cleanest harbors in the United States, said U.S. Senator Edward Markey, who has a home on the harbor. Okay. Business, brother. What's that? Bismarcky. Hmm? Spelled different. You. <laughs> you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. You say he just a friend. Oh, baby, you. Rest in peace, Bismarcky, yeah. right? Rest in peace, mm-hmm. yep. Joining us now is uh, Nick in Texas on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Nick? Nothing much, Pat. How are you guys doing? Hey, not too shabby. First time, you felt a little rushed. Second time, you did it great. Nick, we're doing fantastic. Keep it moving, brother man. I just want to shout out to Nick Moraldo. Congratulations. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. From Texas, Nick. Thank you, fellow Nick. Um, I just want to just want to talk about Jalen Carter. I've always thought that the Texans needed to build a team before they actually drafted a quarterback. And I think Jalen Carter would be the perfect you know dog for the defense. What part of Texas are you from, Nick? Frankston. Nice. Oh, where's good, that at? Good part. 
That's the East, that's the East Texas. Oh, is that where the uh, Big Green was filmed? No, sir, that's the opposite. I get it one thing. All right, Nick. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Jalen Carter, too. I think the Big Green. What? Excuse me? Come on. Yeah. For okay. real. You're I get it. You win the Ohio championship. Is it a soccer movie? I have not heard of it. Okay. Oh, there it is. Okay. There it so is. You know what sport? Okay. Sorry, we understand so you're the champion movie. of Ohio. Mm-hmm. We get it. Okay. I, all right. Did you give I a know speech? About this movie. Did you give a speech and say, coming from Centerville, Ohio? <laughs> Why does this pop up now? What was your speech? What did you say? You're Ohio's finest. What did did I you don't prepare? Know. Just uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, told right? so you it know. was all coaches. It was like 800 high school coaches in for their whole. Coach's clinic weekend. Eight hundred. That's a big crowd. Did you did you shell up at all? Did you get a spray tan before then? <laughs> T-shirt. No, but I do want to. I'm gonna start getting spray tan. I really good. should. I can't believe Zito made this very quickly, and we Sweaty. appreciate the hell Pretty out hot in there. Should have been red for sure. You know, yeah. this is yeah. yeah I think about <laughs> it. Exactly. Lucy, <laughs> I was matching his eyes. No, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does look people. amazing. Yeah, it is as blue as the Ohio eyes. Ohio in a fucking blue state. Well, see? I'm talking about from Michigan. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Jeez, Louise. Come on, that's what I thought you were talking about. Anyways, AJ, what did you say? Did you say, hey, we got to keep the Ohio morals in these young men? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying in there, or what did you say? No, I didn't. Nothing specific like that. Just pumped them up and let them know how much of an impact high school coaches have on their players and what yeah. you can do and how I think about stuff my high school to- coaches taught me every single day. Like what? What's one thing that you remember from your high school coaches that you take with you day to day? Um, don't ever question anything. Just put your head down and do it. Well, that's not how you operate at all. No, I know. I know that's not that's how I operate so in high school though. I never once thought of asking a question in high school. I never would. You're talking about for the football team at football. Yeah, I mean, like it's not realistic. You want your guys to want to know the why and all this stuff, but yeah, there is sometimes it's good to just say, "All right, yeah, this sucks. I don't care. I'm doing it." Yeah, there's. Uh, I won't say the person's name obviously because I'm sure he wouldn't want to be associated with this particular train of thought. But he was a scout, and he certainly told me. Hey, on defense, we want guys that are smart, not too smart. Not too, don't want them asking a lot of questions. <laughs> like, what was that? Well, excuse me, what you Yeah, like some plays, like some guys' jobs are going to be not fun. Like, hey, don't need them being like, well, wouldn't it be more efficient to do this? It's like, <laughs> certainly, but we don't need, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need you to do that. I'm like, damn, all right. He's like, yeah, that's football. Though. Need a buy-in. Just need blind. Need blinders on. Just need you to kind of go in there and do that. I'm like, all right, okay, that's going to be tougher to find, I think, is uh, – Society continues to evolve, but I understand what you're saying. Just fucking blinders on. Let's go to work. Mm-hmm. And that isn't what you've taken into your adult life at all. And you told him that there's still stuff to this day that you take from your high school coach. What is something that you've taken from a high school coach that you still utilize to this day, AJ? I don't know. Little things that they told me that I remember. I don't know what I said in the moment. I didn't like have it. I didn't read it. I didn't pull out a sheet. Hold on. Here we go, guys. And cr- uncrinkle my paper. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. couple good speeches at the wedding. Speaking of. Mm-hmm. How many were there? Uh, three, four, what? The parents? The parents? No, four. Frankie Marado spoke. Uh, oh, right. Gave a toast. Night that was before. awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, friend, a uh, very cool person, gave speech rehearsal dinner. Yep. Katie gave a speech. Dan Hostos. Yep. Dan Hostos rehearsal Crushed dinner. Mm-hmm. Good speech. Paper though. Had paper. Yep. Had points. Went through it. Good speech. Mm-hmm. Brought some things up that made us all go, whoa. Just learned a lot about Carly. Oh. Just oh. don't know. Oh. But oh. great speech. I thought it was a great speech. Personally, we all did. Yes. Then Chelsea spoke. 
Then I spoke, right? That was mm-hmm. four. So yeah. it was four speeches yep. all together. Nick's too. Yeah, Nick little, did as well. Yeah, thank you. Just a quick, yeah. yeah Five just a quick speeches. Thank you, yeah. No, it was great. It was a good speech. Not easy to speak in that type of stuff. Mm-mm. But p- full paper night before, Frank Moraldo went straight from the heart. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Crushed it. Chelsea had notes on her phone. Okay. She crushed it, though. Mm-hmm. Had to look at him once, I think. Good speeches. Yeah, you had a it good speech as well. I just started rolling, yeah. I started working the room a little bit. Then I yeah, lost that was service. awesome. Move around. Sorry, I lost service on a microphone, AJ, so I had to get a little bit closer to center. Come That's back key. home. key. You got to work the space. Like, you need to really take the mic and get down the dance floor and walk the dance floor. Uh, it's too far away. Tough. They, they had a spotlight on us, AJ. I've never seen anything like this. It was awesome. The venue looked sweet. It was. The venue was absurd. Camera person puts up a... <laughs> Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Fucking spotlight, like a floodlight, like on the on the Nick and Carly. Yeah, better lighting than the nice. stage. Better lighting than anything I've been a, been a part of. Yeah, <laughs> straight on there. I'm like, holy fuck! Something has to be happening. And then it was kiss, and yeah. then Nick gave a speech. Light goes off. Everybody disappears. Mm-hmm. And we have a little food. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, bang! Floodlights back yeah. on. Okay, something's about to happen. What is it? Speeches. Got it. That was incredible work by that person. That light might have been the thing that cost the energy for the AC. Yeah, could have. Oh. Powering that light <laughs> might have pow- well, powered. Well, it may have been like worth it because that speech you gave was absolutely incredible, man. No, you rocked no. it. You did too, bud. Oh, yeah. It's not easy for you to speak uh, in front of all your people there, especially with Carly's family and friends. There's a lot of fucking people at this thing. A lot of yeah. Italian people. So many. Hey. Did they accept you? Yes. I reference the Italians a few times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple pops like, ah, this guy's got jokes. Oh. Zito was eating gabagool out of some guy's pocket at one point. Yeah, a bag, plastic bag. He came up to me and you gave mean? me some gabagool. Yeah. F- it was Nick- so good. It was so warm, though. Nick Morado's dad, yeah, oh. he was in nature's microwave, Jeez. as Mark Caboli would yeah. call it. This guy's still pocket. Still in his pocket? Dude, brought it back. Double M brings gabagool with him? It, it was not Mark Madden. I don't think he's Italian, but he was there. Oh. Frank Morado had one of the most Italian-looking motherfuckers. I mean, we're talking one of these squarest, strongest mm-hmm. heads into great tan. Frank goes, hey, guys, got some meat or whatever. I'm like, what? What's going on? This guy pulls out a fucking sandwich bag out of his pocket and has some fucking gabagool, and he just hands it to me. I'm like, you know, I got this Italian horn That's on. Awesome. That's said, awesome. It was the middle of the wedding. Middle of the wedding. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. It was that was good stuff. We couldn't get it to everybody. You know, we got that was real. I, like, I don't know what I was eating. I don't know what that animal was that I had there. That was it? funny, though. He opened the bag, just try one, and I go, <laughs> I didn't even ask what it was. I, I just ate it. Yeah, it was like was... jerky? No. no. Oh, it was gabagool. Oh, gabagool. Italian jerky. <laughs> Capicola, pal. Hey, Pittsburgh has become awesome. It was yeah. so nice. The strip district area has become Pump very sweet. Nice. Very, very nice, AJ. Very nice. What was it before? I don't want to say shithole, but kind of. Yeah, old, like big dumb. old warehouses, basically. That, and then it was like mom and pop stores that sold uh, tomatoes and yeah, and, like, and t-shirts with like gravy. like five dollars like Steelers t-shirts and stuff. But now they've built it up with like a bunch of restaurants and bars and stuff like that. Yeah, it's become very nice. Yeah, yeah. The wife and I walked around. It was sweet. It was awesome. A lot of the older neighborhoods have been rejuvenated. Felt like nineteen, like ninety. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. With less cigs, but still. I saw some I saw some cigs. I saw some cigs as well. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh's a cig town. I expected more. Saw some masks too. Yeah, that was interesting. That's because actually saw a lot of. That's because of stupid Ohio. What can't keep their fucking trains on the tracks? Okay. Yeah, that's what the masks were for. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. Thanks a lot, Ohio. 
there's also that massive, you know, semi pileup that got Mitt stuck in traffic for two and a half hours at, right near Columbus. There was a time yesterday yeah. where Mitt was on a highway outside of his car. Yeah. Just yep. yesterday. Yeah, think about yep. that. That's never good. Fuck, scale. Hey, it's traffic two hours. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> God, we get back to you, bro. What did Nick say? I was just through there 40 minutes ago. There's yeah. no traffic. Yeah. Not anymore, thanks. <laughs> Mitt. Thanks a lot. And then Bruce drove around it. Bruce drove over top of him. <laughs> yeah. Bruce got the heads up that there was a thing, so Bruce drove over top of him, waved at him, mm-hmm. and then just oh, continued no. moving as Mitt's sitting on a highway having a picnic. Fuck! Oh, no, you're welcome, but, bro. <laughs> Let's go to Donnie in Washington on the 5 Energy phone line. What's going on, Donnie? Hey, guys. A big uh, Seahawks fan here. Uh, do you guys think we should draft a quarterback this year, or should we let Gino and Drew Locke build up? and just build on our defensive line. What do you think, Donnie? Well, I think we have a realistic chance of being a, a playoff team, so I don't think you just ruin the culture in the offseason by drafting the QB. Okay, now Gino and Aaron might handle the situation differently. Uh, same with the other quarterbacks on whether or not you draft a guy and kind of groom him to be your guy and take the whole spot. Now, Aaron was nothing but kind to Jordan Love, is what we've been told. But they just made it to an NFC Championship game, and then boom, they draft a quarterback in the first round. Seattle's a bit different. They have not been to the championship game. They don't have a team that could necessarily win a Super Bowl right now, like everybody thought with Green Bay. So maybe you do just make your team a little bit better or look for the future. Who knows who's going to be available at their pick? But allegedly, he connected with Anthony Richardson. Yes. Very, very closely. Allegedly. This came out from Anthony Richard doing interviews. in Pete Carroll, you mean? Yes. Yep. Mutual connection. So, and what pick are they again? Five. Yeah. Yep. Do they have a second one? Yep. Because that's the Broncos pick, correct? Correct. They could. Sure they, were, they had to be open with Gino, though, when they signed. It's ultimately, yeah, right Gino there. has basically a one-year deal. He has to know. Like, I don't think it would ruin the culture there if they fell in love with somebody in five to take. Yeah, his numbers are easy to read, too. A yeah. 20, I think, and uh, five. 20 and five. five. Could get to three. Yeah. It, it's perfect for Richardson just because if he does need a year to develop, like AJ just said, it's only a one-year deal, really, for Gino. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the five. What we're saying is we don't fucking know. Nope. <laughs> no idea. We apologize. I, I'm they a, probably don't either. They don't either until it comes. All of a sudden, they're on the clock. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah, like Jalen Carter. I, yeah, I'm a big take the best player available guy. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, if you have a glaring omission on your team, it's like have to get the team better. I get to think about the future, and this will be our future, and shout out to the people that can do that. They're playing chess. I've always been a checkers player. Who's the fucking best player? Boom. Are we stacked at that position? No. Sweet. Here we go. Our team just got better. I'll see it pick 20, but people operate differently. Well, and then they're one of, like, I feel like they're one of the teams that got the Super Bowl through the draft. They hit on all their picks. And then last year, they had both tackles, the running back, and both corners uh, from last year's yeah. draft become starters and become good starters. So I feel like they're hot in the draft, so they're going to want to do the best player available route. This is kind of like the Jets, who are very good at the draft. Yeah, That's why you can see the potential conversation with the Packers being, nah, can't do that, because what the Jets have been able to do with some of these picks over the last two years. Now, they also drafted Zach Wilson, which is not true. True, paying that, you know? Not yet. The other guys in that draft, though. And that. Yeah. He was doing a Spider-Man gif. Yep. There's been some pain. Remember that, AJ? Yeah. He's throwing up gang signs. What's okay. going on? <laughs> what are you guys doing? That was, that was, it almost looked staged. Like how. Really did. What are we? 
What would you have done? Huh? What would you have done? Yeah, big smile, <laughs> thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Double thumbs up. Just double thumbs up always is good. That's a great like Phil. I used to do the Phil big th- I used to be a big thumbs up guy. Now I'm a yeah. point guy. Like, hey, this person's the best. Mm-hmm. Got caught in a lot of photos, though, with people on both sides of me this past weekend. So I had to do a uh, double. Who do I like better? Uh. <laughs> also, which one's in a better position? Yep. You know? It's good to see everybody, AJ. Those weddings are like big time reunions. How many people? 250. Nice, damn. It was it's good awesome. size. It was big. A lot of people. Looks from- like a good party, right? That's the best. Like when you have a reception where everyone kind of knows each other. If they don't, they feel like they do and you can have a good time. Everybody was boozed up. Everybody was there to have a good time. Yep. One person walked right up to the group I was talking to and said, anybody got any Quaaludes? It's 2023. <laughs> I don't know how, um, how often he has asked that question to groups. So he asked question. Nobody responded. Conversation continued. When breaking conversation arose, I said, excuse me. How often do you ask that question, and how often do you get a, yeah, we do have quaaludes mm-hmm. in the modern era? You know what I mean? In the modern era. He said, I just wanted to see. I didn't know. I was just testing the water. <laughs> and then he walked away. It was awesome. <laughs> so everybody, to say everybody who had the same mindset, I think, would be an understatement. Yeah. People are having a blast out there. Pac-Man Jones is doing his thing. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man <laughs> Jones is doing his thing out there, AJ. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, I saw him at one point taking a photo with a group of 20 people that I didn't know a single one of them. No idea. And Pac-Man was in the middle of it. They all had cigars. He was doing mm-hmm. the same. They had a baby pack. Pac-Man. Mark Madden was taking selfies with everybody. Mm-hmm. It was a real time. Boy. It was oh, a real yeah. time out there. There was some shit popping off. Congrats, boys. Hell of a wedding. Got to see Rupper in person. He's massive. Huge. Rupper is so big. Did you know this? No, I do not. How big is he? 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. Fucking lumbering, though. Not just like yeah, a... No idea. Thick 6'5". Not five. a wiry. Yeah, not no. a wiry 6'5". Fucking big. In Ohio, 6'5". Yeah, he's got a neck, too, Jeez. with that fucking big dome. Oh, yeah. I just kept like, you boozing? You boo? Why does he keep asking me if I'm boozing, he said. Because I was pretty <laughs> drunk at the time. So anytime I'd see somebody from afar and wasn't close enough to have a conversation, I'd just go, we boozing or... And then he came, why do you keep asking me if I'm boozing? Yes, I'm boozing. I'm having, uh, I've been drinking all day. I'm like, okay. it's not like a shot, bro. I'm just, just uh, asking. Just uh, we booze. Checking in. I did ask him like three times, though, and he was like, what the, f- why what? do you keep, I've been drunk. Yes. Just making sure. All right, bro. I'm, trying to keep, set the record straight. Yeah. I'm just letting you know, I am pretty fucked up right now. Mm-hmm. I was wandering around at one point pretty drunk, and I was like, all right, I'm going to have to find my groove a little I bit. I know. After yeah. a little bit, I felt like every time I saw you, you were like by yourself, and it was like the sea was parting around. You were just marching around, just trying to find Trying something. to find space, yeah. I, I was. Uh, I, I did a lot of head down. I need to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody stopped me for a conversation right now. Where are you headed? Oh, uh, I'll go to the bathroom. Uh I'm going to a cookie table. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll see you over there. Well, I'm going to the bathroom instead, which was another like 200 <laughs> yard away. Yep. So I was doing a lot of missions, you know, on myself, sure. trying to find a little bit of a little bit of sobriety in there. Well, I think Sunday morning was I talked to everybody, but in the same way, I talked to nobody. Yeah, I felt like that as well. Good breakdown. That's what I was trying to do as well. It was good to catch up with everybody. There was a couple conversations I got out of quickly that I felt like, hey, good on you. Mm-hmm. I did one of those. To do it. There was a couple other ones that were good convos that I liked, and then. I realized a few times I was way too drunk to be talking to a couple of the people that I was talking to. So mm. had to get out of there, had to avoid it. But great weekend. Fucking great weekend. Hell yeah. Spent a month in Pittsburgh one weekend, and that was kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. Last phone call here, Travis in Pennsylvania on the 5 Energy phone line, one 332 Last call of the day here. What do you want to talk about, pal? How are we doing, boys? Keep moving. Okay, you got it. Hey, I just want to talk about the D.C. Defenders. I feel like they're not being talked about enough. They're a powerhouse in the XFL right right now. 
They're not no. the fucking Battlehawks, no. pal. No. Hey, they're not. Yesterday. The they're Brom- not Brom- the defenders. Beat the Battlehawks? Yeah, in OT, I believe. Was that Danuch? Is Danuch the defenders? I think the, I Danuch, think Danuch, Danuch is on the. Sea uh, Dragons. Uh, who's on your team? Jordan Tamu. Oh. It's a revenge game against St. Louis. Bingo. Oh, homecoming. Panthers, gotta, Panthers have to regret letting rid of uh, Tamu. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're bombed. So how are the D.C. defenders? I remember the first go-around, you guys were known for the beer snake in the stands. It was almost like the stadium and the fans better than the football team. Now the team is matching the fans? It was a sellout yesterday. Let's go. I saw Dwayne say that. Team doesn't stink? Undefeated. No. No stinking anymore. Beer snake. Beer snake. Keep going. All right, I love that. I think, Travis, XFL is happening. Hell yeah. So is the USFL. Yeah. And there's another spring football league where the founder of it called me every day for four weeks and left me a voicemail. Nice. That's, that's right. And I had to block his number because my voicemail went up to 100% without me ever answering. Yep. And he just kept it going. Another spring league is coming, mm-hmm. from what I've been told. Yep. Here we go. Yeah, so spring football is largely in charge right now. Was that Sanchez's voice I heard on the USFL game with the yep. uh, first down marker? That's the, I mean, the first down thing was cool. They have a... Yeah. Are you talking about the, re- chip. the chip? Yeah. Yeah, they did a tennis-like yeah. elementary version where they took, like, clip art yeah. and utilized the sensor to say yep. where the football was. Okay. First down. I thought it was clearly short of the first down marker. They called it a first down. Then they ran this video clip indicating that they utilized the chip in the ball to confirm it. And it was like a third of the football was across the first down marker. So that was legit. Let's move on. Yeah. Wow. Nobody's asking any questions. Mm-hmm. My issue with that is um, they could just have four of those videos uploaded. True. And just back up everything Good. that their refs say, which is kind of what McEnroe said yep. about the tennis. Thing. Yep. Right. That kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. McEnroe fucking ruined it. He knew. That's, yeah, but he's a pillar of sunshine, so... He ruined it. Yeah, that's his M.O. Because we said, well, if we got a chip and a ball, we could just have that thing tell us everything, and we run the replay just like tennis, and it'll be perfect. What are your thoughts on tennis's replay system? He goes, that's not real. That's what he said. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Didn't, didn't he, AJ? Yeah, so he doesn't trust the technology. Is that right? He thinks it's just a video that people are playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just screw the other person. In or out, just deciding. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but there's got to be someone overseeing this, right? Maybe. Usada, I think. It's hard. Bold, once, bold statement. Bro, once I heard it from him, I'm like, of course, everything's fucking ruined. Yeah. It adds good drama to tennis, though, because they go to it, and then all of a sudden, oh, oh. the whole crowd watches it. Yeah. yeah, and the ball like goes like on the actual path that it could have went. Who knows if it's actually how it went. <laughs> right. yeah. And then they show it, you know. So as soon as McEnroe said that, I literally was like, you ruined, you just ruined it for me because that's all I'm going to think. What about golf when they get behind him and they show the, the path of their ball? Yeah, and Trace, it's late that, sometimes. That fake? Well, that's another thing. I think that's remember, no, that's, yeah. That's Nick, Conica Minolta, so, you know. It's pretty swing accurate. Vision cam. Nick right. tried it with the uh, Tahoe. I don't well, know Well, that's how. different. Was it? Yeah, there's an app on your yeah. phone that'll do it, right? Yeah. Sarah Ellison has tweeted back to us about the report about Lamar Jackson. Pat McAfee show rap sheet. Neither Lamar nor the report of 200 million total guaranteed is wrong. Pat McAfee show. It's just talking past each other. The problem is using the vague term guaranteed. It shouldn't be vague, but it is an NFL contract language. There's all types of guaranteed money in contracts. Mm. That's zero stipulate stipulations attached. For months, people have been comparing Lamar's fully guaranteed money to other QBs' total guarantees. It's been completely unfair to the Ravens. If you want to compare what's truly guaranteed at signing between QB deals, it's this. Watson, 230. Lamar, 133. Russell, 124. Jalen, 110. Kyler, 103. Okay, so 
I respect that and what you're saying. The number 200 was the thing that. Yes. That was the the big one that SG Ellison. Did they say practical guarantees? Like, what's the a practical guarantee means? It should be there because it's It's, probably like due after the first year or something. It's virtually, yeah. I mean, if injury happens, though, there's a chance. Mm -hmm. It's like a franchise tag slash an injury one is a different number. Then the virtually guaranteed is a different one. We don't want to say we were a part of it because that would be us being very self-absorbed. I would like to say that this particular program has changed how contracts are reported, documented, proven. Rap literally just said it last hour. But since we've started talking about all these contracts, how they're reported, mostly because friends of mine have been fucked by what allegedly they were getting, then what fans thought they were getting, what their family thought they were getting, what the community thought they were getting, versus what they actually got because of how contracts were reported back in the day. Since we've started covering it, once again, not saying it's just us. There's obviously others that have done it, but we have been credited by some of the people that report contracts for being the people that have led them reported differently. They've added different verbiage mm-hmm. into things. Virtually guaranteed, practically guaranteed, almost guaranteed, could be guaranteed. Cure COVID, definitely guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's like a very, it's all, uh, you know what I mean, AJ? It is all kind of a fuckery game, but I don't think I knew that $200 million was guaranteed to Lamar. That's 100% on me, I think. Well, don't we need to hear from Lamar if this was truly exactly. the case? We put out the invite. Exactly. We told him you got mail. Mm-hmm. And his injury guarantee, I thought, was like 179 or 189 million. <sighs> a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. If the Ravens offered him 200, that is a much different story. It feels story. like if, if everything were being told, if everything were being told, uh, if they did go and just say, hey, here's Jalen's contract, he would say no to that. Yeah. If what we are understanding as of today. Correct. Because mm-hmm. 200 was from September <clears throat> of last season. Allegedly. Yes. But 133 was what was reported. Reported. Right. Yep. If it's three years, 140, what do you think, AJ? I love that for Lamar. I'm gonna give, give me back out in the market when the salary cap goes up even more. Us too. If he said no to that, I think I am way more in on the Ravens than I am on the market. Whoa, shit. Absolutely. $140 million and then you're back in a free agent at 28? Come on. Come on. Come to the Colts. That's too. why he needs to say something. Yes. Say something. Just say something. I love Lamar. Just tweet something. Say it. See something, say something. Yeah. yeah. You've seen a lot of stuff. Say, say something. something. Say something. Send us a picture of the of what they offered. Yeah. Yeah. Send, just Do tweet that. it. Yeah. Boom. You don't have to send us. Just tweet it. Yeah. Or post that video on Lamar Jackson Entertainment I-775. Yeah. We just want you to have money, Lamar. <laughs> Good luck, Lamar. Good luck, Lamar. We did buy the entire gym. T-E-G. Right. Mm-hmm. What is doing our part. Don't be fucking stupid. Come on. Tom. His entire gym? Yeah, it's in a the, little briefcase. Did you see this thing? That's his entire gym. Yeah, you, I didn't know you bought it. Yeah. Think about getting a fucking workout in right here. Might as well. While the show's happening, AJ. When you go on one of those super long monologues about all the stuff you do, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just going to start getting it all in. I'm just going to... I need to get one, too, then. Oh, it's only pre-order. We pre-order. You can only pre-order. Oh, okay. pre-order. We pre-order, though. I think it's MTO, though. Just like sheets with those hot dogs you'd order. Oh, so does he need to do his contract to get the investment money to then build it all? That would be interesting if he's doing an investment round of his new NFL contract. Hey, we've got to wait on the seating. Uh, <laughs> coming around here nonetheless we are lamar jackson fans as is everybody else we just want to see him get paid Mm -hmm. if 200 million dollars was guaranteed jesus christ 
We've been going to bat for the wrong things. Yeah. Yep, big time. <laughs> and the Ravens probably been watching us going, this fucking asshole. They don't even know. He's not even jocked wearing that fucking tank top. <laughs> okay, this guy doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Now, we do know the beginning of that particular scene <laughs> was done because men stand over mirrors. Mm-hmm. Did you do that before the wedding? Just get a little clear out? No, every, every Sunday. I don't want to change my tradition. Last night, though. Every Sunday night you do it? Yeah. What time, just who, so we can know? Who helps you? Myself. That's why I have the mirror. Yeah, no, but what time? So I can tweet, like, Tone's shaving his asshole. Somebody tweeted me yesterday and said, we know that at this exact moment, Tone Diggs is squatting over top of a mirror right now. Mm-hmm. And I, like, th- I read it, and I was like, this guy might be fucking right. He knows, he knows Tone better than us. Normally it's like a Sunday morning routine, but I was on the road yesterday, so uh, I switched it to nighttime. How was the night shave? Was the grass a little greener? I like the because I normally use natural lighting, and I had to use the artificial light, which uh, was crazy. Well, we know you like LED lighting. Is that what you use? Oh. These stadiums are looking great these days. That was a big thing you kind of took up with the internet, saying there's some well, the poorly Buffalo lit Bills stadiums. Have very poorly lit, and they were on primetime all the time, and it pissed me off. At this stage, 2023, let's have good lighting. Let's have good lighting. Now, granted, we t- it took us nine months to get good lighting. Yeah. True. It's a lot easier to say. I yeah, think. but they're hiring fucking, well. We're hiring people, yeah. allegedly, too. Mm-hmm. You should remember day one, they had one, two lights up there. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what? the difference right there. Lights just went off, Boom. and they're back. Whoa. Day one, there was one light up facing this way, one light facing that way. And I said, It is a bit surprising with that whole rig that you have built up there. There's only one light each way. That's what I said. I said, Is that good? And the light person said, Yeah, it'd be perfectly fine. Remember, he's a professional. (laughs) Okay. All right. I've been on, I feel like I've been on a couple sets. I've never seen one light be able to do the trick, but I, here, I guess you figured it out. Thank you so much. He did not. He did. No, he didn't. It was terrible. It was horrendous, actually. A lot of the people who did stuff were. But then there's a lot of good people, too. Amen. And we appreciate that. Thank you. All right, we did a giveaway earlier. It's fucking good Monday. Nick's married. We got a big-time Tuesday going tomorrow. Huge. What what lies will we set on the internet before tomorrow's show? (laughs) Hopefully a lot. Good question. We do have sources at a couple different places that have said a couple different things. Yeah, we do. How about this? Tomorrow, there's a little Odell Beckham news. Ooh, okay. Tomorrow, we got a little Houston Texans news. Okay. Ooh, that's big. Tomorrow, we got some great guests that are going to talk about good stuff. And tomorrow, we'll have yet another day getting a chance to chat with the Ohio champion. Hell yeah. A.J. Hawk. A.J., is there anything you'd like to say to the rest of the country, the rest of the world, <laughs> as the champion of Ohio about the state of the state of Ohio? No, but thank you for trying to get this bit going again. I appreciate you. What? Why don't you share it's not a bit, bro. You just won oh, the you fucking say? championship on Saturday. Share some ways, though. You want to give an inspirational talk here before Talking we pop? You're the champion of Ohio. Ohio's finest. Okay, didn't know if you wanted the opportunity to potentially address <laughs> the world as the face of Ohio currently. 8,000 coaches you spoke in front of, you said. Damn. I'm okay. I actually, as soon as I got up there, I dropped that. It fell off the podium and fell on the ground. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that real? I picked it right back up. 100% real. And then, of course, someone yells, like, I said, oh, I set myself up for the old dude. Good thing you played defense, joke. Well, I'm surprised somebody <laughs> didn't say, that's a busted fucking fingers. Yeah, but the, uh, <laughs> the whole thought of that thing not busting mm-hmm. is so Ohio. So Ohio. Yeah. And I assume you said that. I did say something about the, the strength of the, the actual award, yeah. yeah. Look how Ohio this trophy is. Like mm-hmm. the strength of Ohio. My broken, disgusting fingers fucking bopped this thing right off of it. As soon as you guys <laughs> gave me the award to represent this state, I said, fuck this thing. Mm-hmm. Look at how good it is. This thing's tough. Just like the people of the great state of Ohio. Hell yeah. yeah. Just like, is that what you started with? Well, I mean, I definitely got some comments afterwards of, of like my finger, my little fingies and how messed up they might be because you realize these high school coaches, 
like a lot of high school coaches are be like 25, 35 years old. They're all young. Like they're a lot of them are very young. So some of them are dialed into this program. So they had some some ideas about my fingers and hands. Okay, well, those people that were there, please let us know what the state of Ohio champion said. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this guy refuses to tell us fucking anything. Someone filmed it, right? Unbelievable. Had to have. I doubt it. You guys got cameras in Ohio? Nope. Didn't think so. All right. AJ. Just still shots. I'm not going to ask you every day, but certainly in the next few. Would you like to say anything to the globe as Ohio's chomp? You're basically the president of Ohio. Come on. Anything to say to the people about the state of Ohio? Uh, No. Today, I do not. Maybe I I might later. And maybe when you started talking about like inspirational things, got me thinking of VCon and all the speakers Gary has coming to VCon. Have one of those guys on if you need something good like that. Are you going to get invited now that you're the champion of Ohio? I mean, I'd like to go just as a spectator. I don't need to talk. You're a champion of Ohio. I think you get fucking first class tickets. Yeah, you can yeah. do anything you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> call Gare. Gare already knows. Yeah. What you when call. is it? When is VCon for real? I know Ty's going. May 16th, I think. I think yeah. it's May 16th. Yep. He just started an NBA division. May 12th. Agency or something. May 12th. What is it? I thought it was, I thought it was like May 6th, 7th, 8th. Let me look. No, I think <laughs> it's. First weekend of May. <laughs> ah, certainly in May. May 18th and 20th. Okay. Got time to get there. Damn, I can't go now. You'll be, what, a month and a half into your stint as president of Ohio? Is that, do I get a year term? Is that what it is? Four. Four. What do you mean? I don't know oh, you, really? how much okay. you know about the political process. Do they name the Ohio's finest every single year? Yeah, I think they've been doing it since 2012, they said. Did Bobby Carpenter cry when he didn't get it and you did? Has Bobby I'm, Carpenter I would, won it? Yeah. I would assume Bobby has won it before, yeah. Hell yeah, Bob. We would have saw it, though, because he has all his trophies behind him. You're right. Maybe it's behind you. We just didn't know what to look for. Why don't you have it behind you? I got all these books and stuff. It's not true. Can't be lying now that you're the face of Ohio. Yeah. You should melt it down to a cigar holder. Oh, an an ashtray. ashtray. Yeah. Oh, you should put an ashtray on the front of that thing. Boom. That'd be the most Ohio thing. Yeah, people will probably change the trophy to have that. Holy <laughs> shit. With some cigarette butts. I gotta yeah, put it's got to be cigs. Yeah. Yeah. Cigs and cigars. Right. We both, okay. Yeah, we don't discriminate on tobacco. So you don't want to say anything to the people after winning the Ohio nah. championship? Nah. I appreciate those coaches and everybody that was in attendance and Ryan Day and the other coaches that were there. It was great to see him. I saw James, my buddy. James is coaching at Ohio State now. Good to see him in action. Coach Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. Yep. See hard nose? He blowing a whistle? Oh, yeah. James was showing me. They had practiced at the, the stadium that day, so James was showing me footage of him. He had he strapped on a big chest pad and arm pads, and he was he was mulling the linebackers and holding them and trying to get them to chop them off and you know get off the block. Like Vrabel, that's the move, huh? That's the Ohio yeah. finest move. Yeah. Oh yeah. James isn't messing around. He's on a. I think James is going to be on that like Heartline trajectory of just superstar. Okay. Well, good luck to James. Good luck to Heartline. Good luck to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Good luck to all of college. Yeah. Because West Virginia ain't fucking around. We just paid a guy eight hundred grand to come play basketball. Saw yeah. that top five oh. recruit. Need to start doing that for football too. Well, yeah. I don't know if we got enough money in the tank to pay for every position we need in football, but I do know <laughs> that there is the thought around West Virginia, like, hey, we can pay for four or five guys in basketball. Let's go win, and all of a sudden we can really get back on the map of sports. That'd be great news. We got transfer out of Syracuse. Yeah, goes to West Virginia. Guy's a dog. Allegedly, really good. I'm pumped. He was like the number three guy in the portal. Ooh, we're back. 
How'd they, oh, they paid him 800K? Allegedly, that's what's being reported. Probably. <laughs> well, you drive through. They just got paid to play. That's what Ohio State's been doing, all right? Mm -hmm. You drive through Columbus on your way to Pittsburgh, and you know how they pay for everything. Fucking Uncle Wexy's name is on fucking every hospital and every building in that fucking time. You're right. And I don't know what who's doing the money for West Virginia. I think it's a guy that owns the Diamondbacks. Oh. But Gary happy West? week. Arizona? He doesn't own the Diamondbacks, mm -hmm. I don't think. I don't think he's associated with them. <laughs> I don't think. I thought he owned. Who's the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks? I have no idea. He's a West Virginia guy. Yeah, pretty good team this year. I'm pretty sure. Because we played in the Fiesta Bowl and it was a big conversation. Ah. Like, oh, old Bud's going to be here. We'll see the Diamondbacks. No, we did not, but we heard he was going to be at the game. I was like, oh, great. Is he going to give us any money? No. Can't that time. Now he is. Yeah. Ken Kendrick. Ken Kendrick, yeah. He's a West Virginia guy. Yeah, born in Princeton, West Virginia. Alma mater, West Virginia University. Nice. He's the guy. Oh, you know he's the guy when his actual name's Earl Gentry, but he goes by Ken. Got great hair, too. Look at that fucking armor. Ken Kendrick ain't fucking around, dude. He's 79 years old, and he said, I want a winner back at West Virginia before got, my he's time. He's got some Frank from Succession in him. Does he have a cookie named after him? Did you watch Succession last night? I have not. I, I hear it's a good one, though. I mean, they're governor. all So I will. I'll I'm like going to see it. <sighs> it's a great see setup. It? Oh, you didn't like it? Really? Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, you do. You can tell. What's wrong? You can just say it. It's fine. It's hard for me to give give a fuck about the people that don't found the company, you know, oh. just because of our relationships with people that have been either handed the baton or been middle management for companies. Normally massive doofuses who have just yeah. happened to find themselves right place, right time, not trying to advance the company, just trying not to get fired. These people suck at their jobs. But oh. because founder gets fired or dies, gets fired, gets run out, these people all of a sudden are no longer middle management. Now they're in positions of power. So, like, I've, I struggle with those humans a lot. Oh, so you don't like the characters now that the big guy isn't around. Yeah, I'm bummed the big guy's not around. Just because he is scumbag terror. Are they going to have some flashbacks? They should do some flashbacks so he can still be involved. They won't. I don't think we're getting any flashbacks. Nope. Mm. But the story for everything else is good. It is. Yeah, great okay. story. I just think Logan, one of the greatest characters on TV, personally, just because yeah. it's allegedly after a couple different people, two different people who actually did stuff and were very mm. successful and also massive fucking assholes, I think a lot of people would say, but got to the top. So it's like, I think that's an interesting story. You know what I mean? For me personally, the people that are just kind of, mm. it's not as interesting for me, but I can see how there could be scandal mm -hmm. yeah. all over the next few weeks. Yeah, so next week should expedite things quite a bit. Did you just want it to that, what happened in episode three to happen later? Yes. Okay. So you Way knew too it was early. happening. Fair. You knew it was happening. Knew it was happening. Okay. Okay. Week three, though, mm -hmm. of a 10 week thing, it's like we got a long time without the actual motherfucker that did everything in my personal eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't mm -hmm. watched yet, but I assume Logan's got a trick up his sleeve. He had an in case I well, died. It's safe to say. Shut up, Mark. Kind of. Well, I haven't seen this episode, so. We didn't spoil anything. No, you didn't. From this episode. No, right. If you're two weeks behind, yeah. sorry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. It is tough, especially because he was oh. one of the funniest characters in the whole thing. But it is still like I'm invested in the other characters as well. I don't see how you're going to be able to come back from this. I really don't. Well, especially if the character that I like the most is kind of just getting shooed off for a minute and a half on the whole episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't have that. Mm -hmm. Billy Gardell got shooed off for 
I don't think Billy Gardell is in succession. He was the last season, remember? But if he was in this particular one, I would be a little bit more invested if he potentially was going to get. There's a couple people that didn't just get it handed to him who were there. Mm -hmm. If they would have been able to work their way up a little quicker, I think I would have enjoyed it. Last night seems to tell me that they will not be, which is a little bit of a buzz. Yeah, the guy that you are going to have to buy all into is Matson. You're just going to have to go full all in on Gojo. All right, I'm in on Matson. But once again, he was on like three minutes last night. Yeah, so he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. There was even. a full episode of just people that have had everything handed to him. Pretty yeah, much. yesterday mm-hmm. was like a setup episode because there was only one. Well, then you need to release two episodes. On those days, we need two episodes out. You can't just have me sitting for 14 days between fucking good shit happening. That, that's just rude <laughs> in 2023. Well, they made, they're making weird decisions over there. They just. Made HBO Max just Max. I mean, HBO carries a lot of weight in that fucking. They charge the it's upcharge too for Hulu. Yeah. I'm getting another yeah. five bucks upcharge for premium for HBO Max. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you killed a guy that I was paying for. So true. I hope you find a way to bring him back. Matson, Matson will help you. Oh yeah. So yeah. that was what? Yeah, it was last season. Yeah. He, oh, he, he's the yeah. he's the fifth sibling. Yeah. We're a little early to be doing this, and people might not have watched episode. <laughs> But uh, if this was the cast, I'd be fucking all in right now. <laughs> it's not. And Billy Gardell has lost 70 pounds since this photo yeah, yeah. has yes. been taken. Feels like the guy on the couch. Probably going to have a lot of play, but still early in the season. That's right. Still early in the season. Too early. Did Khan get elected president on last night's episode? Or? Nope, but he's talking about taking a run at it, and he did acquire something. Yeah. He did. And Pretty he's, quickly. He's got, uh, I think he said, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and uh, North Dakota coming up. Yeah, a little honeymoon planned. Mm-hmm. Battleground states. Let's get out of here. I'm fucking bummed that they killed that guy that early. Yeah, I, I do feel bad for you because the show, in your mind, just seems to be over. Is there anything weird about his death? Like, no. was it natural? Do we know? There was no real no. follow-up oh, I, on that. Tom, I think there could be something on that. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom and Greg actually yeah. do discuss some of the more finer details. It is nice. <laughs> Which, once again, more of those two. Uh-huh. They yeah. better next episode make up for the lack of time that those two had yeah. in this past episode. I also fear that that their time might be dwindling. Really? Can't ha- could you imagine they do that? Hey, what are the best characters on this show? Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Who's the worst? Give them all the time. Can't do that. Walmsgam's got something up his sleeve. I, I he was really working hope. last night. He was. I really, really hope. It's what they did with Game of Thrones, isn't it? They fucked it all up. No. I don't know if they fucked it all up. They had that Starbucks cup in there, but you're right. They did kill like everybody, didn't they? Yeah, yeah everyone was pissed. Well, thus far, I do not oh. think Succession has fucked it up at all. I'm not in your eyes. In yeah, I'm camp. just saying it's possible. No. He killed him so early. He was so good. <laughs> Well, week seven, you know, give me three weeks of. Yeah. Have they shown the body yet? Did they show the body at all? Did his, did his family get to go identify the body or anything? They did like that, that at the end of the last episode? AJ just did they? just put put that thought that you have in your brain to rest because he's not, not, not alive. He's very dead. Yeah, See I will not. <laughs> See, that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. Maybe that's <laughs> flashback. I don't know why. Gardell so playing a, a, a young Logan Roy. Here we go. What are you doing here? If a Yinzer <laughs> takes over ATN and Waco and Gojo and everything like that, mm-hmm. count me back in. Kill him two seasons ago. Yeah. If it ends up with Billy Gardell. Fuck yeah. off. Damn it. Don't be so nebby, you jag off. Oh, that was awesome. My wife learned about what the word nebby means. You know what the word nebby means? I do not. What is it? Yeah, that was interesting. So that's something that Pittsburgh has that nobody else has. We always talk about Don and 
Gumban and Buggy and Yins and Nats slippy. and everything like that. Slippy for slippery. Nebby is a Pittsburghese word that I just assumed everybody knew. We walked into a little boutique shop down at uh, the Strip. They had these mugs. It said Yins, Jagoff, Nebby, then Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, that we need to get that Nebby one or whatever. Sam had no clue what it meant. Yeah, said, no idea. What does that mean? She had no idea. I'm like, oh, that's just classic Pittsburgh word right there. Happy that got brought back into our life. Stop being a little Neb shit. You know what I mean? That means nosy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kind of nosy. Oh, no, stop being so Nebby, you know? Kind of mm, dick. Sure. They're, they have a red up your room with? Yeah, red up is a good one. They do not, though. Yeah, I think people know what that is, though. Nope. Clean up. Like red up? Yeah. Like learn about something? Nope. Clean up. Clean up. Nope. It's all new to me. Didn't know that one or Nebby. Pittsburgh's an awesome place. Yeah. Own dialect. Found a place that could be our studio if we were to have one there. Couple of places. I also heard in every speech that Carly's group gave, like, hey, move back to Pittsburgh. Is that happening? Are you moving back to Pittsburgh, Nick? What was that? I, I heard that in the <laughs> heard that in two speeches. Like, we hope you come to Pittsburgh. I'm like, damn. Are they thinking about I thought about adding that to my speech. Like, <laughs> sounds like you guys are making a decision. Our whole company's going. We're like, moving back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, we just built the Thunderdome. Fuck this place, I guess. But yeah, we will. But then, as I was there, I was like, maybe we do have an office back in Pittsburgh. There's some spots that are open. There, big spaces, very much alive. Mm-hmm. A lot of nice houses in the area. We could go back. Yeah, I was a massive fan of Pittsburgh. Uh, the only thought is, if we were to go back, then we still have same seasons as here. Yeah, we'd like to go to warm weather. For the cold weather. Exactly. Yeah. True, but there you don't got to pay for the stadiums. All right. Oorah, brother. <laughs> Tomorrow's a big day. Be a friend, tell a friend about it. AJ, congrats on being the face of Ohio. Tomorrow we will expect a speech of some sort. Please. Okay? Yep. Yeah, for sure. This is a talk show. Can't wait. You're going to have to talk. Okay. Start working on it. Yeah, I will. I'm going to start I'm gonna start jotting down ideas right now. All right, let's start brainstorming here quickly. What yeah. do you want to make sure we hit? <laughs> Hard work. No, you already have it written down. You gave it the other day. Tough. Toughness. Yeah. A lot of good cliches. Yeah, a lot of good football cliches. Bounce back ability. First, I'll, tell a story, I'll tell you something like you got to, you need to, uh, you, you want to succeed more than you want to breathe. Walk into the ocean and drown yourself. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about E.T., the hip hop preacher. Yeah, that is his story uh, that he he made famous, you know. He tells it a lot better than I just did. But. Yeah, he's got, I want money. I want to swim. You know, yeah, the whole speech. That's a good mm-hmm. speech. I, I heard it in real life. He delivered it to our team. It was a great delivery. Sounds Would you get the boys going? Hell yeah, I got the boys going. What are you talking about? Motivation, dude. Yeah, well, it's in a team meeting. I wasn't sure what part of the day it was. It was the end of the day. Everybody was pissed. It was a forced on a speaker, but E.T., the hip-hop preacher, <laughs> was great. That's what I thought. He was the most well-liked. We also had a Navy SEAL come through. It was like yeah. the size of a D-tackle. He was awesome. Okay. Dog. He was the one who gave the Know Your Why speech. Know Your Why. Mm-hmm. What's Your Why? What's Your Why? Then you saw like every NFL guy be like, I found my why. Yep. You know, they were tweeting it out, like, what's your why? I found it. It was like, oh, they must have the same speech from us. And he talked about tribe, what's your tribe, and know your why. Yeah. Good speech. That guy was very well liked. He also told a story about being dropped off in the middle of the ocean and just calling uh, sharks the guys in the gray suits. Yep. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, how'd you handle the sharks out there? I always call them the guys in the gray suits. They were certainly out there, yeah. And he's a heavy guy. I don't think he could float that well. No. So his his story was uh, resonated with a lot of big fat guys. But you went over the fat guys in the room. Normally, he went over the whole room. He did that. There was a couple of speakers that came in there, and they had some tough, tough days. Bunch of duds. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough hour. Tough hour. How about you? I assume similar. Yeah, very much. Pretty much the exact same situation during my time. The Navy SEAL, good. 
couple, he, yeah, a couple of them, yeah, come in and you get they instantly kind of have an air about them or a resume to they get respect, and then they're very good with their message. And then others were like, okay, let's see how this goes. And then twelve seconds in, they're almost getting clapped out of the room. Hate this guy. Okay, <laughs> good run. You guys. Well, it's usually like high horser. Like guys, some people want to come in there as a high horser and be like, you guys, I know you guys play football. But you're all just big, dumb idiots. You need to listen to me when it comes to this. Pretty much. You guys need to be smarter when it comes to... Have you ever talked to me, motherfucker? Yeah. You, never you know any of us? Sorry, you know, bud. You don't know me. Who needs to be smarter? Vinatieri, maybe. Yeah, he's a little loose cannon, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this guy's talking to you. He's not talking to me. I'm talking to everybody in here. Oh, fuck. He is oh, talking to me. Oh, he is talking to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're talking to me? Okay. All right, pal. Yeah, it's a whole... Yeah. You're right. The, the clap after... The first clap break after <laughs> we all learn that we hate the guy. The best one. All right. Yay, good run. The word. Start standing. Stand. Some guys start. Guys in the edge. Guys in the aisle are starting to make the turn to like go out of the room. Shake the hand. Yeah, people going up to shake the hand. Hey, you did great. I'll move Player on to my next slide here. Player personnel guy freaking out, telling guys to sit down. All right. All right. Let's go to the next slide. I guess. <laughs> All right. You guys need to start being better at. Oh, here, oh, we, go. here we go again. Here so you can't like go take a shit or something. No, you have to be in there. The fucking player personnel person like has actual. It's a real thing. Yeah, NFL fine. mandated. Yeah, it's NFL mandated. Oh, okay. Motivational speeches yeah. or something like that. I forget what the fuck they call it. What do they call it? Uh, education. Some kind of. They always frame it as some kind of education to the players for something. Yeah, for some I don't know if a lot of people know that this is happening. These happen just like all these. Corpo- they get paid. They get paid very well too. All these corpo speakers that corporations have mm-hmm. where you have to go fucking fake like yep. you're interested in something. Yeah. Yep. That's happening in the NFL as well. People are coming in, speaking to the whole building sometimes, speaking just to the team. And boy, that has to be the hardest crowd that any of those people go into. Bunch of guys who have a lot of money, bunch of guys who are tired at the point in which the day is, and a lot of hard-headed, stubborn guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The reason why you're in the NFL, why? Because you're pretty stubborn normally. Hey, you shouldn't just worry about football. You should worry about this. Oh, fuck off. I'm going to make it to the NFL. A lot of people have that mindset. So then whenever the person that created the internet's coming in, you know, in their mind to talk to us about it, it's like, good luck, dude. Good luck. But uh, there's been some great speakers. That's why, like, on Hard Knocks, when a comedian went in there. Yeah, crushed. And did well. Mm-hmm. I was, like, fucking very impressed. Meant a lot. That is tough because as you're saying, comedian was coming in. I'm like, dead yeah this guy is dead and then he went over the whole room mm-hmm. like okay good for this guy real talent right there yeah would book that guy to get in there and speak not everybody has that some people get their asses boot out of there did you guys have any like comedians or good things or was it just seminars and bullshit we had frank luntz you know you remember who that guy is oh, I, think I do frank luntz yeah, so was, we did too yeah. i don't know who did he have those shoes on american flag shoes on I don't know about shoes. I know he played all this like Hits. reactions to different things. You know, he's like real time polling, right? And nobody does focus thing. groups. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big focus right, group so guy. This guy hit a homer, huh? <laughs> we all remember him for I think the same reason. Oh, he was man. smarter than every human that ever talked ever, wasn't he? I think after the first clap break, like five minutes in, he's like, "Don't guys, hey, don't worry, guys. I'll be. I'm going to be done here in 50 minutes or so." And then everyone's like, "Oh, oh no." Like, they start checking, like, this is not even close to what I thought it was. There's the shoes. Yeah, I saw those shoes, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he deals with a lot of politicians. So he was this talking. Guy? He was talking to us. I actually learned about this guy in a sociology class because of his focus groups and what he's all done. I known of this human whenever he was coming in to speak to us. 
I heard he was speaking to us like hour, two hours beforehand. Jacked I was up. like, what the fuck is this guy talking to us about? Because this <laughs> is like a political, it's like a very political world. It was brought in by the media relations people on what to say, what not to say. Showed us a video of Pete Carroll. And then while Pete Carroll was oh. talking, they showed yep. the focus group whether or not they were giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And it was like this, this thing underneath Pete. And it was like green, 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 green. Everything he was saying. And then somebody else, it was like red, boom, red, boom. <laughs> Red, boom. But what that person was saying when it was getting red, like, got big pop out of the whole room. Mm. So, like, the whole room was laughing at the answer that was given. But he was like, that's not good, obviously. Look at the reaction from the people. It's like, yo, we're not running for fucking president, pal. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a hilarious answer. So, he and I had a little bit of a diff differing opinion sure. on some things. Lindsay? But I, I have respect for what he's done in the political world. But he was brought into a fucking football locker room in training camp. At the end of the day, <laughs> he had no shot, let alone whenever he's talking about how, how bad we answer questions and stuff, as if we were running for president. It's like, hey, we don't give a fuck if we piss off fans from another team. Like, yeah, yeah. That is not, we yeah. don't care. We're not running to represent the United States of America. But his point was made, I think. You guys try to clap him out? Yeah, we pretty much had a very similar situation to what you did. The same video being played and everything when guys like, well, yeah, like, same thing. Like we're we play football. Like we're not we're not really worried about all this stuff, big guy. Well, Frank Luntz played football. I thought we yeah, might yeah. have. I'm not sure. He would have yeah. been a great eye back, but he uh, DB. maybe DB. DB. Yeah, he had speed. That's why he has the American flag shoes. Mm -hmm. Quick. He backpedaled. He backpedaled down the he stairs. He did not. Start uh, ours off. He did not have to. Uh... Okay, breaking news coming out. But he told us the same thing. He told AJ. You guys don't have to clap for me every slide here. Uh, we were trying to... oh. All right. Yeah, All right. That was good. That was great work. Yeah. Frank. All right, Frank. Thank you for taking time. <laughs> I always hope that they don't know what's going on. I hope they, I'm like, I really hope you don't gush it in there. They clapped a lot. Me and Vinny, like third, <laughs> third row, normally second row, team meeting and in training camp. <laughs> I always felt like I was an early riser. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Because I had more energy, you know, than everybody else. They had to do actual <laughs> shit. I'm just wasting time all day learning how to play cornhole better. But, yeah, it was uh, – here we go, this guy. Conti, PR guy. At the Pat, just – can you please just give the guy a <laughs> like, Man, uh, this guy's fucking wrong, though. Dude, you know what I know. What I have respect for him. I know, I've studied this guy. I know him in sociology. I know what he's talking about. You think we give a fuck about what the state of Ohio thinks about what we're giving answers? Absolutely. Okay, swing state. Cool. We don't give a fuck, dude. All right, uh, breaking news out of the NFL. Michael Thomas is deadlifting 500-some pounds. <laughs> Michael Thomas is deadlifting 530 pounds. The NFL has tweeted it out. He's all the way back. Look at this guy. Yeah. Absolute game changer for the Saints. He's missed a couple years. There's been a couple communication issues with, is he going to get surgery? Or is he going to heal it himself? He didn't get surgery. He was going to heal it himself. Then he had to get surgery. Missed a whole another season. We didn't know if he hated the Saints. The Saints hated him. He being back on the field would be good for any team, including the Saints and Derek Carr. Looks like he's back. 530 is nothing to laugh at. AJ Hawk. No, especially for a wideout, but where is that? Is he at the Saints facility? Everyone opened up their offseason program, didn't they? I don't know. He looks sweet, obviously. Yeah. Cool. It doesn't appear to be the yeah. Saints program. Looks like he's maybe in a garage and has been turned into a gym. But nonetheless, he has NFL sweats on. So maybe that did come from the Saints equipment room. He looks great. 
Draft him in your fantasy. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Draft him in your fantasy. Michael Thomas is all the way back. Mm-hmm. We'll be back tomorrow with a big-time show. Good luck to all the teams playing in all the sports. Boston Bruins' uh, entire team is sick. That's oh, right. No. That is yep. not true. Oh, no. Just a rumor, but we will be playing tonight. I'm glad you brought up the playoffs. What time do the oh. Pens play? So the Pens are not playing, but okay. if you were to play, we wouldn't have a stomach bug because oh. we understand this is the most important time of year and we'd be taking care of ourselves. No, because the most important time of the year is actually on your home ice against the second-worst team in the NHL oh. and you lost. Yeah. So. yeah, we did lose, but everybody was healthy. They weren't uh, getting sick yeah. out there. They were living True. like a dog. So your healthy Soft. team won, lost. So of our 100% healthy. Team. Yeah, 100% mm-hmm. healthy. 100% mm-hmm. healthy. We lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Boston Bruins, a team that just broke the record since 2005, right. most wins in an NHL season. Ever. Whoa. Ever. Mo- hey. Most is 65 bigger than 62. So they're going to win it all for sure. Most wins ever. Certainly most wins ever, if you just look at the stat. But in 2005, just, they changed the rules to have a shootout, yep. so there was a definite winner in every game. Yeah. There wasn't any ties. They had four shootout dubs, so that could potentially be Ooh. eliminated from the 65. Sorry about Then it. they would have 61 instead of 62, but yep. they got wow. 65. Still impressive. And nobody Very cared impressive. about hockey before the salary cap era per hockey people. Nick Rodo mm-hmm. and that's hockey talk. That only applies to the Red Wings. Okay, but that's not what people say. But more wins mm-hmm. than anybody since 2005. Ever. And yes. ever. Yep. That team allegedly stomach bug running through the entire team. Everybody. Boom, 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 boom. They're all sick, allegedly, for tonight. Connor, you heard the same rumor? Uh, yes, I heard the same rumor. Checked with a couple sources, and that rumor is not true. Over, Whoa! Over the weekend, yeah, there wow. might have been a couple people sick. Everything is all good tonight. Feel good about it. That's your sources? Oh. That is my sources. All right, Bruins are at full health tonight. Well, they better run right through them then. Yeah. Wow, just like they were <laughs> running right through them this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck to the Bruins. Take on the Panthers in the NHL playoffs. Any other games tonight in the NHL? Yeah, three others. Uh, where is it? Islanders, Hurricanes, Wild okay. Stars, Kings, Oilers. And we got NBA playoffs, too. Let's have a hell of a Monday. Hell yeah. See you guys tomorrow. AJ, thank you for being a champion of Ohio. Big shout-out to Lombeau, Shams, and Rappaport. Tomorrow's a big day. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Something nice. We're going to Chef Bo's. Goodbye.